Alright everybody, this is the fifth episode of uh, Three Dudes and Cold Brews Podcast. Welcome to it. It's going to be a fun episode. I think we're going to have a couple cool things to talk about. This is going to be a little bit different of a format than what we've been doing, which it's still kind of up in the air the way we do it because it's still fresh and new. Uh, you all know me, Eddie Vegas or Eddie Sherman, however the hell you want to find me out. I am Steve, a.k.a. Fork Tongue. Uncle Davi over here. That's all I'm going by today, so that's what you're going to get out of me. <laughs> and our special guest, which is our first repeat uh, guest, uh, the man behind the myth and legend, or whatever the fuck you want to say. Uh, go for it, man. Uh, the hardcore liberal Gary Two Scoops. <laughs> Gary Two Scoops. Gary's back. Uh, the last episode with him was actually a lot of fun. It was the first time we had a full-time guest. But we also had a reason why we wanted to bring him on. Um, there was a, uh, this one's going to be more of kind of like an interview and maybe kind of, um, an eye-opening thing, I guess is really the way to put it. Um, Gary, uh, has some stuff that he wants to kind of talk about, uh, personally, and we want to give him an opportunity in an open forum to be able to do so. We're still going to do the music stuff. We're still going to have a couple other discussions, but this podcast is, uh, mainly going to be focused around, uh, Gary's story. Um, Steve, do you want to add anything, or do you want to just let him rip? Yeah, we were going to do this last time, but uh, I guess we had a little too much fun and kind of completely forgot about it. But uh, yeah, Gary, take it away. Uh, for everybody out there who knows me, uh, I really don't really put my shit out there. Like, if I'm on social media, like I'll... Uh, I'll think... Perhaps you forgot about your blog. Yeah, but... I never really went full into depth, like, like, I put stuff out there that I wanted certain people to know about me, but, like, I never really, like, went in depth about stuff, and I never really had anything super serious where, like, I had to put it out there, and, like, I really don't have to do this, but, like, I feel like eventually this issue could catch up, and it might affect my daily life, and I just want some people out there to know, and it's also kind of an eye-opener and a life story all wrapped into one because, I mean, once you hear it, you should be able to figure out, like, what the message is at the end. Uh, for everybody out there who knows me, probably knows that I'm a diabetic. Uh, I'm a type 1 diabetic, and Jesus Christ, I feel like I'm in school. I actually did some research on this. Just so. to clear that up, I actually didn't know that. Yeah, I'm a, t I'm a type 1 diabetic. I, I knew, I've heard... Um... I've heard you say one or two things in the past, but I never, like, put two and two together, and I never thought to ask you, and then you told me about the diabetic thing, and I kind of had a feeling, because I know some people that have that, but I just never talked to you about it. Well, I never if, knew you have type 1. If anybody who's in my life knew I was a diabetic, you would not know I was a diabetic, because I didn't take care of myself. Yeah. So, everything that is affecting my life now is because of diabetes and because of my neglect of it. What about those cow steroids you used to take? <laughs> I want to know more about that, actually. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> that got me the world title, so I would do it again. So basically, I'm a type 1 diabetic, and only 5% of people with diabetes have type, type 1. So either I'm really, really lucky... Or I have the worst luck in the world. What's the difference between the types of diabetes? Uh, type 1... Let's see, I'll read it to you. Type 1 diabetes, the body does not produce insulin. The body breaks down sugar and starches. You eat into simple sugar called glucose, which it uses for energy. 
Insulin is a hormone that the body needs to get glucose from the bloodstream into the cells of the body. That's from diabetes.org. Basically, my body doesn't produce insulin. So and di- the other form of diabetes, what's the difference? I have to inject insulin into my body twice a day. Into, like, my skin, my arm, like, whatever. And like, you didn't for a period, right? Or, you, or did you all? Well, basically, this goes back... Uh, in 1996, uh, I went to the hospital because I had um, tonsils that were touching. And at the time, it was must have been a big thing because every time that I went... Like, every, like, hospital I went to, like, they were all pulling doctors aside and they were looking into my throat and they were taking pictures of it. Basically, what happened was I had mono, and it made my tonsils, like, blow up, and they would, like, touching, so they call them kissing tonsils. So, I was in the hospital for about a week. I went to Hasbro Hospital, I was in the hospital for a week, and when I went back to school, I thought, oh, shit, like, I have mono, like... In mono, you're like, gonna be out yeah. of school forever. Yeah. Well, yeah. no, 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 no. Well, like now you I, can't kiss all those girls. Well, no, I was out of. I was sleep all the time. Yeah, but I was out of. I was out of school for about a week, so that was awesome. But That's it? yeah, for a week. Do you live on ice cream? No, because because my tonsils. tonsils yeah, 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 they were. Yeah. They were I remember a girl in high school having mono and me out for like six months. Ah, mm-hmm. oh, dude, it was it's so. Uh, I, I would be terrified of getting it back then because yeah. they were talking. Well, like, actually, you know what? Listen, I was. I was out of school for about two weeks, but I was in the hospital for a week because obviously, like mono, you're supposed to be like you just almost quarantined. Yeah, yeah you, you want to be away. You from like you. asleep a lot. So everybody knows mono is the kissing disease. You're supposed to get it from kissing. I didn't get it from kissing, but I thought my reputation so in school said, was gonna be no, oh yeah. shit. I'm going oh, yeah. back as a stud. You yeah. thought you was coming back as a pimp? Oh, it didn't didn't happen at all. Not at all. No, everybody so was that, terrified. Right? That happened in October of. 1996. So then, fast forward to about February, I just went to the doctors for a normal checkup, and they had me take a P-test. So I took a P-test, and they found ketones in my my urine. And basically, I'm pretty sure that means that, like, I had so much, like, sugar in my blood... Your body was starting to... Yeah. ...that it peed... That I peed, you know, obviously, like, it was on the test. So, what happened was, from there, they're like, okay, well, you have to go to Hasbro, like, right away. And, like, at the time, like, they're like, oh, you're probably a diabetic. And to me, when I heard that, I'm like, oh, shit, I'm a diabetic. I'm going to the hospital. I'm out of school again. This is fucking awesome. So, like, I did not... How old were you when this was going on? 14, 14. So, like, it didn't click into my head. So, you're conscious of diseases and Ill- Ill- illness and stuff but you're not like so young that like you just have no idea what's going on so you right I mean so you're kind of I know I know something's wrong yeah, but so I don't know what's going and on you gotta figure too this is before the internet and, and smartphones so I can't just pull up oh I got diabetes before what WebMD is? yeah so it's yeah. like so you didn't think you would die no I, yeah, I mean every, every time you look something up you're like oh I could have fucking everything under the sun dude you tonight. fucking look up a sore throat on WebMD next thing you know you have AIDS yeah <laughs> it's just that's what it is not to make light of AIDS but it's but just- also like <laughs> when you hear I'm like when I heard diabetes I'm like okay well okay I have something it'll go away so like they don't really explain it to you. Oh, you thought it was something that would go. I like, thought it was oh, something yeah. that was going to keep me out of school for a couple weeks, and, and I was good. happy, and I was like, oh yeah. shit, I'm going to miss school. This is great. Yeah. But then you know I'm at the hospital, and they're like, oh, your blood sugar is like in the three hundreds. 
I'm like, okay, well, I'm hungry. Well, you can't eat. You have to take your insulin shot. And now you're going to have to walk around the lobby to get your blood sugar down. And all at this point, like, I'm used to fucking just eating whatever I want. They're like, oh, no, no, no. You you can't eat this. You can't eat that. You can't eat that. Basically, everything I eat. Like, so do they make you walk around? Does exercise lower your blood yeah. sugar? Yeah. Well, instantly, like, when you take your... Uh, you take the insulin, and it helps break down all the sugar that's in your bloodstream and in, in like your body. So when you do that and exercise, it'll help you burn off the sugar or whatever's in your in your system. So at like at that age, I could not grasp basically what I had, and I begrudgingly decided, okay, well I'm a diabetic, and I gotta take my insulin, I gotta do my blood sugars, and the worst part about it, when I first got it was you gotta take your blood sugar you gotta prick your finger and like you gotta check your ketone levels and your blood and your blood well the ketone wasn't bad because all you gotta do is pee on a stick yeah, you pee, you pee on like a, yeah you're checking your blood you know, I've had to do that like the, um, I've done that because I was on the ketogenic diet for a while so I got into like checking my blood and stuff so I know I, that's the only reason why I know what it's like and it's a pain in the ass cause and, it, to, and, and over time it's like it's, it fucking sucks. It hurts. Yeah. And it's like, what the fuck? It's like, I don't want to have to prick my finger twice. Like, at that time, it was like, when you wake up, yeah. lunch, dinner, before bed. So you're pricking yourself four fucking times. Trying to find a new spot on your fucking yeah. finger every time. And it, 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 it sucked. I mean, I didn't really mind the shots because after, like, a couple of shots, it wasn't so bad. But when I first started... Uh, taking insulin like the needles were like extra extra long yeah so like taking those was kind of scary at first but like now like they're like literally like milling like this. so it's less painful now yeah it's less painful now to take shots so at the time like I said it was kind of a life changer but being so young I didn't really grasp the severity of what I had also I was under 18, so I was on parents' medical. So everything that I was doing, like medicine, going to the doctors, getting, like, all this stuff, was free. Yeah, so in your eyes, you didn't even understand, like... Yeah, I don't understand the cost. Like, I don't understand what it is. I just know, oh, I'm, you know, I'm 14, 15, oh, yeah, I'm on my mom's insurance, so, yeah, everything's free. Fast forward to 18, I'm off my parents' insurance... I really don't have a full-time job, or if I have a job, then I'm offering medical. And at that time, medical was super, super expensive. It's not as accessible as it was, as it is now. So I stopped taking my insulin, and I stopped checking my blood sugars. And probably right around the time that I really became really good friends with Steve was probably right around the time that I stopped taking my insulin. So... Anybody, like I said, who knows me, you would know that I was a diabetic. And most people in USWF who know that I was a diabetic only know because Stray Cat Jay Messier, who is a councilman in West Warwick, came up with this crazy idea that I was going to take steroids and I was going to become like superhuman strength. And I was eventually going to take my steroids all the way to the top, and I was going to win the world title. I always thought that was Kevin's idea, not not Jay's. I'm pretty sure it was Jay's, because I think you 
I think you and Jay actually had conversations through AIM about it. We, me and Jay were pretty much booking for a period, probably 2000. And I think that's what got me the world title, because you guys talked about it. I think where you're getting confused is Kevin was the one who sold them to me. Oh, maybe. maybe. So basically what happened was the Star Wars were basically going to turn into... You might want to pause real quick, not yeah. to cut you off from there. you got to explain to people what you're even talking about. Because yeah. a lot of people that you that okay, all right. Don't Basically, know what USWF is. USWF is uh, back at Wrestling Federation that, that was around for over. 20 that years. was ar- around for forever. Started like, a lot of things in Rhode Island in the local scene. It was on cable access. That's how all of us know each other, yeah. except for Ray. Yeah. Um, I, long story short, uh, you started there when? I started there the same day that Steve did in 1999. They had like an open. So at this point, you were an you were a diabetic. Nobody knew. Wrong. Nobody knew. No, I was. You did. You I knew, knew him very well. Yes, right? yes. All right, so this is after eighteen, so we're gonna have to kind of like go back and forth a little bit because those are where my questions. Yeah, like if I'm if if I'm not explaining it, just just. I'm this is yeah. I'm gonna keep on track with it. You're good, but all right. So anyway, so we, we figured that out. So now when he talks about USWF, this is the wrestling federation, backyard wrestling federation that we kind of all met through. I didn't meet these guys until a little bit later on, but um, go ahead with where you were. So, so you, we had a wrestling angle, angle where I was gonna be on steroids, and uh, Kevin, who was a wrestler was going to be my uh, drug dealer. And basically what happened was he gave me all the steroids and I just decided I wasn't going to pay for him. So then, pay for them. So basically, he ended up selling me cow steroids. <laughs> and what was basically going to happen was slowly over time, I was going to turn into a cow. So like there was going to be a time where like I was going to do like a, a Shawn Michaels... Pause real yeah. quick. <laughs> I want to keep on going with that because it's making me die laughing. But were you taking insulin shots? Yes. Yes. Oh, so so you I have to explain that. That's okay. What I, that's so yeah. So basically, there, there was there was so there was a promo where I came out and so they knew that you were so Stray Cat and Kevin or whoever knew that you were a diabetic. Yeah. Knew you had these shots. Decided to take your real life insulin shots and turn that into a steroid angle. Yes. All right. So now I came, we're caught up. I came, now you're becoming a. So I came out on on t- on camera and I actually took the shot. Yep. And then I just like. I hooked up. Hulk and then, up yeah. I hooked up and I just squashed somebody. I this is a, a necro. I need drugs. Shirt yes. on. Which is yeah. Which actually I bought off of Ill Bill at a necro concert. Which, which is interesting. Coming later, we're gonna bring that up later too. So it was gonna turn out that he was selling me cow steroids. So there was gonna be a skit where like I was posing with the world title like Shawn Michaels style, like. I was doing like a photo shoot, like yeah. the naked Shawn Michaels. Yeah, yeah. I know, I know. So like, I, I would have the belt between my legs, and then there was gonna be a girl there feeding me grapes. Were you really naked? I actually, I, actually, to be honest, I actually did a Shawn Michaels photo shoot with the belt. <laughs> These photos exist somewhere. Fuck, uh, we need that thumbnail, dude. You know, you know, Instagram. you know who actually had one of those photos like hanging up in his house? Nope, Puma. Uh, Puma had one, and he had it hanging up in his in his house for like the longest time. I can probably get my hands on it. So, anyways, wow, where was I? That's Shawn Michaels. Oh, the Shawn Michaels. Oh, yeah. So there was gonna be a girl there feeding me grapes, and then eventually, like, I was gonna roll over, and on my butt was gonna be like cow pattern. Like it was gonna be painted. Like I was gonna be, a, and then I I was gonna be like, yo, give me more grapes, and I was gonna move. So eventually, I was gonna turn into a cow. Eventually, he was gonna have a tail, a grow tail. And I was, you know, I was gonna be in the pasture. Like I was like, oh, I like, oh, all of a sudden, I just, I feel like I'm gonna eat grass. So like, 
But eventually, Jay had a premonition <laughs> yeah. that someone was gonna die, so he shut it down. So yeah. we never got to finish the. Angle. Oh, that's that angle that turned that got shut down from that. Yeah, oh, that whole day didn't he? He woke up from a dream or something, and then came to the show. Someone was gonna die. Yeah. Yeah. I yes. Basically, what was what was gonna happen was that day. Oh, I was supposed to fucking wrestle Dawson. Stonewall was going to come out of retirement. I was going to beat both of them in the same day. And I think I was actually going to even wrestle Jay. So I was going to beat like three of them all in one day. And then Jay had a dream that somebody died. So he canceled USWF. <laughs> and he's like, oh, we're still going to hang out. And then when he realized nobody wanted to hang out, he's like, all right, guys, USWF's back. Uh, and then nobody... That's what, 99, 2000? That was right before we moved to... 2001. House, wasn't it? It was 2001. Okay. We ended it in Jayjad, and I think it was like 2002, 2003, because it was a hiatus. Yeah, it wasn't that long, though. Yeah, because we fucking yeah. put the money... Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. That was story. That's, a, that's kind of where... That's where I come into it, because I was... Yeah. I started... I met you guys in 2002 or 2003, is when I started in Eden's So whenever you guys started there, that's when yeah, I... Yeah, because we had the tryout in Jayjad, but you didn't come to that. No, that was before my No, because yeah, at that point, Draven came and like Spirit, uh, Spirit came. came. Yeah, then the CWF guys that I was a part of, I think, went down also. Isn't that the one where Brandon had the yellow shirt or something in the in the tape background? Possibly, he, I don't remember. I'll have to ask him because he went down once with uh, some guys and um, I don't think it was all at the same time. And then there was the tryout thing that I didn't really know about because I, I was always in and out of wrestling because I, I, don't know, I was a fucking lunatic. But anyways, uh, all right, so this is... Angle got canceled. Continue on with that. Yeah, you're gonna grow a tail and patch and. And then yeah, so 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 (laughs) wrestling was over at that point. So, like I said, a lot of people only knew I was a diabetic because of that. Like a lot of people were like, "Oh, you're really doing steroids." And basically, what actually I was just gonna ask you that if if if, because especially with the way things were back then, even before my time, but when I was involved, it was so many things were held so close to the chest. Because you wanted to get the reaction of the crowd and the reaction, the real reaction of the people that were in the audience, which a lot of the time were your peers. Some well, of the peers were. There were only a couple of people who knew I was diabetic. So when okay. I pulled out a syringe and I actually they injected really it, up, they right? didn't know what it was. Yeah, and basically, okay. what happened was this angle came about because I guess uh, Stray Cat's neighbor across the street was a, like he accused that guy of being on steroids. Okay. So like. Uh, yeah. So I think there was a lot of uh, like, oh, it was a cheap shot at somebody else, but he saw the opportunity to use. And basically, what happened was, I think during commentary when I was actually taking the like the shot, like Mm -hmm. of steroids, he made a comment like, oh, just like so and so. Yeah. And they watched it, and then they basically, I think, wanted to fight him because of it. Sounds about right. So other than that, did you ever get any kickback from? So so-called shooting up on TV like in your real life like maybe your, uh, your mom watched it or, or no I, I, I was, or... And, no and basically a lot of my problems stem from not having a a good structure in my life where like I I, I was poor growing up like and when I say poor I don't mean like I didn't have money because like no, I had clothes, I had food. You and, still be poor, though. That's how I grew up. But, like, you know what I mean? It's like, but I also had a father who worked third shift, so I didn't really get to see him much. And yeah. my mom was always fucking working, so. I think all of us in this room, the one thing that we all have in common, which will, has come up, which will come up more often, which will be, a, a, I think, a common bond between most of the, even the guests that we have, 
middle class America when we were growing up in the late 80s uh, to early 90s to the mid 90s and throughout <clears throat> you kind of um, we all had that like maybe both your parents worked maybe one of them was around maybe neither one of them was around and you kind of have to um, become your own um, babysitter and you have to be kind of go off on your own way so you kind of pick up on things a little bit quicker so you kind of took your own path in life because of that so. and when I when I say like I'm, I'm not blaming them but it's just like I didn't have that structure to be like listen this is important you yeah. need to do this like so you know, sat you down and explained to you the severity of your illness and really kept you on it was like hey Gary listen you know you need to really focus on watching your blood sugar hey Gary you really need to focus on I mean that was there for, for like a point yeah, but, but then like over team, that probably goes away I would imagine oh yeah it was it, it, yeah. it was I was an adult I thought I knew what I wanted what I could do like I was like oh I can make my own decisions but like I feel like if if Rosie had something mm-hmm. all right, even though she's 18 like if she had like something like this I feel like you'd be like are you doing this? Like, are you- we have a cat that has a thyroid problem that has to have a little pill crushed up twice a day. Yeah, we do this. And this so is, you know what I mean? It's for like a cat. Let alone my daughter who just turned eighteen. Who, if she had problems, I'd be like, "Hey, wrote like she just got her first tattoo, and already for the past week, I'm like, hey, did you do this? Did you do that? Because I'm on her all the time. You know, like it's. But I also grew up like you. My mom tried really hard, but my mom had to work because my dad wasn't around. So I. I learned, I taught myself how to cook when I was six years old, like with a fire on a stove, mm-hmm. like for real, a six year old shouldn't be left alone to cook, but I did because I had no other choice. You learn how to fend for yourself. So kind of like you, I, I also didn't have that. So again, like I get where you're coming from with it. So I think that's where it, I take that neglect that I had and now I'm not letting that happen. So you, you have to either uh, keep on going in the same rotation or you learn from that mistake. You probably kept on going with that at least to an extent and that's kind of leading us to where you are now well and also too like, like I don't want to blame all my problems on my parents because that, that's just like no, a that's cop right. out yeah. that's like, it's, a, it's a cop it out is. and I, I'm gonna I eventually take accountability for for what's happening to me because it's like it, it 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 makes no sense for me to blame somebody else because I don't want to put that frustration on, on, on them or any more frustrations with them that I have like I don't want to put that on them like this is my deal but like I don't know, like, if you know anything about diabetes, they always tell you, like, if you, or if you ever watch anything with a, in a movie, if somebody has diabetic, like, they're a diabetic, they're like, oh, you know, my blood sugar's low, I need to sit down, I'm ready, I'm ready to faint, like, oh, I can tell my blood sugar's low, I, I need to eat something, or like, oh, you know, I'm feeling dizzy, maybe my blood sugar's too high, like, if you watch anything with, like, media, or TV, movies, whatever, it's like, you get this perception of diabetes, it's like, well, if you don't take your insulin. Like, you're screwed. You just eat a candy bar. <laughs> what? No, well... Or drink orange juice or what, you know, like... <laughs> right? I mean, that's a misconception. Am I wrong? Like, no, no, no. no. And, and it's... And, 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 well, I mean, this has nothing uh, to do with... All my blood sugar's low. My head's spinning. I need a candy bar quick. The, right? well, I mean, this has nothing to do... But, like, fucking... Uh, Brett Michaels is a diabetic. Okay. And when he has sex, before he has sex, he eats a candy bar. And the, all the girls call him sugar dick. <laughs> because he can keep an erection for, like, four or five hours because... Dude, we had didn't we have a sugar dick joke like, like we yeah when we uh, side note me and Steve actually uh, boxed each other with boxing gloves and shit and on my mouthpiece I wrote sugar dick because I was a diabetic and I thought it was that funny. was an even joke wasn't it no no we, we did, did it in my uh, friend friend Ray's uh, basement 
I know about this somehow, and I can't remember. Oh, yeah, because we blasted it all over. We wanted people to come, like, we made flyers and fucking So, I, this was probably when I was around. This is on Facebook, yeah. So, if yeah, you were yeah. friends with us on Facebook, I mean, on MySpace. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you would have saw it. I would remember, yeah. I was, I was really, I think by that point, I was pretty close to the Arnie, and I think I remember him telling me about it, or something. That had to have been, what year was that, 04? Somewhere around there. 04, 05, 06. I won, by the way. I just wanted to I'm really know. surprised by that, but. <laughs> yeah, the only reason why he won is because he oh boy. he hit me, and then for some reason I was like, oh, I'm going to go down. He hit you right in the You didn't go there. down, though. I did go down. No, you didn't. I went down. No, you didn't. I, I have it on I, rem- I remember hitting... Yeah, have you, when's the last time you won? I have, you know why you won? Because I think I was bleeding, and I, there was blood, well, and the judges... Hey, we went to a decision, and you did had you more damage. Did you pop sugar dick? I tried. Yeah. <laughs> Well then, I then I bust. I hit him. I hit him with a good shot at one point, and he got all wobbly. And he goes, "What am I doing? Why am I selling that?" So I think he was like, thought it was wrestling for a second. <laughs> well, hey, there's uh, good stories where you're getting punched in the head by two of us now in this room. Yeah, but then, you know what? Steve has probably brain damage to this day because I hit him in the head with a handicap sign. Yeah, I probably do. I think you guys have told me about that too. I know I know about I that. I think oh. we talked about it a little bit last time. I, I have. Don't know if it was yeah. on air. I don't think it was on air. I, think I that have, was really I, I have that on film somewhere because it never made air, which is the funniest part about <laughs> Dude, those those fucking signs, not to get off topic, but those fucking signs, people think that they're nothing serious. Dude, but the, but the best part about they're this. Bent, is, right? No, 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 listen. The best part about this sign is that it wasn't just the sign. It was the sign with the metal bar still oh, attached yeah, to yeah, it. So it's so, all solid. So, so no it was, give, yeah, there no was no give, give at all. all. No, so you're fucking, you might as well be hitting in the fucking face. And I didn't, I didn't get loopy or anything, and I, I have full memory of it. Just out, right? As soon as I got hit, no, I remember everything. I just had that ping oh, yeah. in my, my ears, my fucking, everything yeah. went white. But I have a recollection of everything, and I didn't have any concussion symptoms later. But Sometimes it's just a stinger. Yeah, which does happen. Um, I've had both, and I've been terrified. Like when actually when me and you had our last match in thirteen, and then you fucking we. I think I don't know if we talked about this on on the air. I don't last think it was on air. No, but you did the fucking the, to end the match. You uh, you yeah, had the, the splash. table and the splash. That's exactly what happened to me when my head hit. I don't remember exactly what happened. I've never seen the footage because it's never aired. But we'll never see the footage. We'll never see it. But um, I just remember my head getting hit twice. And immediately, a, a, it went black. I had a white flash, and my fucking ears started ringing. I couldn't hear anything. I couldn't. I had no idea what was going on. I didn't know where I was. I thought my whole face went numb. So, like, I've had that happen too, and it is fucking terrifying. But this is head trauma is not the topic of discussion. Head trauma is actually a secondary thing, not to be taken lightly, but also going to have very, very funny stories from. And we'll get into later on when Uncle Dobby makes his return to the show. I also like to point out that I, I did give Gary a receipt one year with a slap to the ear. Oh, I oh, thought those were the worst. Dude, I I went deaf. It just went You went deaf yeah. for like a few days, right? It was I could not hear. I thought I was I thought he popped my eardrum. Getting boxed in the fucking ear could possibly be the worst thing that you can do to somebody. Like it was the worst. It's, it's fucking awful. For some reason we, we wanted to have this match but we were fucking ultra stiff. And we started with trading slaps. You know why? You know why? I blame Samoa Joe and Loki. Yeah, because for some exactly reason, you thought was. you were Loki. I thought I was Samoa Joe. And <laughs> then we... Again, I think I remember this. You were probably this there. Was Athens, right? Yeah. yeah. Right. We, went the day, we went the day before to practice the match. And we wanted to do the fucking figure four hanging off the, <laughs> <laughs> the fucking the, the ledge. And we figure practiced that thing for... Off the, off the top? Yeah. Oh, no, 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 like... like 
12 feet high. We wrapped our legs like in it and around it, and I was laying on the ground, and he was hanging off the deck. What the fuck? And it really hurt, apparently, right? It, it was, yeah, and it looked like shit, because we couldn't really, like... Yeah, sell it and, yeah. We both have fat, stubby fucking, well... Yeah. Yeah. Um, we got yeah. stubby legs. I can wear a fucking 29-leg for pants. We have stubby legs. Yeah. It is short and stout is what uh, yeah. we're going to leave that at. Anyways, uh... Well, anyway, okay, back to the story. Like, if you know any, like... Real quick, didn't Benny box here one time in a match, too? I, I sort of got... I know I have footage of it somewhere where you fucking... He so slaps you in the ear and then you were like, what is it with you motherfuckers and slapping people in the fucking ear? Yeah, you know what? That sounds familiar. in the face. I know for a fact that... I just can't remember what it was. I think there was a whole angle where uh, you wanted to, you wanted him to fucking dress up like a baby or something and fucking he got all mad and he slapped you in the face and you were like, what? Because I think I did the same thing to you at one point. And it, it was like a recent, like week after week, like one week I fucking did it and then the next week he did it or something and you got fucking legit pissed. And, like, you punched him in the face. Fucking... <laughs> 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 you just walked right over the thing. Like, stomped around in a fucking circle. Like, I think word for word it was, What is it with you two motherfuckers slapping me in the goddamn ear? And you just fucking socked him in the mouth. <laughs> that, that sounds like something I would do. Alright, anyways, back to, uh, back to the moral of the story. I just thought so, it would be funny. if you, like, if you don't take your insulin... You're supposed to be all like lightheaded and woozy, and like yeah, you're supposed and it's kind to. Of a myth, right? You're supposed to be able to feel the effect. Actually, no, because certain people do it. Like my girlfriend's um, father has uh, has type two diabetes, mm-hmm. and when he feels like lightheaded, like like weak, like he knows, like oh, I need to take a shot, or my blood sugar is really low. Yeah, it works because I'm I'm not diabetic as far as I know, but that happens to me once in a while, and I'll eat something. But and I'll feel like fine. when I was like eighteen, nineteen, like for me, like that never happened. So I was like, okay, well, I can't afford my insulin at this point. I'm not really feeling any of the effects, so I'm fine. And I just went on and I lived my life. And if you know me, like, I've always been a big guy. I've always been pushing 250, 260. The, the highest I've ever gotten to is, like, 305. And real quick, just a side note, how tall are you? About 5'7", 5'8"? 5'7". I tell people 5'8", because I think... Well, right. But the reason eight. why that, that weight is such a big deal is because you're 5'7", which yes. is a short frame for that much. I'm 6 feet tall. I've naturally been anywhere from 225 to 250 and felt totally fine. Mm-hmm. Right now I'm like 275. I don't look it, I don't feel it, but that's how big I am because I. That's just the way I'm built right now. Um, but I am not you. But it's just different. So I carry different than you do. So 250 on you, like me and you have been 250 at the exact same time before, and it looks totally different. Yeah. Even even you and I, I'm I'm five ten, so I'm only a couple inches taller. But you and I at the same weight, it looks completely different. Yeah. Um. By what I, what I was gonna ask you was at this point, 18, 19, 20, whatever it is, where mm-hmm. you're at now. I'm sure you knew the severity of diabetes, right? Like, you could lose a limb, you could lose, you could have... Yeah, but, like like I said, also, in my head, I've totally convinced myself at this point, and up until probably a couple months ago, that... I've been misdiagnosed. There's no way I'm a diabetic. There's no way. Because... You didn't think you were getting the common symptoms that everybody else was getting. Yes. So you thought that you were a little bit different. So... Okay. I would I would Google it or I would Yahoo it at that point yeah. and it's like how do you know you're a diabetic and then like every symptom would be like okay well I kind of have that but I don't have that 
I, I would pick and choose what I would want to... Yeah. You know what I mean? Like WebMD. Like, I do it. Like you said, it's yeah. like, oh, I have a sore throat. Oh, my big toe is swollen. Oh, you have AIDS. I'm like, what? Yeah. You know, it's like... What? You, I ate Magic Johnson. I'm like... It's like you choose you know? to believe what you want, and like I would cherry pick what I want. Or believe. Yeah. I'm like, okay, well, okay, I don't get dizzy. I don't feel the effects. Okay, I'm not a diabetic. I don't even take my insulin. But every once in a while, depending on who I was dating or whatnot, it would be, oh, you should really go to the doctors and get that checked out. Well, you've always, as long as I've known you, I've known you again back to 02, you fluctuated weight a lot. Like, you've always gone up and down. Yeah. Because like, I would see you, I wouldn't see you for two or three months or maybe even longer, years maybe. And one time I'd see you, would be huge. The next time I'd see you, would be a lot smaller. Well, I mean, listen, there's a lot of avenues that I'm going to go down, like, that I'm not proud of and... I might even cry during this fucking podcast, but like, and like, like I said, I don't normally open up, but like, I feel like. What you're doing is a good thing. Well, you could help somebody too, right? If yeah. they listen to this. Uh, hopefully. So basically, yeah, like, I would always fluctuate, but I would never lose weight the right way. I would always fucking. I would. I would. I would throw up. I would starve myself. Yeah. I would just I would not do it the right way you tried going the cheap way out a lot he of used time. to have a puking contest with our friend Ray that we had the boxing match in and everywhere we'd go they afterwards they'd go out and puke somewhere just as a, con- mm-hmm. as we a contest would, we what? would go to Bickford's and we would spend like fucking 12 13 dollars on like a chicken filly which is basically a chicken sandwich you know fries yeah. blah 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 and then we would go in the parking lot and then we would throw it up and whoever had the biggest puke pile would win all right, that's healthy. <laughs> but it is what it is. Yeah, I get it. So, like, yeah, I mean, I mean, we were young, we were stupid, you know. Yeah, I mean, once we once uh, raced in the parking lot to see who uh, could listen to the CD. Uh, what's it? You, did you make us race? Yeah. You <laughs> made us race in the parking lot, and he's pointing to Steve, by the way. To yeah. Steve, sorry, yeah, and if. Uh, if I won, we didn't have to listen to Ringmaster. Because for some reason, Steve knew I hated fucking ICP's Ringmaster, and he would always play it because he's a fucking cocksucker. Yeah, just to fuck with Gary. Oh, yeah, because Steve definitely wasn't a juggalo. That's no, I wasn't. That's the one with uh, Chicken Hunt Man, isn't it? No. Oh, wait, wait. No. I don't know the not. difference, really. But... Yes, it is. No, the, the original Chicken Hunt is on oh, Ringmaster. Yeah, yeah. But the one that everybody likes is on Riddlebox. Okay. Right. I don't know the difference, I don't think, outside of that one that song, but... Yeah, you totally go check it. I legitimately just took a shot in the dark just to make myself sound like I knew something. <laughs> like I have no fucking clue. I only know the one album and that everybody else knows. When I say stomp, you say whoop whoop. Okay. I have no idea what the fuck that means. To be honest with you, but that's okay. So oh, like, I just saw uh, footage of Twisted or something doing that because somebody commented on one of their things on Instagram and they went whoop whoop. Is that that's what the, that's that whoop whoop, whoop is one of those. Is that Hatchet Man thing? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's, Clearly, it's, it's part of the right. dialogue that every juggalo yeah, okay. says. <clears throat> Anyways. So, like I said, I would cherry pick what I would want to believe. And like I said, depending on who I was in a relationship with, oh, go get it checked out. So every so often I would go to the doctor and I would get checked out and I would have to relay my message Oh, by the way, I'm a diabetic, you know, quote unquote, I'm a diabetic. Um, I haven't been on insulin for like a year. What can you do for me? So after they would yell at me for like five minutes, do you know how important it is to take your insulin? They're like, and me, I'm like in one ear out the other. They're like, well, we can hook you up with a free medical program. I'm going to ask a quick question again. This yeah, is go ahead. Part of it. Not taking insulin, did you ever feel different? 
Is that why you thought you didn't need it? I honestly never really felt different. Taking it or not taking it? You never taking it or not taking it in the past. You know okay. what I mean? Like in the, Yeah, in the past. So at that point, a yeah. little bit young, probably in your early 20s, I would imagine, mm-hmm. right? Um, you not having the proper medical, the proper funds, the proper... Um, Education. Education, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, Plus, we all at that age feel like you're we're fucking Superman. Yeah. yeah, we all feel like we're fucking indestructible. I still do sometimes. And honestly, the only difference that has, like, that transpired, like, with me, like, when I was diagnosed with it and up until that point, were my eyes. Okay. But I just chalked it up as, like, oh, my eyes just are just getting worse with age. Was, yeah, yeah. I just thought, you know, it's normal. Because, like, when I would go... Which can be a case. Yeah, because when I would go to the doctors, like, sometimes they'd be like, oh, wow, your prescription barely changed. It changed a little bit, but not enough where, like, we should yeah. be alarmed. Even more so worsening you not care. Yeah, so yeah. I'm like, like like Steve just said, like, oh, I'm invincible. I'm going to fucking run yeah. through a wall. I can do whatever I want. Yeah. 20, 21. I just turned 21. I'm going to do what I want. So, like I said, I'd go to the doctors. They'd give me the spiel, but then they're like, oh, we can hook you up with probably free insulin, and we can give you a free blood uh, meter. So, I would do that for about, like, six months, and then I was just like, I don't need this, because what do I need this for? You didn't feel it in. I didn't feel like I was diabetic. I feel like I'm wasting it. Yeah. Like, I shouldn't be taking it. It's like somebody feeling like they're not poor and don't want to reach out for help, or somebody that, or whatever, you know, like, I'm just trying to give it another example that somebody might be able to... Well, I don't want to say any names, but I know somebody who had an opiate addiction. I knew somebody had an opiate addiction, and, uh... Basically, they put him on the Suboxone, and uh, he takes a Suboxone, but he doesn't take it as prescribed because he doesn't feel like he needs the full dosage. Mm-hmm. And, oh, I, I have Kristen's brother. That's and for the like ratio of what they're giving him pharmaceutically, I think they just want to put it out there because they're making money off of you. Yeah. I don't know how you feel about that situation, but people can kind of almost like cut their dosages in half and still feel just as normal as anybody else but Big Pharma wants to push their product on you or anybody else I don't know how you feel about that that's true I, I mean if I had something like that I would probably feel the same because they definitely do that a lot of shit's over prescribed now yeah. thing, uh, a lot of sicknesses are over uh, over over analyzed yeah that's not know? the word I'm looking for yeah. but that's basically over prescribed over prescribed this is a topic for kind of a different thing but yeah. they're both right um, there are a lot of illnesses nowadays that are prescribed things strictly because um, doctors and nurses are actually uh, paid off to yeah they're profiting off of you basically. right so like there's actually a lot of like there's a new thing called Ibogaine if you've never heard of it I know you've probably heard about yeah. it it's a thing that you go and do over in Africa you take this thing uh, it's almost like a ayahuasca where you take this um, almost like inject like a self like it's almost like a poison or like an ink or something yeah. I guess and it's supposedly the number one cure for heroin addiction or opiate addiction at, like ever like, like it's instant instant it, it's, it takes about 24 hours you're sick you throw up for 24 hours you are just the most nauseous and ill you'll ever be in your life but when you wake up on the other side you never want to touch Heroin or opiates again, but you'll ne- that'll never see the light of day because they big won't pharma. Let it. Yeah, they yeah. won't let it. It's I mean, the same you, as uh, marijuana not being legalized because they can't control it. Yeah, but if you do any kind of research with any kind of disease, like you Google it or whatever, like you'll find sites that say, "Listen, there is a cure for pretty much every disease out there." Yeah, there is. But there's more money to be made in the pharmaceuticals oh, pharma, yeah. than 
Yeah. It is to just give everybody yeah. that pill, the pill to, to cure. Right. Fortunately or unfortunately, from what I know of diabetes, that's not one of the illnesses that has yeah. that. Well, yeah. within the last like two months, there has been a breakthrough that supposedly there has been a guy who has been cured in England of type 1 diabetes. Whether wow. that's true or not, who knows? And I know we're fast forward. Do you have any idea how? Do you have any idea what? They're giving him or dosing no, him with. No, I or, don't. I because so we'll have to look that up. Either way, it'll probably be like seven or eight years before something like it was probably like some kind of test run. They'll yeah. have to go through this whole fucking long process. And, and it who also even, might just be that one guy? Yeah, who knows? Even if like it could cure everybody, because right. if you have right. had it for a well, long time, everybody's body chemistry is different. Yeah. Right. What works for me doesn't necessarily work for all you. We guys. were just talking about Alpha Brain earlier, and it works for you, and it doesn't yeah. work for me. And yeah, it works phenomenally for me but I that might be due to the way my body chemistry is made up it might be due to head injuries that I I know I've gone through I don't know what it is or maybe just uh, my diet even uh, from what I've heard that can uh, have a big yeah but everybody's it. body reacts differently to everything everything right anyways um, so go on because we I keep, we keep on kind of going no on that's fine because like you said like I don't really know. I don't have a, I don't really have a format for this other than alright let's let's fast forward it I guess a little bit so you know that you're in your mid 20s uh when, when do you feel like you made a little bit of a, a starting to make a turning point? When do you think, um, I feel like, what are you now, 35, right? I'm 35. 35, right? Yep. Okay. So I'd say, obviously, I don't want to jump to the very current day uh-huh. because that's kind of the the peak of your story, in my mm-hmm. opinion. But uh, is there a point there where maybe you, maybe in your late 20s or something, that maybe you started catching on to it and you started thinking a little bit more of a... Uh, a notice of it and tried to do something about it or I mean is there anything in there that alright well basically what happened once I started um, dating uh, my current girlfriend Courtney how long have you been together now we have been together nine years Miss Sivo I love you um so when she found out that I was a diabetic she was obviously worried because she knew that I wasn't really taking care of myself did she know right away or no I think I told her but it wasn't like super like. Over- she didn't realize how bad. Yeah. Every, there's different types of diabetes. So basically, what happened is she had a manager that she worked with, whose daughter is a diabetic, mm-hmm. who is so not that so like she had it so bad that she actually has to have the, the pump. A good friend of mine from high school actually, I see him at the gym all the time. Yeah, he has he, to like so like one. she's Billy. like super mom when it comes to like the diabetes so she was all like read up on everything like she knew all, all the stuff so Courtney told her that I was a diabetic and I haven't been on insulin for like at that point like two years three years because like I said every once in a while I would go to the doctors and they would give me the spiel yeah they'd yell at me but they do it for a little while not feel anything go off it again yeah yep. so basically she bugged like bugged out Courtney and basically told her like listen like if he's a diabetic and he's not on insulin he's gonna die like he he should be dead now and literally every time that I would go see a doctor they would all say I don't know how you're how you're still breathing because if you're a diabetic you're not on insulin they're like if you don't take your insulin for like a week you should be dead I'm like well I haven't taken it for like three years real quick do you think you've also already on record gone to say that uh, you didn't really care about your food intake does your food intake, do you think by any way that what you were eating might have helped you out? Because if you were eating sugary foods, doesn't that help you out a little bit? Or Again, I'm, I'm kind of ignorant to the... 
symptoms. I mean, is you it, know. Yeah, sometimes it's genetic, right? And sometimes it's your diet. I'm pretty much the first person in my family to have it. Well, what I, my question, I guess, is um, do you think you were able to not feel the worst effects from it because of the way you were eating? Do you think maybe your ignorance might have actually saved you by any chance? I, I mean, honestly. Or do you think it might just be. Well, because if you're a diabetic, you're supposed to not eat sugar. And there was a there was a point of time where I was fucking every day drinking like two gallons of OJ, which is fucking pure probably sugar. more sugar than fucking yeah. soda. I was it's, drinking. Yeah, I was drinking wine, so. at least a two liter of Coca Cola every day. And every you stopped n- that a long time ago, right? You haven't drank. Soda I haven't had so. I had last time I had a drop of soda was October of two thousand six. 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 Two thousand six. Holy shit. I have not had soda. Yet you were drinking juice though. Yes. Which is just as bad. Just as bad. But you didn't realize that. But most people don't. No, a lot of people don't. A lot of people think fucking eating pineapple is good for you and it's got more sugar in it than pineapple makes your cum taste good, so yeah. I'm doing that for the ladies. Actually there's also that <laughs> strictly for the ladies. <laughs> I'm sure. Courtney must be a very happy woman. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I did it. Sorry, Courtney. She's never gonna listen to this. She might. Shit. <laughs> I still love you. <laughs> so anyways, basically, she got her all worried and tried to get me to figure out my life and go to the doctors. And like I said, it would happen. And this I, is early on still? Yes. Okay. So I would go to the doctors, get the fucking spiel, get the free med- like free medicine and take for whatever, whatever prescription I would have. And then I would just let it run out and I would never do anything. Because, like I said, in my head, I'm like, there's no way I'm a diabetic. There's no fucking way. Uh, so, basically, what happened was I was on a quest to get new glasses. Uh, and I had to get a new prescription because they wouldn't... Once you have a prescription, they don't like to refill it after, like, a two-year period. For, for glasses? Yeah, for glasses. Okay. So, I had to go... And and how long ago was this? This is, I want to say... Four years ago. Maybe. All right, so we've jumped a, uh, yes. ahead of it. Okay. So uh, up until this point, I'm s- haven't taken insulin steadily for I want to say five years. Okay. So I have to go to the doctors to get uh, a new prescription. So I had to make an appointment. I actually at this point I actually had medical. I got medical and I got eye and dental so I could. Uh, Get my glasses. So I went there, and the guy was looking into my eyes, and he goes, are you a diabetic? I'm like, yeah, how can you tell? He goes, well, you've got stuff in your eye. And I'm like, well, what is it? He's like, it's, I wrote it down, because it plays into more of the story. Diabetic retinopathy, which basically, according to the American Academy of Ophthalmology, this is when high blood sugar levels cause damage to the blood vessels in the retina. These blood vessels can swell and leak, or they can close, stopping blood from passing through. Sometimes abnormal new blood vessels grow on the retina, and all this can make your vision poor. So basically, he found that I had bad blood cells in my eye, but they weren't bad enough where it w- I was going to... Go blind. Go blind or fuck with my vision. Yep. So he's like, I can make you an appointment 
he was like super like, oh, we got to get this taken care of. So he made me an appointment at an eye doctor, like a like a real like eye clinic to get it done. And he's like, you make sure you go to this. I'm like, okay, whatever. He gave me my prescription and I was off on my way. And I'm like, I'm not going to this fucking thing. This, what is this for? Like, I don't need to go to this. So do you think there was a part of you that, well, consciously maybe you thought, oh, I don't have diabetes. Do you think subconsciously maybe you were like a little bit afraid of... Yes, yeah. because I've always said, like, okay, like, you, Steve, have always said, if you die, well, obviously, when you die, you think it's going to be something violent. Something violent. Like, I always said, oh, you know, you're, you're going to get in a car crash. And you're like, oh, well, that's, what's, you know, that's violent. I always said, and I still say to this day, that the thing that will kill me is diabetes. Like, I have always said that like oh if I am a diabetic diabetes is going to be the thing that eventually kills me so you Which, think telling yourself that you didn't have it was more like a defense mechanism basically. yeah because listen I don't want to believe that I had diabetes because it, it's just no it's because it's a it's a, it's a life changer because if you actually like do it and you take care of yourself and like you are dedicated to to the program you're letting your guard down is what it is you're opening up to mortality Right. And you don't want to accept that. But it's like, a part of me was like, oh, you know, I accepted, it's not that I accepted death, but I accepted that when I die, it's diabetes. So like, it was kind of like a relief in a, in a way, like, oh, like, oh, I'm going to die. It's going to be like 40, 50 years from now. Diabetes is going to get me. I'm going to die in my sleep. Yeah. There's, there's something like what we were just saying. You, there's, especially, I think guys have this thing where we we all think that we're indestructible to a certain point, I guess. And then. <laughs> you do have a tipping point where you start going, you know, you either start realizing that life is only so long and how are you going to live the rest of it or you never catch on at all and you end up on a slab. Yeah, right? I think that comes with age. Like I, think, get, I think it does, yeah. You hit like 30 and you start to change your mindset a little bit about death. I, uh, I just to throw this up and again, I'm, uh, I guess to try to help back you up on what your issue is, I have, uh, I've been, I have like severe depression. A lot of people don't realize that. Like I, I, go through the fucking worst mm -hmm. valley. I just went through one, like, the last probably three weeks or so. Um, bad. Like, I don't want to say, like, I'm, I'm not somebody that ever, ever thinks about killing themselves, but I think about, like, how you just thought about it, like, if I die, blah, 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 what's going to happen? Like, I can, if I go to the Providence Place Mall, I can see myself falling off the, the escalator. If I, that's why I'm afraid of heights, because I, I can see myself falling off of something. I won't own a gun or keep one in my house because I'm afraid of what's going to happen if I have one that readily accessible. I'm not saying turn it on myself. I'm saying, like, somebody could grab it and kill me with it. Like, I have weird fears about certain things. Maybe it will come to that point. I don't know. But I've, I've had those... But I am somebody that I totally... if Because of the way I'm wired, if I, A, won't talk about it, this is the first time I've ever really talked about it like this. And B, if I can't fix it, nobody's going to. So mm -hmm. I, I have my own mechanism issues with that. And I know I should probably go talk to me, but I also refuse, like, chemical help because I, I know a lot of mine comes from head injuries. Like, I've, I've big time set it up on CTE and things like that, and I know for a fact that I have it. Like, it's, I don't need WebMD at the time, I know. Yeah. Like, it's, it's every single telltale sign of that, it's so fucking obvious that I have it, and I've talked to my wife about it, and she knows, and my mood swings are very severe. Uh, I, I can't, I, I get real punch drunk sometimes, that's mm -hmm. why, like, on a day like today, like, I zoom myself up with coffee because I was afraid. Somehow, for whatever reason, booze helps me think. And that's why when we do the podcast, when we drink, I'm like, oh, hey, I can handle this. I was so fucking terrified of doing this one today without any kind of 
Like maybe I have a substance for I don't know, but <laughs> maybe I do. I don't know, but no. But it, the issue is, is, it does help me. It calms yeah. me down and it makes me. I was gonna say it probably slows your brain down a little bit, and it helps me be cognitive. So like today, I need to be sped up because otherwise, I'm not going to be able to stay focused. So I guess what I'm I'm trying to help you. You're not alone in admitting to what's going on in your own head, right? Our own demons are the things that we fear the most because sometimes accepting them is worse than the worst realizing the, the, the worst enemy that I if have that in, in in life I mean obviously besides the is is my mind because yeah. I work third shift so like if I like go into work pissed off which is like 99% of the time like the whole rest of your nights like that yeah like yeah. I'll just I'll like I'll plow through like Howard Stern like fucking podcast and like Brian Alvarez podcast and mm-hmm. shit and it's like in the back of my head, like I'm like, oh, I got, how am I gonna fix this? How am I gonna do this? Like if I had a fight with Courtney, like oh, this is gonna be fucking on my mind. Yeah. And like it affects me like daily. And like a part of me with the accepting that oh, diabetes is gonna kill me. Like to me, that was almost like a relief that I didn't have to worry about death because in my back of my head, I'm like, oh, I already, I already got to figure it out. I'm yeah. going to die from diabetes. I don't have to worry about it. Let me just live my life. So you, you kind of took it as like a, an escape to just do whatever you wanted to. Yes. Yeah. It, was, it, was an, it, it was an excuse. Like you accepted that that was going to be your downfall. You just didn't care when it came. You just in your head figured, fuck it, that's just the way it Well, it, it was basically, fuck it. If I, if, if I quote unquote have diabetes, it will kill me. So this is my excuse to live my life the way I want. Yeah. And okay. and and, and like what's going to happen no matter what. Yeah. So fuck it. And I what, might and, as well enjoy life. And yeah. What, yeah, but and what sucks is I didn't really do anything to enjoy. You know what I mean? Like I didn't go out. Wait, and, what did you really do? Yeah. What I didn't do shit. You didn't see anything. You didn't go anywhere. You didn't do anything. No. You, you fucking you hear about people from high school saying, "Oh, I just went to Ireland. I just went to do this. I just went to do." Oh, wow. Well, I just that was the first no. Time and, time. Well, and well, that takes me back to like saying that like I was poor growing up. Like summer vacations was always the worst because yeah. I never went anywhere. Yeah. And I would come back the first day of school and everybody was like, oh, I, did this. I, did I went to Disney. Yeah, I went uh, to Washington, D.C. Oh, I went to Hollywood. Where'd you go? Oh, I went to Breezy Lake and, and jumped off a fucking a barrel of garbage that somebody put into the lake. I went to movie time. You know, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I, I was... I went to Meadowbrook I've never on Saturdays and I saw a movie for a dollar. I, I, uh, I meet up with you at Patriot Cinemas every once It morning. sounds like you're fucking saying my own, my own past. <laughs> it's and it's like... like it's it's my, it's my fucking summer vacations where I watched my dad do a bunch of drugs and beat the shit out of my mom. Oh, we went to New Hampshire uh, one weekend though. Hey, that's pretty cool. Oh, by the way, we had to walk home from New Hampshire one time because my dad lost his license six months before that, and all four of his friends in the truck also had bad licenses, but drink three thirty packs on the way home, and you know so. I get, yeah. So, oh, that was my story. Cool. Hey, what'd you guys do? Oh, you went to Disneyland. That's fucking awesome. Like that's the fucking cool. I mean, thing. as an like the first time I ever went to Disney was as an adult with Courtney. Like. And I'm 33. Like, I've never been. I've never even been to Florida. I've been on an airplane once in my life. I'm terrified of going anywhere because of what you're talking about. Like my own plane once, and I did my like my it. own fucking fear of, of yeah. life keeps me here because I don't I don't want to. I feel like if I'm here, nothing ever nothing bad's gonna happen. I know it's fucking crazy, right? but this is I'm just trying to help you out. No, no, no. Like, listen, and it's, it's like an open conversation. It's, it's, it's weird understand. because like we're more connected than like we ever even realized until you sit down and do this. Yes. Yeah. And. So, dude, we all come from the same hell. It's a matter of how you find your way out, you know? Like, that's why I, I, I do a lot of the, and I don't care anymore, man. Like, I do a lot of the fucking, um, the lame motivational stuff. I won't do the fucking, 
bullshit memes and I don't do any of that. Like when I go to the gym, I post up that I go to the gym and I mark it and I, I come up with song lyrics to get me through the day. I do that for a reason. I do that because I need that. And if I had more people around me that did that, I wouldn't think the way I think. I would actually be, look at dude, you're only as strong as what you surround yourself around. And cutting out bad energy, you it's unreal how much it can affect your life. In the last year of my life, without some negative energy that was there at one point, I've been the best I've probably been in a really long time. And I've actually reconnected with family members. I've connected more so with friends and started doing more things uh, in a positive manner that at one point in my life, I would have been afraid to post on Facebook about or anywhere else because of the negative uh, backhanded compliments I would have gotten or mm -hmm. comments rather I should say. And this isn't a direct jab at anybody, but you do realize at some point in your life that what's around you, what's, what's, um, what's motivating you? Maybe for a long time, another part of why you weren't trying to get healthy was because nobody around you was pushing you to try to be healthy, you know? And that's the thing, like, um, it's the same idea as, um, if you know somebody with a substance abuse problem and you don't say something, are you a bad guy or are you, or are you a good guy? You're a good friend or a good friend should stop somebody and say something and say, Hey man, cut the shit. Um, but you also don't want to risk losing your friendship over being honest with somebody, right? So which side is it? At one point, you kind of have to decide, um, should I get off the pot, right? So it's either um, say what you have to say or don't say what you have to say. And I, I guess I'm using that as an example because I feel like that's a pretty strong point that maybe we've all actually gone through. I know me personally, I've uh, in my family, we've lost somebody to a substance abuse issue. I don't know if, any, if everybody knows that or not. I don't know if I'm going to say it on the air yet or not, but... It was a few years ago. Uh, he knows very well all about it. Somebody very, very close to my family. Um, I wasn't close enough, apparently, to the guy to say anything. Because in my head, me saying something wouldn't have mattered. It wouldn't have stopped it. I still feel that way. But at the same time, now I sleep at night sometimes going, maybe an outside voice would have done something. So, like, me and you, like, without close, obviously, we are. We never, we've never talked like this before. No, and it's like, I've listen. known you a long time. So maybe at, at one point I could have fucking done something better to help you out, you know. But anyways, I, go ahead. Well, I mean, like you talk about the depression, like I'm, 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 I'm depressed. Like, like I suffer from it. Like yeah. to the point where like I was actually on medication for it, and nobody really knew that at all. Yeah. But I stopped taking it because I hated the way I felt. Like, uh. I'll just, I'll just say it. Like I was on the, the 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 pills and I I couldn't I couldn't come I couldn't ejaculate and that was one of the side effects and it just it made my hands tingly my feet tingly like I just felt like shitty. And you but, probably felt numb to everything, right? Good and bad. Yeah. Yeah. It was just like it was just it was just like eh. I was just I was just blah. And yeah. it's like you become a zombie. You become a shell of yourself. Me personally, I'd rather deal with the fucking deep valleys of depression. And be a happy guy when I'm the, the guy who I really like being, and have to deal with that fucking bullshit once in a while, than just be vanilla. Well, it's it's, it's it's weird because like there was a line in the movie The Departed that Matt Damon says that like has literally stuck with me since the first time I saw it. Like he was lying in bed with the girlfriend, and they were talking about like, are they gonna like go on as a uh, as a couple? And he just said, if you're the one, if we're gonna break up, you're the one that's gonna have to. You're the one that's gonna have to be the one to do it, cause he and he goes, I'm Irish. I, he, I I'm paraphrasing, but he basically said I know I know he basically said me. that like I'm Irish. I will literally deal with something wrong with me for the rest of my life, and that has always stuck with me because it's like, no matter how good life 
is or can get, like, I always find the negative in it. Yeah. And it's like, part of the, oh, diabetes is going to kill me. Like I said, that was just me letting my guard down enough where I'm just going to justify, oh, I'm going to live my life how I want. Yeah. But when you look at it, like, with open eyes, you're like, like I said, like, what have I done with my life that I can justify? What are you proud of? No. Like, you know what right, I mean? Well, no, and that's, that's, I'm just, I was trying to help you. It's like, point. you know, it's like. You wake up one day and go, what the fuck do I have? All right, yeah, great. I just lived the, my life the way I wanted to live my life, supposedly. And then you look at the the mess around you and you go, and I'm not saying actual physical mess. I mean, like, whatever you consider to not be anything special. The surroundings that you have, what do you have that you can hold up that people say you die tomorrow? What are people going to say about you? That's the way I live my life. Those yeah, a lot of a lot of times when people say, "Oh, I'm just fuck it, I'm fuck the consequences. I'm going to live my life the way I want." Usually, it's the small stuff. It's oh, I'm going to eat what I want, and I'm gonna yeah. I'm going to say what I want. And, but really, you're not living the life the way you want because you're still working a, a shitty forty hour hour a week job. Yep. You're not going anywhere. You're, you're so not asleep. doing anything you're you want to do. You're just to squeak by. You have nothing you're passionate about. Yeah. And, and, and it's, it's like, as we grow older, we start to realize, obviously, money does not grow on trees. Bills are real. Yeah. And we are literally going to be working to the day we die. We're and like, slaves. and I honestly say this, and I joke about it, but it's, it's actually true that, like, the day that I die will be a day that, like, I work the night before, I will come home and I will die. Like, um, I'm literally, the like, the day that I die, like, I would have worked the night before. So now, for a long time, I lived like that, and I still kind of once in a while will go through things like that, but I'm at a point now, I'm 33, we started doing this, I started wrestling seriously a year ago, I started uh, coming up with things, because in my head, even if I touch 100 people with my voice and my story and our, this story, right, we've helped somebody. So at least I know... If I, if I don't wake up tomorrow, I know I left people with something. Before I started doing this in the last year of my life, I would say the last couple of years of my life, I wouldn't have had anything. And that was the worst fear for me was the more so, not like everybody fears dying, but I fear what people are going to say about me when I do. Because there is a point where you stop going, well, I'm not going to, it's only a matter of when, but now my fear is... Um, it's not that I'm going to and when it's going to happen it's what's going to happen once I do go no and it's like I you totally know? feel that way because um, a couple years ago when, when Stuart Scott died from ESPN like he literally had everybody in the sports world I remember that was commenting how yeah. great of a person he was and I think I actually made a comment on some kind of post about like when I die like I wish that I had friends to comment yeah. about this and I'm almost positive Puma actually made a comment on the post, and then I think he died. Like, Not too couple, long after, yeah, yeah. Couple, yeah. So it was, it was, it's just weird, and it's like I think about that too. Like, what are people gonna say? Like, he, he like you know what I mean? Like, and, and, a lot of my thought process. On and that. honestly, like, and I mean, not that like, not to like, you know, bring them up, but like, when I die, like, what is, what is Kevin gonna think about me? Yeah. What is Loverboy gonna think about me? Like, what is like fucking, what is Laura? fucking my ex-girlfriend gonna think about me like is she gonna be like oh he's dead like thank god or is it gonna be like oh he was a good guy like you don't think about yeah. that until you face are it. alone in your thoughts and yeah. you have to face something yeah. like serious and it's just it's a shitty feeling so let's see basically so this is now we'll backtrack back to about five years ago yeah you get the you go to the ophthalmologist 
He tells you that there's something wrong with your eyes. Maybe that finally starts to wake you up. You're about 30 years old at this point, right? Yep. 30, 31. Something like that, yeah. Which is, I think, a turning point for a lot of people. I yeah. know that was really the big wake-up call for me. Um, so you're at this point now, so now maybe it's time to start doing something. So now, with that, do you have to get a stronger prescription? Um, is that something... The what, prescription, what? basically, it only, again, changed a little bit from the previous glasses that I had. Okay. Wasn't enough where, like... Let's just say that, like... Your vision you're, wasn't as impaired as what you thought it was. See, when I when I went, I thought my vision was going to get worse. Okay. So let's just say that like your eyes are obviously say like let's give them a number like you know, obviously ever says says twenty twenty. Yeah. Let's just let's just say that like my eyes like twenty and then this one's like nineteen yeah. and three fourths. So like I went down a slight, but not enough where like it went from like a twenty to like a like a fifteen. Now did yeah. you did you feel like your vision was worse than that? No. Alright, okay. So you're thinking, oh, this guy just told me I have this. Big deal. My eyesight has barely gone down. Big fucking deal. Yeah, big deal. Like, who cares? Like, I can... The way that I evened it out was basically, like, if my eyesight keeps getting worse slowly and slowly and slowly... Then you'll figure something out. Well, no, it it was such a slow decline that I was like, okay, well... You'll I'm be an gonna, old man. I'm gonna beat this. Yeah. Like you know what I mean? Like if I'm gonna go blind, it's gonna be like when I'm eighty. That was your hourglass, and that was the sand ticking down, and you were to walk. See the, the 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 start of this basically starts with this guy telling me that I have this, and this is my like you said shit to get off the pot. Like if I maybe would have went to the doctors, I could have maybe foregone everything that I've had to go through in the last six months. If I would have just nipped it in the bud right then and there, right, but, but I didn't right. because I was determined that I don't have diabetes. I'm gonna live my life, and I'm gonna go to Taco Bell at three in the morning. I'm gonna do this, and I'm gonna live my life. Shit, and nobody is gonna tell me what to do. Like I'm like literally like I'm the most stubborn person in the world. I will hold grudges to the day I die, and like if I have my mindset on something, like you, there's no way you're ever gonna change me. Like yep. if there's gonna be change. I'm the one that's going to initiate it. I'm the one that's going to start it, and I'm the one that's going to end it. Yeah, you might as well tell you the opposite of something. Like if I wanted, if I wanted you to do something, I might as well tell you the opposite because you're not going to do what I say. Like granted, like I mean, you guys might think the movies suck, or whatever. But like for the longest time, like uh, fucking uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. I Every, love those. I everybody in the everybody yeah. in the world said, "Oh, that that movie's great. Johnny Depp's awesome." I don't want to see it. Fuck that. That's stupid. No. Yeah, 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 I, I have to go against the grain. Like, if somebody tells me the sky is I'm, blue, I'm like, yeah. I'm like, no, I just saw it. it was it's perfect. the same idea as, like, if before we started the podcast, this is my, minor compared to what you're saying, but it's still in a good uh, comparison. Before the podcast, we all literally started a, a chat, right? Um, and we would all throw each other out ideas. I wouldn't listen to what these guys sent me because I didn't find it, Right. But now, forcing each other to listen to it in this room, sitting here. This is why we don't send it to each other as, like, a homework assignment. Mm-hmm. I won't listen to it. I know I won't, because I know the way my fucking brain works. And I don't know about you two, pointing to Ray and Steve. Um, I don't know if you guys will. Maybe you will, but I know I won't. I just, I fucking know I won't. No, Dude, if, if, if you... Watching the movie, I had to wait last episode to watch the movie until the morning of. I got fucking plastered the night before and had to wake up early and watch that fucking movie and I was cockeyed watching it and actually the drug scene made me fucking like motion sick because I was so fucking drunk still again maybe I have a substance problem maybe this is the (laughs) I'm kidding guys but I'm just trying to help you out but I know what you're saying I'm stubborn with that also if if I don't want to fucking do it 
even if I tell myself I do, I, do, I just don't care. I, it is what it is. I think we have that majorly in common. Oh, no. It's, it, it, like I said, like, I will I will argue sometimes just for the sake of arguing. Just, yeah, yeah. just to be a dick. Yeah. Because, like you said, if, like, if it didn't come from you, then I don't want to listen. Like, yeah. I will listen to what you say, and I will act like, hey, yeah, you're the best, <laughs> and fucking, and then when you leave, I'm like, this fucking asshole in his yeah. fucking tight shirt. Who the fuck's he think he's going to tell me what Motherfucker. <laughs> so, like... So it's like you're just sad because you never made two seventy look this good, this good. I, I get it. It's okay. I but I made three oh five sexy with my <laughs> fucking gathering of the Juggalos three XL shirt. What was your biggest? Because I think the biggest you were probably when it was when I met you. Uh, no, you looked not. biggest. Then. I was like, you, you know what? I didn't have a beard. So like I sure. I hid I just I yeah, held the only, you so, the the only time I saw you really worse. big was in a diaper. I know that sounds strange. <laughs> I dressed up as Baby New Year and I was yeah. on TV. Yeah, I seen you on TV back in the day. Yeah, and I think that was one of, like when we first met. Like yeah. I think you brought that up. You're like, hey, I saw you on TV once. You were dressed as a baby. <laughs> but yeah, like I said, like change starts and ends with me, and that's a huge problem because I'm like thick-headed. So like, if I'm like fighting with Courtney or anybody, like, no, the fight ends when um, yeah and like that's probably gonna be hard for her to hear but like it it, it it's and then, no, she knows no yeah. but like but it's like yeah, but she know. she is as stubborn as I am but basically what happens is it's she'll be a dick to me and it ends basically when she comes to me and just yeah. like she'll yell at me and then like at that point like I realized that, like, oh, maybe I'm the dick. I should, you know, I won't ever apologize. No, that's just, those words never come out of my mouth. But, like, I accept that, like, I'm the asshole, but I will never, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. the fights... See, at one point in my life, that's how I was, but I'm not... I'm the fights really don't ever really anymore. get resolved. I'm still they just end. Yeah, I'm stubborn in a different way. There was a point in my life where that was exactly how it was. Uh-huh. Now my stubbornness is more... Uh, with simple things like not listening to a song that somebody suggests to me until I feel like finally doing it and then typically I'm there the person was right I have to eat shit and I go oh I really like that um, now my stubbornness instead of stubbornness I tend to um, because of a lot of what we just said um, I won't hold a grudge I just let the grudge go I don't let the grudge affect me anymore or I won't let the negative opinions affect I don't really I really at one point in my life I really cared what everybody thought about I don't care about that anymore there's there's so much life that we all have, right? There's only so much. How much of that time do I want to spend fueling neg- other people's negativity? It's, well, it's, and there is a point where you have to just say, fuck it, man. Because some people live in misery, dude. Some people can't live without it. Some people can't live without controversy. And there's a difference between just being stubborn and being somebody that likes to feed on controversy. Um, we all know people that do both, I think. I think some of us might even be those people. Not in this room necessarily, but people that we know. Um, I think I don't think you feed on negativity necessarily. I think at one point you did. I don't th- feel like that's who you are now. I think you are a stubborn person. I think you do enjoy a grudge. I will... Yeah. Well, see, like, when I, I say think, when I say I hold a grudge, so I you're don't... you're more sensitive than what it seems, though, too. Oh, no, no, no. no. Very but, well, yes and no, because, like, I will hold a grudge, but, like, I don't actively pursue the grudge. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like... If I'm in a I grudge, like, you know what I mean? Like, I'll, I'll say, like, like, love a boy, like, or Mike, whatever, whatever we want to fucking call him. Buddy. Yeah. No, like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm, like, I don't like him. 
but like he's not a part of my life you know what right. I mean like if, if if that's a grudge like cause I don't ever wanna like make amends then okay then say that I, no, I'm see, holding a grudge that's more what I'm talking about though see that's like but like if I was like 20 like we wouldn't be blocked on each other's fucking Facebooks yeah. we would be actively like you know what I mean up until right. like maybe 5 years ago like when that whole shit went down where he was threatening his know, lawyer, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, I literally gave him my address, and I was like, come to my fucking house, and I will literally beat the shit out of you. Yeah, and it doesn't happen, because some people need the controversy. Some people need to fuel on that. And that's, that's I guess, where I'm saying... And it's I'm trying like, to give you a, a passageway. No, you know what I mean? Well, like, yeah, you used to actively engage, whereas now you're just like, I'll hold the grudge, but I'm not engaging anymore. Yeah, it's like, you know, it's like, it's like, it's like I will... F- some, it's like that saying, like, forgive... Never forget. Oh, that's that's me, wholeheartedly. Like I'll, I one hundred percent don't. I don't forget anything. I remember oh. every single thing. Every like I, dude. I remember my as crazy as my brain is. I can't remember what I just did fucking twenty minutes ago. Sometimes, but I can remember what I did when I was three years old. Like, no, exactly. Yeah, everything. and it's like and it's I can't. Like, I can't remember a conversation that I had with Courtney. I yesterday remember, I can remember but I will remember that fucking Vindable was on a mechanical bull and <laughs> yeah. we made him walk around and yep. I got like 20 free condoms that yep. night because they were passing them out like I, I remember I have, every I same, stupid fucking detail I, I don't remember anything. any of that yeah <laughs> everybody's different yeah motherfucker thought he saw Pantera yeah exactly <laughs> he was so disturbed he was disturbed like Pantera still a good worse. story still a good story all right, so all right, so now back to uh, the main focal point. This is because this is where I think it's really going to tighten up and kind of get to. This is well. This um, is where it's going to get bad. This is it. where it gets bad. All right, so my shitter get off the pot was with that doctor, and I I chose to neglect it. So let's fast forward to January 2018. Basically, beginning of January, I was at work one night, and my eye, my left eye, kind of got a little cloudy to the point where like it, I felt like I had something in it. So I went to the the eye wash station at my work and I like I threw water in my eye and I got like all bugged out like oh shit I got something in my eye and I've been actively like trying to find something. I thought I had like an eyelash. Yeah. So like I kept cleaning it out and it was kinda cloudy, kinda cloudy, and then like I kept blinking, blinking, and then within an hour it just it went away. So I was like, Okay, I, that was weird, no harm, no fall. At any point are you saying, Oh, maybe this has something to do with the the eye thing that I have. Well, also, too, with it being cloudy, I saw, like, specks of, like, black stuff. Yeah, they call call them eye floaters. Yeah, yeah. So, basically, I googled it. There's eye floaters. I googled the eye floaters, and then one of the, you know, if you look at it, symptoms, diabetes. Oh, fuck, here we go. Like, is this part of the diabetes? That's that fucking sinking stomach feeling. Yeah, that's that that fucking, that's the punch to the gut. You're like, oh God, I wasn't expecting that. But, it went away within like an hour or two, so I was like, okay, no harm, no foul. So basically, a couple days go by, I'm fine. I wake up, uh, it's a Thursday. I wake up, and I can't see out of my left eye. It's like completely like cloudy. And when I say cloudy, it's like you can make out shapes and stuff but you can't yeah. like you know what I mean if I was to close my eye and you asked me to read something like I, I couldn't have because it was like cloudy it was almost like if you ever had like you had an ever ointment in your eye it was basically I had like a sheet of yeah, like it feels goo like film over there. Yeah. yeah goo over yeah, your I eye I know what that's like, like you get so I was like you have to put that shit in your eye and you can't see for a little so I was kind of like kind of scared but I was like okay well maybe because I just woke up I got like eye crusties you know sometimes you're kind of groggy so I was like alright maybe it'll go away doesn't go away a couple hours I'm like okay mm, alright 
So I go to work that night. I'm basically working with one eye. I'm driving with one eye. Can't really see. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to give this two more days and then I will figure out what's going to happen. So it's Sunday, Monday, Sunday, Monday. I finally decide I'm going to tell Courtney, like, listen, something's going on in my eye. I can't see. I don't know what to do. So she was kind of bugged out that I didn't tell her sooner, but I didn't know what to do because I thought eventually it's just going to take care of itself. So at this point also, I don't have health insurance. So I'm Googling, basically I'm like, okay, well, I can either go to the hospital or I can go see an eye doctor because maybe they can look into my eye and tell me what's wrong. So I finally find a eye doctor uh, at the work mall it's like in JCPenney. They don't. Uh, they will take somebody without health insurance. So you're just gonna pay basically the eye. The eye. It's almost like Thunder Mist, like a yeah. walk-in. Yeah. But Thunder Mist will make you pay what you can. Yeah. This guy's like. You get paid. Yeah. This guy's basically like, well, you have to pay the the eye the eye fee, which was yeah. like eighty five bucks. So I go there, and I explain to him what's going on. He dilates me, and he he goes, oh. Uh, I sounds like you have a detached retina. So I'm like, well, what does that mean? He goes, well, if your retina detaches, it can easily be put back together. That's why you probably can't see. I'm like, okay, well, what is that detail? He's like, well, like I said, you put it back together through surgery, and it's like a two-week process where like you have to basically lay in your stomach, and your head has to be tilted down so the retina can heal in place. So I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm going to be out of work. I don't have money. I don't have any vacation time. So he looks at my eye and he goes, yep, yeah, you definitely got a detached retina. He's like, but do you have diabetes? I'm like, yep. He goes, oh, okay, well, I'm seeing a little maybe diabetic retinopathy, but it's a detached retina. So I'm like, okay. Well, he's like, well, here's what I can do. I can write you out a referral slip and where do you live? Go, okay. I'm like, all right, I live in Cranston. He's like, okay, uh, I'm going to send you to Rona Hospital. Real quick, just to add to that. Yeah. Detached retina you typically get from head trauma. That's to my knowledge, because doesn't Michael, yeah. uh, uh, the fighter, uh, um, Bisbee. Bisbee. Bisbee yeah. has it, and he hasn't gotten surgery on it because he wanted to keep on fighting. So he had oil injected into his eyes, so it just floats. So instead of it reattaching in the wrong spot. It just stays oh. kind of. Oh yeah, we. Well, I know, but I'm just bringing. Yeah, it, I'm yeah. bringing it up to just to kind of add medical points to it. Where so if you didn't get a head injury, this must be even more, more freaky to you because how the fuck did it happen? Kind of thing. Is well, why I'm bringing well, up the well he they actually he, he actually said to me he goes did you get punched in the eye? Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> no. Not recently. He's like, okay, well, all right. He gave me the phone and he goes, all right, well, make sure you go to Ron Hospital. And then he goes and was fucking annoyed the shit out of me. He goes. They'll charge you thousands. I'm only gonna charge you eighty-five bucks. So basically, with my eyes dilated, JC Penny. With my eyes dilated, I had to get in a car with one eye, both eyes dilated, and I had to drive to a Rhode Island hospital on your own. On my own, because at this point, Courtney, I believe, was at work and she couldn't do anything, and I had to go to the because I had to figure out what you the hell to go right on. Yeah. So I go to Rowan Hospital and I'm like, okay, uh, here's my referral slip. The guy says I have an attached retina. I'm like, okay, um, okay, well, this is what we can do for you. Do you have any medical history? And I'm like, okay, at this point, I'm like, I'm like, okay, this is the time where I actually have to be honest with these people. And I tell them, like, listen, 
I'm a type 1 diabetic. Uh, I haven't been on insulin probably in like 8 years steadily. Like, I'm not taking it. I don't know what's going to happen. So at this point, they're like blown away. They're like, how are you alive? How are you breathing right now? No, just breathe, just talk a little bit. Oh, about how, are you, how are you alive? How are you breathing at, the, or like at this point? And I'm like, listen, I don't know. So I went from having this eye issue to now they're trying to solve this eye issue and the diabetes issue because they're like listen we need to get you on insulin like ASAP like this is like something that you need to how long at this point have you been off of insulin steadily yeah oh god I want to even Once when I years oh years I want to say at this point yes which is because when seven I would, months ago well because when I would take the insulin it would be for like a month period and then I would just stop. Just give it, all right, all right. So like when I say steadily, I mean like there'd probably be like... You can't like, take a month's worth of insulin and hope that you're going to be okay. You yeah. have to take it all the fucking time or not at all. Uh-huh. Which is so like, when I say like I haven't done it in years, I I don't even basically count because that's like... Doing it for a month doesn't do anything. It's, yeah. it's literally putting a fucking a band-aid over a bullet hole. Yes. Yeah. That's, no, it's like it's like somebody's dead on the slab and you just put the bandaid on the body and you're like there you go. Like <laughs> yeah, that's just a walking corpse at this that's, point. That's yeah. that's yeah, so like they're missed like the they're like, How are you alive? How are you alive? I'm like, listen, I don't know. So like I said, so now I got two sets of doctors. I got one set of doctors trying to figure out my eye, the other one trying to figure So at this point, are they making a connection between oh, he hasn't done this and his eyes? Is it really a detached retina? Are they making this This is Yeah. Well, the eye doctor said detached retina. At the uh, at the hospital, they're bugging out, like I said, trying to figure out the diabetes. Before I even uh, got to go see their eye specialist at the Rhode Island Hospital. So basically what happened is I got a set of doctors trying to figure out my insulin. And then now they take me over to the eye doctor. So they hook me up to the machine and they look at it. And they're not really telling me anything. So basically, I'm there. I got there around one o'clock. Um, I see the the doctor in the ER about the diabetes, and then they move me to the eye doctor. And this is probably like four o'clock. So I've been there for like three or four hours. And at this point, now they start looking at my eye. They want to do. They do like an ultrasound of my eye. Then they they hook me up to. Um, like the thing when you go to you know you get your eye exam they put the thing over your eyes they look at it they're like oh basically gave me an eye exam like oh can you see yeah blah 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 I can't really see so at this point I'm, I'm still I, they dilate me again and then what they do now is like they dilate you but they have this ultra fine like circular like magnifying glass but it's like super duper and they basically plop it on my eye so he can look at my eye and they're not really telling me anything, uh, f- probably for about an hour. So eventually, Rhode Island Hospital is basically a lot of like medical students who are basically earning their. I don't know how you would say. I it. know what it is. It's where they credits, do their uh, kind of. yeah, their credits. They're too. like doctors, but like they're trying to become yeah, yeah, full time, yeah. So that's what they do. Their fucking residency. Check you out. So at this point, you must be thinking. This isn't a fucking catastrophe. Yeah, yeah, at this point, like, I'm shitting bricks because I think there's definitely something wrong. But I don't know what it is. So finally, uh, the doctor comes in and he basically, he goes, uh, I don't really know how to tell you this, but you have the uh, diabetes retinopathy, which basically is 
I have sick blood vessels because they've been deprived of the oxygen and the, the, the insulin and like they're so filled with like diseases that all of them are, are bad and basically what happens is they die and they died in my eye and, but then, then they regenerated and they regenerated worse cells and okay. then those died and those regenerated even more worse and that is going on in my eye and my eyes like bleeding from within and it's yep. leaking and what happens is the bad blood vessels have now attached themselves to my retina and what's going on is they're basically pulling on my retina it's like basically if you're if, say your retina is like an elastic the cells have attached themselves to my retina and they're pulling it now as a diabetic if you like if your retina is detached you're fucked like you're, you're blind you're just completely you're gone you're done so those blood vessels are now pulling on my retina to the point where there's a tear in it so basically the guy comes in and he's, he's like listen like you're going blind you're gonna lose your eye and at this point I'm like holy shit like there's, there's no way he's like he told me everything about the blood vessels like detaching themselves to my to retina he's like listen like you need to go see the specialist tomorrow and at this point I'm like a complete like kick in the dick I'm like there's no fucking you don't want a cool eye patch <laughs> no I, the only thing that ran through my eye was that like mm. I'm 35 years old I like how you didn't even realize you just said it, you just said the only thing running through my eye Yo, I'm I'm, I'm, my, my, my mind yeah. is that like, like it's, it's so on your mind you don't even realize that it's I'm thirty. Eye. I'm thirty-four years old at this point, and I'm gonna lose my eye. And the only thing that's running through my head is that, how am I gonna work? How am I gonna drive? Like I'm gonna go blind. Stuff that doesn't mean anything. Well, it, yes and no well, because you know what I mean. But it's, the first, it's the first stuff that goes through. Right, your head, right, right. Yeah. Because I'm like, well, yeah. if I can't drive, how am I gonna work? And if I can't work with one eye, like, what the fuck am I gonna do? So like. It's like a huge kick in the balls. You go immediately through all the all the worst avenues of like what you shouldn't be thinking of instead right, of thinking right. of. Well, that's like with me with everything. Like, yeah. there's I I can never see the good in anything. I always find the negative because instead of seeing instead of saying hey they actually might have just caught something before it gets worse. Yeah. Oh fuck! Now what am I gonna do? What's well, like me, yeah? I, we all do it. Well, not so, only that. There's there's other things to think about other than work and driving because work you're gonna get you're gonna get disability. It's not like you're gonna be you know, completely out of money. There's way other things to worry about before that, but that's always the first place everyone goes yeah. because that's what you do every yeah. day. That's your first initial thought, you know, what's well, going like, like, well, you know, how am I going to drive? You're not like, thinking of one thing, you're thinking of a hundred things at the same time. So, it sits me down and it's basically like, you're going to go blind if you don't take care of this. And I'm like, well, can this be fixed? And he's like, I, I don't know. So, it wasn't a very reassuring conversation. Yeah. So, I leave the eye doctors like completely like shattered, like depressed. And then the other doctor's like, all right, well, here's your insulin, like prescription. Make sure you start taking it, blah, blah, blah. So I go outside to find my car and I had a $25 parking ticket on my car. What a kick in the dick that so is. That yeah, was, what the fuck? Wow. So at this point, I'm like, all right, well, if I'm going to start taking my diabetes seriously, like, all right, I need one last hurrah. So I go to McDonald's. I get McFlurry, motherfucker. Nope, I got fucking three triple cheeseburgers, and I fucking destroyed them. Yeah, but 
I was so fucking just fucked up in the head that I just I, I puked it all up I, cause I, I couldn't I couldn't think like I was just like oh my god like I'm gonna go blind so they had to make me a special appointment the next day at the ophthalmology clinic so again I go there they dilate me they look at my eye and then this doctor comes in and he comes in with another like he's like a retired doctor who's been like in the field for like 40 years but like he just kind of comes into work because he doesn't know what else to do yeah. So he, like he kind of. I've sold cars to guys like that. But he yeah. he like he's they like. Keep them on because they're a specialist because they don't have somebody else that has their knowledge yet. But they also the a problem with a lot of those doctors is once they're done, even though they they plan for their retirement for years, they have no clue what the fuck else. Yeah. To do because that's all they've ever done. And it's like this guy like he. Which is a lot of people. And doctors, I'm not, especially seem to have the same problem. And I'm not making fun of the guy, but like he he talks very slow, so like he kind of talks <laughs> like this. So, like, this comes in, like, in the play. Uh, like, all right, motherfucker, just tell me, am I losing my eye, right? Well, no, he is the, he's basically, the, like, the the guy who's just, like, following everybody. Like, he's the old-timer, yeah. but he's not, like, the head doctor in charge. So, basically, the doctor comes in and he's like, listen, you're going to lose your eye. Like, there's, I don't think we can save it. Like, your eye, retina, like I said, I explained, like, all the blood vessels are on my, the retina, they're pulling in. So, I'm like, well, what's the... What, what can we do? He's like, well, basically what we recommend doing and we need to start right away is you have to start getting injections in your eye. Like, I have to take a needle with medicine in my eye. They freeze it and shit, though, don't they? Don't they, like, spray some shit in there and make it not feel like... Or do they just jam your fucking eye with a needle? No, basically what happens is they give you eye drops. Okay. So they... Basically, and it like numbs your eye, right? Yeah, it numbs my eyes. Okay. It's it's like four different drops. Yeah. So like you lay it on the table. All right, you just give me a fucking hot. Like I just got my making just my fucking eye hurt just thinking. Yeah. That. What's, so, what's that fucking movie? The Alien movie. Fire right? in the sky. Fire in the sky. Yeah. yeah. Fuck. Yeah. The needle goes in his eye. Yeah. Uh, fuck that. I hope right, I don't put jelly in your mouth when they do this. <laughs> <laughs> or <laughs> so yeah. No, it's like you lay on a table. They give you like four different eye drops, and then the scariest part of it was they give you that. Um, they put that eye clamp thing in your eye to like oh, keep like your eye open. Yeah, so it's like I'm like, oh god, yeah. and it's like, no matter how many times that like you think you can get used to it, it's like you never want to. All of a sudden, yeah. singing in the rain starts kicking. And me. it's like I, which is weird because I have fucking a million tattoos and now I like I'm I like, have the same problem. And it's like I, I can't get blood drawn. It makes me I get I have full blown panic attacks uh-huh. having blood work. And it's like I, I'm like I'm on the I'm on the gurney and like I'm literally like I'm holding on for dear life and I'm like oh. Now could you feel it going in or you just, you don't feel it right when they give you the shot? You feel it's probably like you feel uh, pressure. Like a pressure in you it, feel right? the pressure. Yeah, the pressure is okay. the worst part of it. And it's probably put it up there with like maybe getting a shot of Novocaine in your mouth but in a different spot like the pressure you're saying that you feel in the area when they put the well, needle it's, in well it's it's yeah. weird because you don't ever think oh I'm gonna get a needle in my eye yeah, yeah. so like I'm lose my eye yeah, yeah. so yeah. The, sens- <laughs> this, the sensation of like knowing that like I'm gonna take a needle in the eye is yep. just like it's like the most fucked up thing but like before that like he's like okay well this is the course of action we need to get you you know you have to get these injections and you yeah and I'm like well how long he's like for the rest of your life I'm like for the rest of my life he's like oh yeah once a month you're gonna have to get injections in your eye I'm like what the what are you talking about he's like well that's the only way we're gonna be able to save your eye and he's like also I don't have 
any other I don't have any good news for your other eye because your other eye basically is a month behind your left eye so if you don't get that taken care of you're going to be blind in both eyes so at that point I literally just so are they saying you have to get injections of both eyes at this point they want to just do the left just eye just the left eye alright so at this point like I just I broke down I, I literally started crying and like I don't blame you I'm like I'm bawling my eyes out and the the get the 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 main doctor's like, no, listen, we're going to try to do everything we can for you. And then the old guy just comes over and he puts his hand on my shoulder and he goes, don't worry, guy, it will get better. <laughs> so, like... All right. I, the crib keeper fucking telling you that it's going to get better. So, but. like, but he, like, he's in, he, like, he means well, but, like... It's making it, it worse. Did, yeah, yeah. It, it, yeah. It, it definitely yeah. made it worse. Yeah. So... That'd be, that'd be literally, like, almost like what Steve just said, hey, you're going to lose your eye, but you got a cool eye patch. Well, it's weird too because I told Courtney, I go, listen, like, if I lose my eye and I'm getting an eye patch, like, I'm getting the one eyed Willie eye patch. Like, I'm going to decorate it, I'm going to be, bejewel it, like, I'm going to have the, 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 the fucking coolest fucking eye patch in the world. Work that really like quick, that. I've been watching Kung Fu lately, and if you do go blind, you can still hear everything around you can get really <laughs> intense with it. Does it make your senses better everywhere else? That's the one thing that he's wondering. Yeah. All right. Probably. Sorry. You'll hear the grasshopper <laughs> over time. <laughs> so basically now, every month I had to go back and get injections in my eye. Not having insurance, these injections expenses five grand a piece. Wow. Five grand a piece. Jeez. But obviously, like they will bill me for those. Great. But every time that I had to walk through the door just for me to be seen, That's I had a thousand to, bucks. I had to pay. They, uh, I, think, I forgot what they, they rebated it, but like I basically had to pay one hundred and thirty-five dollars every time I walked through the door, cash, wow. just for me to be seen. So there was a there was a time where like, That's in one week I had to be seen three times. So like at this point too, like I started saving money because I'm like, oh. I'm going to save money. We're going to put this away for a rainy day. Like, we planned that we wanted to go to L.A. We wanted to go to, like, because I've never gone. So, I'm like, oh, we're going to put this away. So, I had, like, 500 bucks. Like, I, I saved. I'm like, oh, I'm going to save. Within, like, a week, it was all gone because yeah. I had to give it all to the doctors. So, they're like, okay, well, we're going to do injections once a month, and we'll see how it goes. So, at this point, I get on the... Uh, I start taking my insulin. I'm like, okay, I'm going to start taking my insulin. I'm going to really start taking this serious. I'm like, okay, like, I'm going to cold turkey, like, only water. I'm chicken. Well, did, at this point, did they tell you that losing weight would help you? Did they tell you that, like, did they tell you anything, any idea, like, did they give you a, a path to walk down to say, hey, this might reverse some of the, the effects might change it? Or basically, the injections that? in the eye are basically to stop the blood vessels from re- from regenerating yeah. and they're basically supposed to kill them. Okay. And the injections are supposed to take care of like the eye as much as it can. Me getting in shape and healthy for the diabetes is basically for my well being for the rest like of the longevity. Yeah, for Did the they for, tell you to do those things. So that's what you I'm just do. Yeah. Not in so many words that they tell me to do it, but you just knew that. I knew that it had to be, like I couldn't be getting these injections in the eye, and then taking my insulin, and then basically going to McDonald's right. and eating yeah, whatever I wanted. 
that's the same idea as like uh, you ever see somebody that clearly has lung disease but yet still lights up a cigarette yeah you know what I mean like it's the same exact thing I can't figure out why I'm sick <clears throat> coughing up fucking black shit and yet they're still sucking down a pack every fucking week mm-hmm. motherfuckers Ray I'm staring at you well, I'm doing pretty good. Oh, have you? Are I got my pen. Good? I don't have a pack uh, of yeah, right this now. Is, this show like, wasn't about you, cocksucker. This I'm is just about saying. You. I'm just saying. Yeah. But basically, I'm, I'm just kidding. So when you when you do these injections, it kills the cells. But does it does it help that retina? Okay. Air in the retina. Does it help it reattach? So the reason why I was having uh, vision like problems was that the eye was bleeding so much that all of the blood made its way to the front of my lens yeah. and was just like blocking it so they basically you couldn't said, see that obviously your eyes aren't bloodshot or anything like that no 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 you would like if you were to look like obviously you can't see now because my eye is like permanently dilated for the time being yeah. but before it was just like my eye looked regular you couldn't see it because like when I went back to work and I explained to them like my boss is like looking at my eyes all like I can't really see a difference I'm like yeah cause, you can't motherfucker because you ain't looking through my eyes the only, thing, yeah. the only thing he could see was that, like, my eye would be all bloodshot from the injection, injection. because my eye would just, like, be completely bloodshot for, like, yeah. two days. So, I had the blood in the eye, and I was like, well, they're like, well, any blood in your eye will dissipate within, like, a couple months, probably six months at the, at the worst. I'm like, oh, God, I have to deal with this for six months. But, okay, whatever. So, Real you mean the too. cloudiness? Is that the cloudiness. Like, so, eventually... So, you have to deal with that for six months they're like okay they're like okay well you can deal with it for six months now, I mean there's no timetable could be a week could be a month could be six months just to throw this out there to streamline also along this uh, the side of it with because we kind of just touched on you losing weight how heavy were you at this point I officially weighed in at 258 pounds okay, when not your heaviest not at my heaviest but, but also too what basically I knew eventually I wanted to lose weight I just it you takes. Kick in the ass. I need that kick in the ass. Yeah. Like everybody needs that kick in the ass. Yeah. Like when you went to the gym. Like I'm sure it was just this and like, oh, today I'm gonna go to the gym. Like something motivated you well, to want to do yeah, it. Yeah, I, I've I've been on and off an athlete most of my life. A lot of people don't realize like my back history and stuff. So I I have the ability to do it. My problem is because kind of similar to you, I know I I know how fast I can lose weight, and I know how fast my body reacts to things. That I let myself go and I don't give a fuck and I'll eat whatever I want because I don't care or whatever else. And then I hit a fucking point where I'm like, holy fuck, I just had to buy a different belt. Or holy fuck, those pants that I wore last summer mm-hmm. don't fit me anymore. Or holy fuck. And you don't fucking see that you're a person bigger than you were six months yeah. ago. Because it takes three months to put it back on and it takes a year to try to truly mm-hmm. get rid of something. And a lot of people don't understand that. Now me, I have gone up and down a few times, not to get into it real deep, but you know... I, a couple of years ago, I lost a shitload of weight really, really fast, which is actually really bad for you. Uh, the way, even though I did it kind of healthy, it really wasn't because I went to an extreme, but it helped me uh, on a path that's good. Now, I changed a couple things. I got into a business that I, I've never sat down before, so I didn't understand what was really going on to me. And next thing you know, I'm 325 pounds. I see a picture of myself and go, oh my fucking God. But then from that, other injuries and stuff kind of went up and I don't go to the doctor ever so lord fucking knows what's going on with me I went and got my blood work that one time and he, they thought I had hep C and that's what changed my mind and a lot of people don't know that yeah this is that's the first time anybody ever heard that they thought I was as bad as almost as bad as you they thought I was dying because like my liver they told me that my liver was uh, having some real problems but it was because A rapid weight loss and rapid weight gain is part of it B not taking eating really bad food 
So then you have to try to... It took me a while to figure out how to do it because I couldn't work out. I had a pinched nerve in the back of my neck. A lot of people don't know about. Um, I went on the keto diet and lost fucking 60 pounds last year. And I'm heavier right now than I was last year, but I'm the exact same size. So I, I have legitimately put back on some muscle mass, but that's the sort of thing. So I'm actually at a wall right now where I'm kind of... I'm re-going back to the gym to do what you're saying because I hit a wall again and I go... I. I need to fucking change something. So this is a wonderful fucking thing to happen right now because this is going to drive me even more so. so. Um, and it's like, like, I always knew that I wanted to lose weight, but and like the backtrack even before the eye situation, there would be times where like I would just be doing, I'd be walking and then I would literally have like massive chest pains. Yeah. And I'm like, like to the point where like we went to Fenway Park once and we parked at the Prudential Center, which is like a mile and a half, two miles down the road. Yeah. It's not that bad of a walk. I've done it. But, like, yeah, you have to park there and then you walk. You walk up, yeah. We literally had to stop every five minutes because I literally felt like I was going to have a heart attack. Like, she's like, we, we're not going to the game. I'm like, we're going to the game. Today's a bobblehead night. We're getting my fucking bobblehead. And if you know Gary, he likes his useless trinkets. I, they're not useless. They're treasures. <laughs> yeah. So, like... All right, so now, so you're 258, realizing that you have to get injections in your eye. 258, your yep. Which, again, 258, not your heaviest, but definitely not good for you, especially at this point when you don't have um, extra money to maybe spend on a gym membership or extra. So you're trying to you're trying to figure out something else. So you turn to... Is this where you turn into a diet change? Is this where you turn into... Once I got home with the insulin and with the eye, it was basically a scared straight moment where I'm like, listen, like it was kind of like I looked myself in the mirror and I was like, listen, like shit's got to change. You're either you're dying, going blind, or you're gonna get your fucking shit together and you're gonna figure whatever you need to figure out. So at that point, I I'm gonna eat, I, I started eating better. I drank a gallon of water a day. Still drink a gallon of water a day. I cut unnecessarily like foods out. Like I googled like what do diabetics eat? Like oh like oh chicken and and vegetables. Yeah, clean food. Yeah, which is. Like, it's like of most for the for the, most for the longest athletes. time, like my meal every day or every night for uh, when I would come home from work because third shift is like the worst when okay, you're trying when you when you're trying to lose weight like or stick to like diets or whatever like third shift is like yeah. it's, it's and a you're a baker right yes. so you're around fucking bread all day long which is the worst thing you can do. bread is so oh yeah because you know before like I'd be baking I'm like oh cheese pastry yep yep, yep. chocolate chip cookie yep yep. yep. You're around terrible shit all night long. So, like, so like once I decided, like, cold turkey, like, I'm going to just do this. Like, it was, like, I was cooking, like, every night. Like, I was fucking fresh green peppers, red peppers, fresh onions, like, chicken. Like, to help your point, and uh, I hope this helps a little bit, too, you realize real quick when you do meal prep with real food, it doesn't cost any more than going to McDonald's all the time. And people have that misconception, and that's why a lot of people eat so bad. Because they go, oh, $3 cheeseburger at McDonald's? That's all I can afford. I can't afford to eat right or do that. But people don't realize like, in the last, things in the right way. I, I, in the last six months, I've literally cooked myself more than I have in my entire life. Oh, in my entire life. Because yeah. it's like you force yourself to cook. Because like before, the convenience... The only reason why I would ever eat fast food is because it was convenient. Right. Like, you know what I mean? And obviously, that's why it's fast food. Because it's, it's like, oh, shit, I'm in a pinch. I got to go to work. Oh, let me stop at Taco Bell. Luckily now... 
fast food has come a long way. You can get a quick salad at McDonald's now and be okay. So if you don't eat garbage, yeah, but you like, don't want to. But, but the convenience of it was like, oh, I'm going. I can get a dollar I'm cheeseburger. Go, yeah, oh, I'm going to uh, the flea market this morning. Oh, yeah, let yeah, me yeah. go to. Because also another thing, like I was spending so much money on Dunkin' Donuts. Like I literally every day I was going and I was getting an extra large hot hazelnut coffee, extra extra, and I would get three donuts. Jesus Christ! Every dude. fucking day. That's like six bucks a day. So the six you know how much sugar that that's is? That's why I just, yeah. I drink black coffee. That's a lot. There you <laughs> go. What the fuck? I mean, I'm still going to buy coffee. <laughs> like, I literally, I, like... What the fuck? Dude? I'm, I'm telling you, dude. Like, dude. Wait, extra, extra. So extra cream. You realize that, like, cream and sugar together is almost as bad extra, as... Extra. You might as well be smoking yeah, yeah. cigarettes. Like extra, extra. Extra. And it yeah. was an extra lot. I couldn't drink an extra extra coffee without shitting myself five minutes later. <laughs> that's not why I can't. Like, I can't I, I'm not going to lie. There was a point where I couldn't drink coffee, and that's the yeah. only way I could. When I went on my diet in 2011, the only thing that I could have sweet was uh, sweet and low. Mm-hmm. So I learned, I forced myself to learn how to drink either tea or black coffee with sweet and low because I would, I would drink one anytime I get an urge to have something sugary because that would trick my body into thinking, oh fuck, I just, I, I put it in because taste wise I was fine. So similar diet, like I've, I've run the path that you've done before better than what people think uh, I guess I did. So similar ways I used to move, meal prep and all that stuff. And when I did meal prep, um, you fucking, it's unbelievable. You lose so much more weight and you save money and you fucking, you don't realize, you just have to, you have to block at least an hour, maybe 45 minutes every couple of days to devote that to it. Otherwise, it's tough. A lot of it is also portions because... Portion control is huge, yeah. The, I, I spend way more when I'm buying fresh food than when I go to fast food, but that's because I like big portions where if I just cut down the portions, yeah. I'd probably be spending the same on fresh food as fast food, like you said. Yeah. But because I'm used to big portions, even with the fresh food, I got like a plate full of shit. Well, that's that's also something that uh, people, that's like, a, I, w- I don't want to say misconception, but that's also an issue that a lot of people have where if you're used to that standard American diet at home, uh, meatloaf, mashed potatoes, um, you know, three square meals and all those stuff, you don't need all no, that you stuff. Don't. You no. have to cut, that's, you have to, it's almost, it's just as bad as the people that think that going, because all they can afford is the dollar menu, that that's what they live on. There's a misconception on both sides of it, and a lot of people don't understand. That. Well, I mean, granted, like growing up, like your parents can't afford anything. Oh, let me go get them a three dollar happy no, meal. Brother, so, I like, grew up on the hamburger helper, right? I hear I'm, you. You know, like, do. I grew up on hamburger helper and fucking spam. Everybody yeah, has well, a lazy I've, I've I've had fucking government block cheese. I've had fucking black and white peanut butter with the fucking oil on the top. I've had, I grew up on like Johnny cakes and fucking. Like anything you can think of, like discount bread or Wonder Bread, and fuck, like I. Oh, dude, tell me about it. Fucking, you know, my, my fucking hey, guess what meal, we're having for dinner? Scrambled eggs. Yeah, my favorite. Fuck, man. My two of my uncles were fucking fishermen, man. Like we used to, if they didn't catch any fish that day, we weren't eating, brother. My fucking, you know, like, and I, I hate fish because of it, because it was force fed to me, because that's all we could eat. Or my, like I, when I was talking about earlier, when I taught myself how to cook, I taught myself how to cook spaghettios on a stovetop with bread, with bread and butter. And that was my fucking meal staple when I was six years old to however old. Not only that, we don't really know shit about food because there was a time when people thought cholesterol was bad and oh, fat was bad, and yeah, now and all that's really good. Now it's like, oh, high fat, yeah. uh, low carb, cholesterol yeah, yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah. So the, this, it's, we don't know shit about the anything. F- one true fact, no matter which side you go, uh, and we, I want to get back on topic with Gary, but the food pyramid. Total bullshit. Nonsense. That that is the worst thing that fucking. You don't need grains at all. No, God no, not even a little bit. Carbs and fucking all that shit. You don't need any of that stuff. No. 
healthy fucking legitimate fat. If you're going to eat meat, meat is totally fine for you if your body can digest it. Some people can't. I digest meat really, really well. Like, I've done a carnivore diet before. We were talking about that last time. And my body does fucking unbelievably good with it. But I have to stick to just that. Right. I have a problem with my house at home where, uh, and this is a real thing, try telling a, a girl that they don't need vegetables. And I'm not trying to, I love you, honey. But that's that was an issue when we tried the keto diet a year ago when I first got on it. People were like, wait, you're going to eat sausage, egg, and cheese, omelet, and nothing well, else? That's, and, what, and that's been bred into people, though. Not yeah. just girls, everybody. Dude. Everybody thinks you need your vegetables everybody. and you need low I'm just, fat. I'm just taking that as a joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody tells you, wait, uh, you, you know, you don't eat broccoli? No, not really. I mean, you, it's good for you if that's all you're going to eat, but you don't really need it. Like, everybody's diet is different and depends on which way you're going to go with it, but... You, you're turning more towards the vegetables, which we're going to get into, which is working for you. So everybody's fucking different, dude. Like, my body chemistry isn't the same as Steve's, which right. is the same well, as and, 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 and that's the thing, too. Like, with me, like, I'm, 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 I'm straight edge, which means I obviously don't drink or do drugs. And I'm, clearly now I'm a vegetarian. But I'm not one of those fucking self-righteous preachy people where, like, if you're going to eat a burger in front of me, I'm not right. going to be like, how could you kill that cow? Well, like, you're doing it for your own health reasons. You're yeah, not doing and it's it like, because but, of moral reasons. Well, yeah, and, like, I will never judge anybody for how they eat. I mean, if, yeah. fuck, if you want to smoke pod, you want to fucking do drugs, like, you know, add a boy, go do what you want. Like, but, like, if, you, if you're if you not healthy, like, you know what I mean? Like, obviously, like, if you're doing heroin, like, yeah, like, I like clearly, yeah. I would have a problem with it. Yeah. But, like, I'm also not going to be, like, oh, you're a scumbag for doing it. You know what I mean? Like, you're doing it for a reason. Like, I wouldn't be like, oh, I'm not going to talk to you. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Has, like, everybody has their reason. That's why, like, if, if I fucking, I, like, that's why straight-edge people get such a bad fucking rap because, like, you have those hardcore straight-edge people who are like, ugh, I don't even drink coffee. Like, fuck And you. even vegetarians, you hear, you know, a lot of vegetarians that they want to bring up that they're a vegetarian to everybody they well, know. It's, it's vegetarian is one thing, but vegan is the vegan. Yeah, and, vegan I, and I'm not knocking yeah, vegans. Yeah. And honestly, like nobody would even know I'm a vegetarian. Good. Like I would just put pictures of like something that I was cooking on it, and I would just put like uh, and like a hashtag like vegetables, and yeah. then like people are like, are you a vegetarian now? So like I'm like, uh, like it took me like uh, Tara, like Arnie's wife, like commented like, oh, you're a vegetarian now. It took me like a week. To like even respond to it because I'm like oh, I don't even know if I want to put that out there because like at this point like I'm still you're still trying to figure it out I'm still trying to figure it out I'm also still trying to hide what's going on because I don't know where this is going I don't know what's going to happen because like at this point I'm like oh I might lose my eye and at this point I'm like oh fuck I don't even know if I'm gonna even see anyone well now let's fast forward I guess let's fast forward a little bit now that we're back on track to right now to the present day so you've been Settle getting injections in your eye for six or seven months now. Okay, no, well, all right. So, all right, so I guess we have to backtrack. I'm getting it because there's right. a whole other fucking chapter to this, which which is terrible. Uh, I'm getting the injections in the eye once a month. Every time I go, they look into both. They look in both eyes, and they're like, "Okay, yeah, this eye's not bad. This eye's not bad." So finally, one day, they look in this side, like, "Okay, we're gonna give you the injection. This eye's kind of looking." Not worse, but it's kind of given us, you know, a feeling where we want to give you another inject. We want to start you with the injections on this side. So I'm like, okay, okay, that's fine. I guess whatever. Like if it's gonna, in the long run, it's gonna be helpful. So at this point, I'm on the diet. I'm losing all the weight that I'm losing. Uh, I'm dropping pant size, shirt sizes. Uh, what do you weigh right now? Right now. I weigh 186. 
So from I've lost I've lost seventy two pounds. It's fucking incredible since January. In seven months. So about ten pounds a month, mm-hmm. which is that's literally natural. That's just changing your diet, right? You're not really you don't go to the gym or anything, right? No, I don't work out. Like you know what I mean? Like <laughs> if I if I if I worked out and say like did DDP yoga or if I just like lift a couple weights or fucking just did anything, I probably lose a little bit more weight. I would probably tighten up. Actually, no, you wouldn't. You'd probably, you probably gain weight, but it would be muscle weight. weight. Yeah. You'd look, you'd that's look well, that's why I look, I'm 270 fucking five right now. I don't look it. I'm telling you, I'm the same pants as I was a year ago when I was 250. The difference is I'm way stronger. You'd probably lose some fat and gain some weight, yeah. but it's not bad weight. Yeah, you, would, you wouldn't, you what's going on right now is your body's eating the fat that you stored for a long time. That's why you're losing it so rapidly. There's going to be a point where you're going to hit a wall. Like, you're yeah. getting you're getting your your body's natural uh, weight right now is really what's going yeah, on. Yeah, there should probably be a point where you're going to start going off. to the gym. Yeah. And then that's the other half that you really should start doing. Well, the, the, the thing was, like, I wanted to just keep losing weight and doing it the way that I'm doing it until I had a definitive, like, answer what's okay. going on with yeah. this eye. Yeah, I think we probably cut you off a little bit. So. No, 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 that's fine. So, like, I'm getting the injections, and now in both eyes, and... One day I wake up and I'm starting to not be able to see out of like the corners of my eye on my left eye, like my peripheral. I'm like, well, it's kind of like when I look. That's the eye that's been bad the whole time. Yeah. When I look, it's like, it's not blurry. It's just like black. It's like, it's like, it's almost like cut off. So I'm like kind of getting worried. I'm like, oh, is that healthy? So I had a, obviously I had a scheduled appointment coming up like two days later. So I'm like, okay, I'll bring it up to them so I'm like hey uh, am I going crazy but like I'm starting to look out of the, like the side of my eye my peripheral I'm seeing black he's like oh well I can tell you what's going on he goes the medicine that we have been injecting in your eye has literally worked so good that it has killed the majority of the bad blood cells but instead of like completely dying they flee and they have attached yourself to their your retina so basically, my retina was already being pulled. It's now being heavily, even more pulled to the point where, like, the blackness that I'm seeing is going to be permanent, like, vision loss. Okay. So I'm like, oh, fuck. He's like, so basically, what we need to do is you need emergency surgery. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, you need emergency surgery. I need to go in there and I need to clear it out. I'm like, well, What's a mer- like how so soon? They probably slit it, flap it open, and clear all the shit out and reattach well, it. Well, he's like, I'm like, well, how soon? He's like, well, I need to clear my schedule next week for you, and you need to be in first thing Monday. And this was on like a Wednesday, so I'm like, oh, fuck. So it's like real quick. Yeah, yeah it's like, you need you need surgery. So I have to clear it with my arm. I'm like, listen, I need to go for emergency surgery. They need to go in. They need to clear out my the black blood cells, blah, blah, blah. So how are they handling this with? Without insurance, because I mean... Well, at this point, I finally picked up insurance in April. Oh, okay. Okay. So, but there was, like, five or six, like, injection shots that I owe, that like... weren't covered. Yeah, that I owe, like... It's crazy. Luckily, medical, top of medical bills don't affect your credit. So oh, the you bills that I know you have. Yeah. It's fucking... It's, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous, yeah. It's so... I have to get emergency surgery, so... I go in for the surgery, which is kind of scary. I actually... Well, how long ago was this? This was... May 6th, seven. May 7th, because I met Kevin Smith on the 5th in New Jersey, and then two days later I had this over. Oh, this is super fucking recent. This is May. Oh, shit, yeah, because the first time I had seen you in a long time was my house in Memorial Day. Mm-hmm. And that was I, right I, after that. And, like, I, I cut myself off from, like, everybody. Like, yeah. I wasn't 
being active, I wasn't seeing anybody. And, like, the first time that a lot of people were going to see me was going to be at your fucking party. Yeah. And I was going to have to deal with, oh, how'd you lose all the weight? Which is kind of an uncomfortable... Well, I had seen pictures of you somehow. And so I knew that you were losing weight. or something. something I know I had seen you or something where I knew that you were losing weight. I just... I fucking didn't realize how much. But I had I had a feeling it had to do with a medical reason. But gonna, it was... It was it was going to be... It's still uncomfortable. It was going to be an uncomfortable yeah. conversation that I was going to have to have with the little people that were going to be there that yeah. cared. So, like, this is one of the reasons why, I mean, God forbid people, I hope people actually listen to this. I know it's going to be super, super long, but, like, if you give a shit, like... We're so, still under two hours. We're not bad. Well, we still have to do music. Yeah. Yeah, which yeah. is fine. Yeah, but that's yeah. the thing. Here's the thing. With a real story, I think anybody... I think this could be a good thing for everybody, because not only are we talking about a medical issue, but uh, we're talking about a lot of other issues in general, and this is speak up don't fucking hide from things don't, don't well yeah because the moral of it like it's it's like the moral's gonna be, end up paying off in the long run but I hope but I like I so. want people just to hear the story and then if I can like you said if I can help one person yeah, who's man. like having an issue and they're like even if it's like something stupid but it's like if I can like oh well get it taken care of like and they can fix it like Dude, then it's if, if fucking five people listen to this right and, and it hits one of them in a way that it's it should it probably will you're gonna get a message eventually and be like hey man how, how do I I need help and we, I can show you messages that people send me on whether it's Instagram or Facebook or whatever because I'm constantly putting myself out there with trying to lose weight or fucking staying in shape or whatever else and I do talk I don't talk about all my issues a lot of the stuff I talk about today nobody knows but people I think people can tell that I have gone through struggle and this is I'm trying to put it out there so people don't do it alone because that's the worst thing in the world is feeling like you're alone. Because then you'll never fucking come out of it. If you don't feel like there's something on the other side for you to fight for, you won't fight. Yeah, and a lot of people avoid medical stuff in general because something like that, they, oh, you, you told me you have diabetes. You're like, well, there's nothing happening to me now, so you just kind of forget yeah, it fucking, until yeah. something happens. Yeah. And it's weird because it, it's, it was something, like, it didn't hit me right away. Like, obviously, like, me, the neglect, like... I don't even know the amount of damage that, like, I did to my body. Like, I literally, I probably have shaved tens of years off my life from not taking care of myself. Like, I will probably die young because of this. And it's, like, certain things that, like, I wanted for my future. Like, I don't even know if I want that now because of, like... I don't know how much longer I'm gonna live. Well, it changes your path. It definitely will take a. It'll make you like. I'll get into more of that like, like yeah. towards the end. But like, it's like my outlook on life now is like completely different. Yeah, it's weird. It's it, like it sets a different path. It definitely changes your trajectory of where you're, you're gonna go now. So I had to go in for the emergency surgery. You had the surgery. Yep, on the Monday. Basically, he went in and he had to repair the tear in my retina. He had to kill all the blood cells that were on it like get rid of all the scar tissue and he had to give me laser all while I'm out so like I was on the anesthesia I was out I woke up just completely like groggy it's like I don't know I'm you, terrified of that I've never fucking been on it's weird because like before. they wheel is that your first time being under second I had to have wrist surgery but it was just kind of like I wasn't like all the way under for the, yeah, that but, but it was just like this one I was like they wheel you into. Uh, they wheeled me Start in. Counting down from ten, nine. No, eight, it wasn't even that. They wheeled me in. It was like for some reason they have to keep the operating room like cold. So I remember it like it was like really, really uh, cold. That's germ. There's a reason why it's because yeah. germs can't live in cold. And then a lot of people think it's when you get sick in the winter time, it's because of the germ. It's not. It's because your your 
Your body's fighting so hard to not fucking get sick that it gets vulnerable. <laughs> That's They were like talking to me like, oh, what's your name? And I'm like, oh, yeah. and I woke up and I was like, huh? They're like, oh, you're all done. Like, you're in the recovery room. And I'm like, and it's probably hours later, right? It was, uh, I think it took like two hours to surgery. Yeah. So I was like, oh, fucking pull me out of it. So I had the surgery. They're like, oh, he thinks everything went well. They sent me home with a fucking, like, I, my eye was all patched up. It was all covered. Couldn't really see anything. I had to go back. Dusty Roads and, and that Terry Funk feud. <laughs> Stabbing with the fork. <laughs> I was just, I was hoping that they were going to give me a cool patch, but it was like one of those, like, it was just like. It's just gauze, man. Yeah, it was a gauze yeah. with like a plastic one. I was like, what yeah. the fuck? And like, it didn't even have like, any. You motherfuckers, I can't even take a picture of this and put it on it. Well, I got, this pictures of, like, I took, like, yeah. pictures of everything. Because, like, she took pictures. I'm like, oh, take a picture with me. I'm in my, I'm in my Johnny. I'm like, eh. Like, Did oh. you practice your best pirate voice? I did not. But, Yar, but, I have. But if I can do a Lemmy voice, I can do a pirate. Yeah, voice. it's pretty much the same thing. You yeah. Get you a wig for October, you can be snake. What the fuck? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> All right. Go ahead. So the next day, I had to go for uh, the the post op surgery, like uh, the meeting. So they take the patch off, and my eyes all gooey because they put like the the cream in it to try to make it heal. Uh, so I, you, I couldn't see anything. For some reason, I thought when they took the eye patch off, I was just gonna be able to see. I thought I was yeah, gonna be able to see, and they're like, "No, that's not how it really works." Like, you know, take a week. I'm like, okay. They're like, uh, "There's really no kind of big timetable." Also, what happened is once they put the fixed the retina, my eye was injected with the silicone oil, which holds the retina in place. Mm-hmm. So, like, they put it back together, fix the tear put the oil in and it holds it place and it heals so eventually what's going to happen is down the line I'm going to have to have another surgery where they're going to like take all the oil out once the once they feel that the retina is like in place and by that time if I'm going to have any improvement in my sight it'll be once the oil comes out wait so it's still there right now the oil is in my eye so basically right now it's cloudy I can't really see anything like I can make things out but I can't like see detail like I couldn't I can't read any of this because I have oil in my eye so I go for the post-op surgery uh, I'm like I said I was kind of discouraged so I thought I was going to be able to see I had to go back a week later and at this point my eye is like it's like in so much pain they uh, did I had to go back so they did like an um, an eye pressure test if you were to go to an eye doctor now to check your eye pressure like now a normal one is anywhere between 15 and 25 they did my eye pressure it was at 55 oh so it's too much too Shit. much way too much it was like and they put probably too much in then I would imagine and what uh, my sight was just like completely it was like really fucked up so what happened was the oil that was supposed to be in the back of the eye made its way to the front of my eye so it was in the front of my lens so it was basically like the little that I could see was completely like busted I couldn't see anything somehow it made its way through the front of the lens I had to go in for another surgery like two weeks after the first one so this like is still May this is May like I'm at the doctor's it's like May 15th May 16th this is like you need to go in for May surgery I'm like no I, I can't he's like well you have to I'm like I'm trying to push it off I'm trying to push it off I'm like but I'm like, they're like, well, if you, you have to do it, it's going to help with the 
the vision a little bit and it's going to help with the uh, pressure in your eye. It's not going to hurt as much. I'm like, well, what's the latest you can do it? Are you just worried about work? Or, or <laughs> no, it gets better. Okay. There's a reason why I'm postponing Oh, my Misfits. God. I know. Oh, the Misfits. Yep. Uh-huh. I'm like, listen, this I'm... Is, I, that's what I was just going to say. I'm like, listen, like, I will deal with the pain. That was like, on May 20th or something, right? It's May 19th. May th- all right. Which I will always remember because it's... May 19th. The Kane. The Kane fucking yeah. Cena Weevil movie. Yeah. So they're like, okay, we can schedule it for Monday. I'm like, okay, that's fine. So for like the three or four days, I literally had to deal with fucking like a throbbing eye pain. Like I went to the Misfits and I'm like, I couldn't see shit. Like, oh, you, oh, I guess they have to do that after you went. Where was that Misfits show? New Jersey. New Jersey. Did you drive or did you? Courtney drove. Oh, it was me, Courtney, my brother, and his girlfriend. I was going to say, if you flew, I imagine that would hurt a lot more flying. I wouldn't even be, I don't think you'd be able to. The pressure rate wouldn't make because I know you're now having a Chris Candido. Not the well, he, well, he had a blood, he had a blood clot, and, and then it yeah. burst, right? Yeah, you can't because of the pressure. It changes. Well, I know that. Yeah, it changes the air pressure. My your ears hurt when you they fly. fucking pop and stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I pushed off the surgery so I can go to the Misfit show, which probably I mean really wasn't the smartest thing, but no, you know what? it was it ties into the last Misfits podcast nicely. Well, it also ties into like a new outlook on life because I'm like yeah. I'm, that I I don't. Matter. I don't want to miss things now. It's yeah, like, yeah. I'm starting to look at things differently in life. I'm starting to appreciate more things. I'm starting to, like, before, like, I wouldn't go to certain things because, oh, I had to work. Or I'm like, eh, I really don't want to go. And it's like, even when I go to certain things, like, I'm there and I'm like, oh, God, I don't want to go. Ten minutes later, you're like, all right, when are we getting the yeah, fuck out like, we, we would go to shows before and, like, we were like, oh, God. Why, why I, I go on and off I go to concerts constantly and shows constantly and sometimes I'm like oh man I have to work tomorrow <laughs> yeah, <laughs> even if I don't sometimes here. I'm like oh, why, why did I come here again yeah yeah I've, I've done that before like yeah. I go to I went, you're, you're excited leaving up to it and then you get there and you're like yeah <sighs> you know but the afterwards it always it's always worth it like I've gone, to the, I've gone to the Kiss Cruise a couple times and like day one and I'm like Oh God! I'm just, on a boat. I want to go home. It smells I, like bo. I still got five more days left. <laughs> oh, dude, you have no idea how smelly like oh, overseas Kiss fans are. Like I they don't wear deodorant. <laughs> oh, it's terrible. Yeah. Fuck. So I had to go in for the second <laughs> surgery, and they took the oil out. Yeah. Some of the oil out, and they gave me a little bit of um, laser while I was under again to try to alleviate some of the shit that's going on so I have the surgery like two weeks after I have the second surgery I go back to work my second day at work I'm working my right eye goes can't see out of it it just completely goes like fucking blurry just goes goes just just blurry like Like, it's like it's like a sheet of like it's like cloudiness so you can't see out of your left eye can't see out of my left eye all of a sudden your fucking right eye is clear um, Can't see out of my right eye. I'm like, fuck. I'm did like, you do the Gary thing and drive yourself somewhere? Or did you get someone to drive you somewhere? I was working with somebody at the time, and she's like, go, you need to leave. I'm like, no, I'm finishing my shift. I'm like, I gotta finish my shift. I gotta finish my shift. Um, I called Courtney at night, and like she was all scared and worried. I'm like, well, there's nothing I can do. Like I'm gonna literally have to wait until 8 o'clock in the morning, and I'm gonna have to call the doctors. And I am going to have to figure it out. Like, they're going to have to, like, see me right away. So, can't see out of my left eye. Can't see out of my right eye. Of course, I drive home. 
have to end on my shift. Can't see a fucking thing. Can't see a thing. What an asshole. Yeah. Well. Uh, I guess I'll, I don't want to keep on No, that's fine. When the remember uh, we were talking about Armash earlier, and I got fucking rocked. I, yeah. When I drove home, I blacked out uh, right in front of Garden City and fucking blew out one of my back tires. Oh, yeah, you, know, t- you told me. I, I couldn't fucking. Wasn't that the night of? It was the night of some kind of uh, Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad for that one. Yep, and I was I was trying to get home. Couldn't fucking. I couldn't hear that well. I couldn't see that well. My everything was blurry. Fucking ringing in my ears, real bad. I was real lightheaded. And everybody there was like, you okay? I'm like, yeah, sure, yep. Fucking driving home. All of a sudden started fucking going out and I hit the fucking, there's a, like, concrete in between the two, like, right at the, the light, at the top where you can take a left down to, um, Sakanasit. Whole Foods and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So right before that, all of a sudden I fucking, I, I totally just blacked out, hit the fucking curb or whatever, shredded my fucking tire. I took a right up to Sakanasit and fucking pulled over and. You missed the break of bath early? Benny got it because I called my mom, yeah. That's the story for another day because they sent the wrong fucking truck and all this stuff. But the moral of the story is I've been there, not smart. No, so no, it's definitely, definitely not smart. Never smart. Whether it's a fucking head injury or whether it's... I'm that same guy. Like, I break a fucking pinky, I tape it up with duct tape. Yeah, <laughs> me too. I broke my finger uh, as a kid. Like, I still have a crooked finger. I, and I didn't realize it was broken <laughs> until, like, years later when I'm looking at my fingers and I'm like... Why is that, right I'm yeah. like, why is that finger crooked? And I'm like, oh yeah, I know. I broke my pinky in a wrestling match and when I was like 15 or 16. And fucking, I can't move my pinky without moving my ring finger now. So something happened with the nerves. See? Now if I, if I hold this one, I can't move my pinky. No matter how hard. So, long story short, you guys just missed a sweet visual of my pinky. But, <laughs> <laughs> anyways, continue on. So, <laughs> I had to go in for an emergency uh, visit. They squeezed me in and they basically like, listen, uh, your right eye now has kind of caught up with your left eye. So I'm like, oh my God. So I'm like, what does that mean? And they're like, well, the plan was you were still going to do injections in the eye. Because basically what they want to do, oh my God, I keep saying that. Right? It's like when you say it is what it is. I keep saying basically. Oh, there's definitely going to be a sweet drinking game on this one. Every time you say basically, you take a shot, you'll be drunk within the first 10 minutes. Oh my God. Not trying to, I, I didn't want to bust your balls. About no, 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 I, I know I'm saying it now. And I, okay. I'd rather you say basically than like or um. Like um um. <laughs> so they say um, my right eye is caught up with the left one, and before they like to do three sets of injections, like to do three injections in a row, see how it works before they will determine. Oh well, maybe you need surgery. Maybe we'll do this. So at that point, I had three injections in the, the right eye and it's they're saying oh well it's almost caught up to the left eye your options are well we can do the shots and hopefully it'll go away or we can give you laser surgery I'm like well okay well what is that because I never had laser, laser yeah, yeah. they're like oh well it's basically you know you sit in a chair you put like a microscope on your eye with a laser and they burn everything that they need to burn so I'm like okay well what's that feel like well we'll we'll numb you up I'm like okay well they're like we recommend the laser probably be better and once you get the laser you won't need the injections anymore because it should take care of everything for both eyes? for the right eye basically the now oh god that sucks the left eye is in limbo right now. Okay, so you have to just leave that one. The, this one is 
literally hanging on until I have to get the silicone oil out. Okay. And that's probably going to happen in November. So, so there's so nothing you can do with that one? There's nothing I can do. It's just like, it is what it's it just, is. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's an interesting thing, isn't it? It's original, <laughs> at least. Basically, it's original. So, I have to get the laser. I'm getting the, uh, I go for the laser, and the only way I can explain it is if you have somebody constantly flicking you in your eye nonstop. It's like an elastic band, probably like Yeah, it's a, it's like if I took if I, hand away from your mouth. Yeah. If I took an elastic band and I just like pulled it and let it go on your eye. Yeah. Imagine doing that for forty five minutes. It's like a tattoo gun machine. It's but well, not but, yeah. but, but it's but it's like So even numbed up you felt it? Yes. It was the most uncomfortable Is that the same thing as LASIK surgery? Or is it is it different? I don't I don't know what I've never I, had I, LASIK. when I hear LASIK people talk about LASIK, that it seems like it's yeah. nothing. Depends. I th- well, it also probably depends on what they're doing to it too. I guess I would imagine. You know, like you, they're it's trying like to tattoo removal. So yeah, that, yeah, that's more yeah. what it sounds like to me. So they said, "All right, you're gonna need three sessions of this." And you can hear it too, right? Isn't there an audible yeah. sound? It's, 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 it's like, but like a tattoo machine. But with each buzz, it's like, yeah, it's yeah, like it constantly. Like so like, yeah. oh my god, it hurts so fucking bad. So like, oh, you're gonna have to get three sessions. Of and this. this is May. This is before Memorial Day. Um, or this is after you saw me. After your party was, I had this is only like the second surgery was like the week before. Okay. From Memorial Day. The eye, the oil thing. With the 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 second, the the laser was after your party. All right, so this is after you saw me. Yes. Your other eye goes. So I had to get the first session of laser. How long is each session? The first one was about a half hour. The second and and now they're like, okay, well, you need two more sessions. I'm like, oh my god, I, I don't know if I can deal with, deal with this. Like, um, you know, just power through it. So I go back a month later. I'm like, okay, we're gonna need the second session on. So this must be July or June, late June. June, June. Okay, so this is all within the last like fucking eight weeks. Yep. Because we're not very far in the timeline here. So I, yeah, people won't hear this for like another five or six weeks. But we're we're in. Late July right now, right? Yeah, like the last July. week of July is yeah. what we're staring at right now. Mm-hmm. So I had to go back and get the the second set of laser. And the guy who actually performed performed my surgery was there, and he was going to do the second round of laser. So we're doing the laser, and then it for some it hurt twice as much as it, it did the first time. Now, was it making your your vision any better? Like, did the first session help at all? Kind of. Because basically what happened was this eye was bleeding. So was that it, stopping it from bleeding? It was killing... The laser was basically killing all of the blood cells. Okay. What happened was the blood started to bleed and the, the blood got in my eye. Right. But it dissipated a lot faster in this eye than it did this well, that eye. that eye must be more healthy too. Yeah. But Before this happened, real quick, I just have to ask you a question. Was one was your left eye weaker than your right eye? Was it like you, no. you looked at your prescription? No, no, it was right just was stronger, they were just they, the same? they were just basically the same. Because you've needed glasses your whole life, essentially, right? Uh, since I was probably like thirteen. Yeah, so as long as you've had diabetes, right? Yeah. So I'm like twenty five minutes in the, to the second laser surgery, and he's like, "Well, we only got a little bit more left, so we might as well just power through it." So it went on for another like fifteen minutes. It was literally the most excruciating. This is only a couple weeks ago, probably yes. about six weeks ago. Uh huh. Holy shit! So, which the first podcast was only that we did with you 
was three weeks ago. So you must have done that right before you came. Yeah, it here. was right around the same time. Like two weeks before you fucking came here. Yeah. If I'm getting the timelines right. Mm-hmm. Holy right. shit. So, right now, the left eye is waiting another surgery to get the oil out, and then we'll see where we're at. I go back to the doctors on Tuesday for basically it's going to be a checkup where they're going to look at both eyes and going to see where I'm at because this will be the first visit that I've had since I've gotten the completed laser so basically they're going to look at my eye and they're going to be like oh you know I don't know what the next step is so you're done with the laser treatment in your right eye yes for now at least I don't see I don't even know what the next recourse of action is because you're not that far along in the story. Yeah, because I don't. Yeah, I just I don't know. So right now it's like I am in limbo with both eyes because I don't know. So at this point we're caught up with, with your journey now, and we're gonna be. Well, I mean it's uh that's so is it, can you see better now? I mean can you see through your right eye? I can see through. Yeah, I. When I go now and they look at me like, I have twenty twenty vision in the right eye, this eye because you can't see it, but it's it's weird because when they dilate me, more than I already am now. Uh, when you get these weird eye tests, like they put like this thing over my eye and it's got like little pinholes. Mm-hmm. And when they put the pinholes on my eye, I can see better with the pinholes because I think it's making me focus more yeah, on something. That's exactly, it makes and sense. they're like, they're baffled. They're like, I can't believe you can see as good as you can see. I have astigmatism. So I guess I, the way it was explained to me was I look, apparently the way I look, everybody else sees round. Yeah. I see like a football. So like everything's compressed to me. I, I don't know any different because it's the way I see. But sometimes I've gotten like blurry before just from like head rush or something. Mm-hmm. And if I if I go like this and make my eyes kind of tunnel vision, I'm squeezing my temples right now, I can see better because I'm focusing that. So it makes 100% sense to me. Mm-hmm. And I've told doctors that they tell me I don't need uh, um, glasses because if I started wearing glasses now, it would make my eyes worse. Because it would because they're working so hard right now, they're just used to working hard. Probably, I'm associating that to what you're talking about, so I, I I understand why it would make sense to me. Anyways, I'm not a fucking doctor though either, so it's making that eye work harder. So I mean, it's kind of reassuring that they're like, "Oh, we can't believe that you can see as good as you can with the oil in your eye." So it's kind of like giving me a little bit of sliver of hope, brother. That's a fucking huge sliver. Of hope. But it's but I'm also. It's 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 um. You're not lashing on to it. What the hell is that? Dodgeball. Vince Vaughn when he goes, I set my expectations low, so I'm never disappointed. I say that all the time. So it's like you know what I mean. Like I don't want to be like, oh, you know, in November when I get the surgery, you know, after the week or two from healing, like I'm just gonna be able to see like nothing. In my line of work, the way we tell everybody, say when we show you numbers on a car, right, and we show you, uh, say you tell me your credit's average, we tell you an interest rate. Uh, people will fight that and go, my credit's better than that. Oh, I get that. We under-promise and over-deliver. It's the same exact idea. You want to under-promise yourself and over-deliver later on, then the opposite. Because if you over-promise and under-deliver, you're going to be pissed. If they're like, great, man, you're going to be awesome. A little bit of seeing that you can right now, sure shot. You're going to be just fine. What happens if you can't see it all when this is finally all done? Then you're going to be even more depressed. You're going to go down a worse hole where at least, I think right now, looking at it the way you're looking at it, I think it's at least an acceptable... Because you're not like, what was me necessarily, but you're also not overly, you're not like fooling yourself anymore. You're not in that, you're not in that 25-year-old Gary, I'm indestructible phase anymore. No, no, I'm definitely like, I've thought about 
mortality more in these last couple of months and it's like it fucks with you because it, well, it also fucks with me too because I'm like I don't want to be 35, 36 and be blind because I'm like I don't <laughs> you know what I mean like you can still come and do a podcast sometime you want but it's because it, it, it's weird because it's like listen I'm not super like depressed where like I'm like oh I'm gonna kill myself but it's like that's, that's shit that you think about it's like you don't want to burden that's energy any- you're using instead of using it to somewhere else huh? is what's different and you've never had that before I mean like in my past like I went through like a bad breakup and I'm like oh my god I want to kill myself yeah everybody's and, like, gone through that and it's like but this is like this is more weird because like, I don't want to be a burden like I don't want anybody to have to fucking take care of me you know <laughs> so, what I mean like yeah. when I was like old like younger I'm like alright I'm only on this earth basically for one thing. I want to be a father and I want to have kids and I want to, you know, have a son, blah, blah, blah. You know, do the typical things. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you get to live that with Mikey. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you're... I, I live on for the... Like, my story with that is... Like, granted, if you, like, if you you and Kristen don't ever have kids... We don't want any more kids. You have Mikey. Like, you can... Like, you live that. That. Kind, of, that kind of ties into where I was talking about being in a deep out of depression recently mine hit when I caught on that my daughter was turning 18 and that that really not me being any older that fucked with me because now I go I've been I've been a dad longer than I've been anything else on this earth yeah. I've been a dad I, since I was 15 years old I've been a dad and I don't know anything else I don't know anything I've devoted my entire life I fucking got a specific job so I could go and see her on weekends you guys know my story which we'll again get into later on with how I didn't have her for a long time and I did but I had to fight really hard to get her um so all I've ever known is her being my, my daughter. She's still my daughter. She's never not going to be my daughter. But her being 18 and dependent now, that fucked with her too. She went through it a little bit, and so did Kristen. And that messed with all of us because now, like I've been saying this for a while, even to Kristen, um, where I went, or maybe I didn't say it well enough, where my thought process was, all right, so me and Kristen have been back together for five years. Who's Rosie's mom, right? All we know, the biggest part of our relationship is being Rosie's parents. Now that we don't have that, we are almost polar opposite human beings. With the way we do things, the way we live our lives, the way we talk about things, the way we think. We have a lot of common ground, but I'm an extrovert, she's an introvert, like, to the nth degree of each uh, variation. Um, so, I'm depressed, I, I hit depression because I was like, well, my daughter doesn't really need me anymore, and I don't know anything else, I never went to school, I don't know any, how to start a different career, I don't ever, all my friends are getting married and settling down now, and I've already seen the world and all this other stuff, what the fuck do I do, right? So this is why a year ago I started wrestling and started, now we're doing this podcast and a few other things, I had to start finding creative outlets, but as hard as I fought to try to find creative outlets to fill all those voids, it still fucking hit me, man. Like a month ago, it just, like, blindsided me, like, it felt like somebody, I woke up and it felt like somebody hit me in the fucking face with a hammer. And I just couldn't get out of it. Like, I couldn't lift the fucking veil of, like, shadow. Like, kind of like you physically seeing, like, I mentally couldn't see anything. Like, I just, it was, I felt like I was just going through the motions every day. And I couldn't figure it out. Like, everybody was pulling me aside. People at work were pulling me aside and saying, hey, man, you're, you're different. What's the matter? I couldn't pinpoint it. I still can't pinpoint it, because now I'm, kind of, I'm fighting out of it. I'm, I'm a lot better today than I was a week ago. But, I, I get where, where you're coming from now with the fact of, like, you do hit a point where you go, well, now what? Do Which way do I want to go? And my thought process with kids, anyways, is I'm going to be selfish now. I don't want any more kids. I'm done. I did it right the first time. I'm good. Right? And I, I get it. And people have asked me, Kristen, well, why don't you want any more kids? Why do I want any more kids? 
at this point. I've never, ever taken any time to myself to go do a vacation. I've never had a vacation in my life. I've never gone on vacation. I've never gone anywhere. When I did, the one time, it was work the whole time. I went for a wedding. You know what I mean? And that's not, I don't care what, we all know. That's not yeah. a vacation. Yeah. So I don't know anything else. So I'm literally, I feel like well, I'm That's kind of an ignorant question for anybody to ask anyway. Well, like, right, and I agree with that. Case, but I've had a lot of people ask me that yeah. because my daughter's turned 18. And I look at that and go, I'm in, a, I'm in. A, the, well, you're also in a weird situation because you had. It's opposite for me. Well, you had, you had her so young. Yeah. So it's like. You didn't get the time before that. Either. But the no. time that, like, how old you are now, most people are actually sitting down with their loved one and being like, let's have a kid. Let's right, have our right. first kid. Me now, so it's like I'm you have lived. You have basically lived two lives. <laughs> right. You have you you've lived the father like the fa- like yeah. obviously like you being a father like that'll never end. Like yeah. you know what I mean? You're always gonna be her father. Yeah. Like but you lived guiding her to be 18, so now she's an adult. Now what? And now you start over, and it's basically like you're starting life number two. It's fucking terrifying. And it's like, and yeah. like I know where you, like you're at. It's like where do you do? Like where do you go where now? Do you go now? It's like I'm at a fork in a road. Like, like I don't want to be the guy who's fucking living the rest of my life. At a, at a job that I that I hate, yeah. like uh, you brought up a quote from a movie earlier, and I pulled one up that I've been waiting to, for the right time to say it. And I'm going to say it now because I feel like this is the perfect time for all of us, and I think this might transition to the rest of this conversation. Um, you guys know who uh, Mike Mad Dog Bell is? Yeah. Mad Dog Mike Bell. All right, he passed away. He was a wrestler. He was a bodybuilder. His two brothers, Chris. Oh my and Mark god, I know, Bell. I know the exact. You know exactly what I'm going to say. He's. Uh, in the movie Bigger, Stronger, Faster that his brother uh, Chris made, he is in the video saying, and it's right here behind Mark, his little brother, and the quote is, I'd rather be dead than average. And it's like, I'm fighting back tears saying that because he's not wrong. You know, like, there's a point where you hit and you go, yeah, man, this is cool. And a lot of people accept their fate of a nine to five or a punch in, punch out, and you save up a year's worth of fucking money to go on your little vacation with your little family and spend all the money and buy the trinkets that nobody's going to utilize once you get home and waste the rest of your time. And that's cool, man. If that's what other people want, I don't want that. I never wanted it. I don't, I didn't come from that. My, my family never went on vacation. I don't know what that's like. My mom worked three jobs. She still does. Um, she's 50 something years old now. She doesn't stop. Like, I don't know anything else now. I don't, I know for a fact. I, I knew growing up I didn't want to be my dad and I've, I've fucking beat that right but I now as much as I love my mom I don't want to be her either like I don't want to be 50 something years old with no and I'm sorry if mom you ever hear this but I don't want to be 50 something years old working myself tooth and nail trying to survive no medical nowhere to go because all I ever did was raise my kids that's cool if that's what everybody else wants dude like I, I just don't want that and that's where I'm trying to carve a new path for myself and I have friends that like want kids and want to settle down and maybe they're in a position where they, they can't or maybe they're in a position where they're just not ready for them or whatever. I don't, I think just like with the food discussion and people were told um, the wrong thing about um, cholesterol and all that other stuff for a long time. I think everything's bullshit. I think if you just believe that fucking the movie fictional story tale where you you find somebody, you fall in love, you get married, you buy a house, you have kids, you have a dog named Spot, you have a white picket fence, you uh, eventually retire, you die. That's great if that's what most people want. I don't fucking want that, dude. And I, that's, that is a worse fucking fate for me than... See, because a lot of people just get stuck in that. They're like, okay, I have the kids, yep. I have the house, I really can't afford any of it, so now I have to work three jobs. And now you're just working these jobs just to pay your bills. And that's your whole life, man. Right. And that's, and it's... 
like that. It's just gone. Like I've one never day, wanted to do that. Nah, and one day, dude, you wake up and you go, man, did I really do anything? And now everything's such a Hallmark card. The world is a fucking... Everybody thinks the world is a movie. Everybody looks through it like they want to become what they grew up watching on TV. But I didn't have cable. I didn't have TV. So, like, I don't, I don't have that to look forward to. All I have is, like we were just talking about, my thought process now goes even more so to, well, how can I help people? How can I fucking give people a, a, a word of advice or, you know, if they're down or if they're depressed, if they don't know where they want to go, how can my uh, life skills that I fucking built change that or what am, what footprint am I going to leave behind so now I'm trying to carve that out and I hope I hope that that maybe is where you're going with it and it seems like kind of what you're thinking of now and that's awesome if, if you if your choice now is to go and try to have kids and stuff and settle down there's nothing wrong with that at all I think well no it's awesome. like but which and you're probably going through that now where you don't know which way to go right I don't know which way to go because I don't want to be a burden on anybody you know what I mean yeah. like I don't want to burden, burden friends family like anybody like if I have a kid now and then say I go blind in three years, like I don't want my kid in like 15 years gonna have to like take care of me. You know what I mean? Like I don't want anybody having to See, wipe some, my ass. Like some I people like, would look at that and go, "Well, that's selfish," but it's not. You're actually in my. I agree with that completely. I think I think you're thinking about it the right way, dude. Not everybody's meant to have kids. Not right, everybody's like, meant to live that life. Not and it's like, <laughs> like, but like for the longest, like I had like so many dreams in my in, in in my life and like I want to say probably at least three of the four people in this room grew up and said I'm going to be the next Ultimate Warrior or I'm going to be the next Hulk Hogan I still fucking think that and it's like <laughs> that was my dream and then like when that didn't happen I'm like okay well what am I going to do now I'm like alright well maybe I'll write a book what the fuck am I going to write a book about ah but no see right there but that's exactly I agree with okay so you've decided that you're not going to be a six foot two juice head and become the next Ultimate Warrior or the next Hulk Hogan. I agree. You have to wake up and decide that that's just not going to happen. Realize that. And, face and like, listen, yeah, but if like if somebody, but you can wants... take the wealth of knowledge that you have and turn it into something positive, though. You could write a book. Why couldn't you? You yeah. could start a podcast because you have a crazy wealth of knowledge about movies and music. And dude, just I would I would listen to a fucking five part podcast just of stories of the Kiss the Kiss groups because I find that interesting. And there are other people out there that find it just as interesting. That's the thing. You have to look at it. And shape that into something else. So, all right, so say, say you have three months left of eyesight. What are you going to turn that into? You can still talk. You still have your brain that you can think with. Right? See, yeah, but you see the positive. I see... I get it. I see the negative. You know what I mean? It's like, no matter what I'm going to do for the rest of my life, like, this is going to loom over me. It's like a, it's a, it's, it's like a cloud. And it's <laughs> like constantly going to be raining down on me. Some days, like, it's going to be partly cloudy. Some days it's going to pour. And it's like the, the, the threat of like not knowing is what fucking kills me the most. Yeah, it's like the worst. It's, 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 it's almost I'm like the same way. it's almost like the Matrix. It's like if I could take the red pill or the blue pill. If I could take the red pill and just not remember anything, or if I could take the blue pill and I'm going down that fucking journey. I'm somebody that thinks we might live in the Matrix, and that's a story for another day. So, okay, but I was trying to break up the monotony. Who's your oracle? Have you guys ever heard my theory on space? No, we haven't gotten into that yet. No, we'll man. save that for another episode. Yeah. Anyways, uh, I know Steve's been dying. Space is fake. <sighs> yes, it is. Anyways, that's, that just fucking spiked our ratings so much harder. But, <laughs> listen, here's my thought process. That's John that. Denver's full of shit, man. That John Denver's full of shit, man. I thought the Rockies would be a little rockier than this. Let me ask you a question now. Now we're playing devil's advocate. I'm, I'm, I, hopefully, I didn't cut you off from no, no, no. the rest of the story because I think we got up to the point, and I yeah. hope I think you gave 
the best story that you possibly could, and I couldn't be any more happy. I mean, I wish I was, I could have articulated it more. You were articulated, but like, the honestly, like I was so nervous to to say this because I don't like people knowing certain aspects of my life. You like, feel I vulnerable. let you don't like it. I give people enough about me to be like, oh, he's fine. But like, for me to like open up, how do you initially feel right now that now that you got it out and nobody's even heard this yet? Other than weird. This? Weird? Weird. Because How are you going to feel tomorrow when we start letting people hear? That, it's, well, I mean, everybody who hears, like, the one thing I fear, it's not that I fear, is that I don't want to be burdened with... You don't want everyone to feel You don't want to be a charity case. Right? Yeah. I yeah. don't want people to be like, hey, man, like... You're not going to be because you're not going to let yourself. Because now that you're letting people in and opening up, I, me, I'm going to reach out to you more often now. And I, that shouldn't be my catalyst to do that, but it is. Because I don't, I, up until this very point, we've never even had a, we've never talked more than this. We've sat down in a room many times. No, like, we've talked, but we've yeah. never, we've never gotten real. I think in this two and, like, and a half hours we're in, we've and, all found out more about each and, other. And, and, and honestly, like, the, the hope that I was going to, br- that I wanted this to bring, because I knew you were going through shit because you put just enough on Facebook yeah. to let people know that there was something wrong with you. Yeah. Like, and my hope was that, like, you were going to kind of open up. And just be like, well, this is what I'm going through. Because so it gave you, because I don't want you to be the only one. Because that's tough too. Because then it makes you feel like even oh, if I was the only one, and you guys were just like, I thought it was going to be like I told my story, and you guys are going to be like, oh man, that sucks. And then we would have went on, and that's fine. And well, people we made went, a couple of wisecracks, but I think that's good to kind yeah, of keep who it we light. Are. But at the same time, man, I hope everything you know works, and you don't have to go through you know options. It's just you know, I don't know. It's it, it's it's the fear. Start smoking weed. CBD. I don't, I don't smoke weed. CBD. CBD actually really you should you should look at that. Uh, actually, Andy Williams from Every Time I Die is a straight edge guy. Has been his whole life. He's a musician. He's forty years old. He takes CBD because it's not a drug. It's not classified. Yeah, there's no THC. You don't get yeah, high. You don't get high, but it does make you feel better and it makes you not stress out. So you should look. Well, there's it. a whole reason why I don't, I don't smoke. Yeah, but okay. CBD is not. It really has smoking. nothing to do with. I mean, it's, it's polar opposite. No, it's it's. It's like taking. It's, it's like, like listen. It's herb. like it's like you know how when you grew up, you're like, I don't want to be my dad. Yeah, that's why I don't smoke weed. I get that, and that'll come out. Maybe we can talk about because it seems like we both have some water there, right? My point is, is I'm not saying smoke weed. I was cracking through. No, no, no. But you know what I mean. It's like. But let me ask you something. If somebody literally, if if a doctor tomorrow said, Gary, we have something that might help you calm yourself enough so you don't stress out so it gives your body an opportunity to actually repair itself a little bit and, and all you have to do and all you have to do is take these drops and put them underneath your tongue you won't feel high whatever. you won't feel disoriented you can still go on with your day as just as you are right now no different you won't feel any different you just won't feel stressed tell me you wouldn't do that I I probably would it's C- just CBD brother I'm telling you you gotta try it. it's it's I'm in the process where like anything that I think that will help me fix my eye, my health. And it's like, it's it's weird, and I, I think I've said this before, it's like, everybody now, like, who kind of eats, like, whatever they want, like, you guys eat for fun. You know what I mean? Like, you can have a burger if you want, and you can go to McDonald's, you can go to Burger King, and you can eat whatever you want. And it's fun, and, you know, you get to enjoy it. Like, now, I basically eat to survive. It's like, it's weird to say that, but, like, me being a vegetarian, there's a reason why I'm a vegetarian. Because when I was going to the eye doctor, and he was looking at the like the uh, the scans of my eye, he's he's like, oh, 
how often do you eat meat? And I told him. And basically, the meat is a inflammatory. Like, it was making my eye muscles puffy and weird to the point where, like, it was, like, affecting the way that the, the my eyes were filmed. And it was, yeah, but all, all meat, though, like, I mean, because, like, like, if you ate fish protein, like, fish oil is well known to help eyesight. So, yeah, but all it takes is for somebody who knows what they're talking about to, like, if they explain their case to me and, like, I did research on it and, like, I was like, oh, wow, you know what? Like, wow, like, there's a lot of merit to what you're saying. Like, I will give it a try. Like, krill oil. Have you ever looked up krill oil? No. Look it up. Krill oil is phenomenal for you and it does, it's been proven. It's a little, what, leucine, I think, is the stuff that helps your eyes or something. Yeah. I take a lot of, I don't, I don't take, um, I've been, I've done the supplement thing. I, I, I try to stick with things that will naturally help me out. So, like, I take CBD now because I have joint issues. And I take turmeric now. I take little turmeric capsules. And I do take a multivitamin, which I'm, as soon as my bottle that I'm done with now, I'm, I, this was a trial run to see if it actually did anything for me. And it really didn't do much. You're better off taking individual things that your, your body actually needs. And you have to find out what your body actually needs to help you progress through whatever's going on. So, like, like ginger root and turmeric, if you mix them together, is really good for, like, joint pain and stuff. Leucine, I believe, is the thing for your eyes, which is in naturally found in like fish oil and krill oil and things like that. Krill oil is just like a super concentrated version of fish oil. So instead of having to take fucking a fistful of massive 500 milligram omega-3 pills, which are impossible to get down and it makes your burps taste like fucking fish. Krill oil, you take two little, one little fucking capsule and it does the exact same thing. It's 1,500 milligrams of the exact same thing. It's a little more expensive, but it does work. There are natural remedies that will help you out. You just have to, you have to try to dive in and try to find them. Modern medicine is great for certain things, and that's what's saving your eyesight. But I think that there are things out there. And again, I'm not a fucking doctor, and damn sure not a specialist. But that's what I spend a lot of my time looking to now, because I have tried taking like I went for my pinched nerve two years ago to try to figure out what it was. I went, they handed, they told me there was nothing wrong. They handed me a prescription for something. I took the pills for two days, and I legitimately wanted to kill myself. And this is real. Like this is me saying that. Like not like, and Kristen would back me up. I I legitimately would. I couldn't do it. Medicine like that makes me, my depression spiral so fucking hard, it's not even funny. I can't take Vicodin, I can't take uh, Percocet, I can't take anything like that, because it just makes me, it doesn't make my pain go away, and all it does is make me depressed. Mm. So depressed that, like, I do get those fucked up thoughts of, like, well, fuck this, I'm done. So I can't take it. I just no, can't I mean, do it. like, honestly, like, within the last a couple months, there's times when I'm driving home and I'm working, I'm like, what's stopping me from just fucking just... Oh yeah, I, I've, I've, you know I've, what I mean. I've it's like, and it's and it's it's weird, and it's like nobody ever wants to like go through life and just be like, oh god, I wonder what it'd be like if I just died. Like, and that's a shitty way to feel. <laughs> I think right now, especially because it's so fucking fresh and all of it hit you so hard, and you're somebody that, again, you thought um, you were indestructible for so long that you thought you really, you really thought you were just gonna dodge the bullet all together, and one day you just wouldn't feel it. And you, you accepted that, and that's an okay thing to think because, I mean, I think a lot of us think like that, more so than what we want to admit. But I also think the further you go into this, now opening up to people like the four, the three of us in the room outside of yourself, and now once this gets out, if I'm going to push this fucking episode harder than the other four before this because as good as I thought some of those were, a lot of it was just trial and error to get to this point. I don't want every single episode to be like this, but this is where my brain goes to... Um, thinking that I think I really think we could give people some hope and I think the way I think could help you now that you've seen me put up just that little bit 
Now maybe you'll reach out to me. And that's what I want. I don't want people to be afraid to be like, hey, Eddie, what's up? People, dude, I'm telling you, I can show you messages. It's unfucking real how many people have been like, hey, will you help me work out? Or yeah, you but me? you're also, <clears throat> you're willing, more willing to open up your circle to people. Where like me. I seem that way, but I'm not. Yeah, but you, you're more cordial to people than I, like, you know what yeah, I mean? Like, I get, I'm more invited. Random people come up to you're me. You're an extrovert. Gary's an introvert. I'm, yeah. yeah, that's real where it comes. So I don't know what that means, but that basically means, like, I'm an asshole, you're not. No, it means I make a friend in the line at yeah. Stop and Shop, and you would rather not be there. I would rather, yeah, yeah, I'd rather be at home. It, I'd rather a, send Courtney yeah, to the Stop and Shop and yeah, get the food. Yeah, I feel the same way, Gary. You'd rather go to, you'd rather go to, yeah, I think all three of you. Being social drains my energy. Being social gives extroverts energy. Like, honestly, yeah. when I put up on Facebook and shit, like, a picture of, like, Red Foreman, like, literally, that's how I see myself. Yeah, but f- what's funny is, me too. I I do this, that's why I talk so much, and that's why I talk so fast, because I don't want to... Those those dead air moments, I don't want that in my life, period. Yet, when I'm at my house, I'd rather just be off to my... Like, I'm, I'm my own worst enemy if I'm left to my own thoughts, yet if I can't be left to my own thoughts, I don't know what to do with myself. So it's, it's a constant war in my head. But the more I talk about things and the more I open up to people, the better it makes me feel, which uplifts me. So I found I found something that makes me feel good. So now it's just a matter of you trying to find the same thing. And somebody like you, Steve, you just said it perfect. The more we get into things, the more you'll probably open up too. You, we and Rosie were talking about it last night. The more I hear your voice, the better it is. Because again, I don't know you that well. I know, I know yeah. you, you a long time, but you're unbelievably smart. You're super, super well-read and uh, your literary mind is pretty impressive from what I've already seen in just a little bit I've gotten to see and your opinions are well thought out so it blows my mind that you haven't tried to and I think you have before with hip hop or doing whatever little thing you've done I'm surprised that you haven't tried to do this yet but I've always thought about it it's just I haven't had people to do it with you have to have an extra voice you have to have right, somebody right, because, like my demand yeah because I live in my head and I don't necessarily everything in my head I don't really just blurt out hmm. like a lot of you know a lot of people just say whatever's on their mind um but yeah, well, if I said everything that was on my mind, I wouldn't have any friends. You guys, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I've just learned in the course of my, my life that I've learned what I can say and get away with and make people laugh, and then I've also um, learned what I what I shouldn't say. So it's just not worth it anymore. And there was a point where I would have said both, and I and Ray knows he's known me longer than I've. I used to be more vivid, dude. Like if I wasn't throwing a punch at you, I was throwing a verbal fucking punch at you, and that was just as bad. And I learned really quick when I was young that like. You can do more damage with your fucking words than you ever could with a fist. I, I really, truly believe that way. I mean, you get yeah. punched in the face, alright, the bruise goes away, dude. You fucking say the wrong thing, man. Mm-hmm. Like, people remember that shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's all there is to it. So I've learned that I don't want that. I'd rather, I'd rather be known for the guy that gets pissed off once in a while and might punch a wall, which I don't do. But there's a point where I did, and I've turned that now into, like, trying to help people and trying to explain to people that there is a different way out there. You know, I, I should... Be drinking my own Kool Aid. I don't as much as I seem like I do, but gives me gives me purpose and hopefully uh, this will make some sense. Here's so now now that we have a good um, track record, we're about two hours and forty minutes in. Gary told uh, an honestly really encouraging story, which even I think is going to help all of us. I think it's definitely going to help me even with eating better and stuff because I needed a kick in the ass. Um, do you feel you feel better about it now at least a little bit? Do you feel like at least it helped get off your chest? Do you feel like at least you're not alone anymore? I mean, is that I mean, uh, there's probably, before this, Courtney, her family, my brother, I want to say maybe less than 10 people who knew this story. Does, like, Arnie know anybody? 
No, nobody knows. I don't right. tell. I don't tell anybody. And like, and you just you know, found out before we do this, right? So, well, well, I didn't know the extent of. He just, he just, because I was like, oh, I got a story I could tell, and then he, I told him on Facebook the other That's day. That's even more asked. so. I could tell that something was big with you want to open up. Me, so I wanted to make sure that we got this done, and I'm actually glad that, that we did it at a ten o'clock in the morning yeah. start time because it was kept us more lucid and open and. Uh, I think we're going to get a little more. And I'm still going to like those podcasts where we get fucking hammered and Uncle Dobby comes out and swings his dick at us when we're not paying attention. But, um, look, man, I, I hope uh, I hope it's shed some light on you and I hope I hope all of what we're saying has kind of helped each other out because I know I've opened up more so than I, I think people realize I do. Um, and I think I we've all agreed that uh, it's been cool, man. I, I, I don't want you to hide it. I think you should, especially now that it's here, don't be afraid to be like, hey, if, dude, if you need a ride to the hospital, fucking call me, man. It wasn't I was high. It's just that I was trying to... You gotta process it by yourself first. Yeah. Like I said, there's, 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 like I said, there's things about me that, like, I'm learning about myself for the first time that I like, and that there's things that I've done that I don't like. And it's like, I don't know. It's like, what are they, what's that thing say? You gotta love yourself before you can love somebody. RuPaul. So that, that's him? RuPaul. Her. How, uh, if you can't love yourself, how in the hell are you gonna love anybody else? Can I get an amen? I watched a lot of RuPaul's Drag Race. So it's just it's that's just, right, motherfucker. Six foot two seventy five. Get at me. <laughs> it's weird. It's like it's like I'm, I'm almost. And he does cross dress. I have. Uh, yeah, I've done. I've been also on a the gay pride uh, parade float twice. Hey, didn't you? Did you? Did you guys ever make up at a Pantera concert before? Or? <laughs> make oh, up. Man. Basically, um, basically, hey. what I'm basically saying is hey. basically. It is what it is. Like it is what it is. Like, um, like basically. I think we basically went over that. Basically hey. went over that. Ray, you get wet TV on this TV or what? Not wet TV? Uh, no. All not right. Yet. So let's it transition. Works. We all know that we've uh, we've been sappy. We're gonna go on to the fun part of this. We did because uh, this the number one thing that we do here is uh, talk about music. Uh, well, that's what got us together. So this week's uh, music discussion. In honor of our guest, this week we decided, uh, Steve threw out to us to pick three inspirational songs, meaning something that got you through a tough time, uh, gets you through a gym set, uh, get, makes you throw an extra couple pounds on the weight bench, or inspires you to like other music, is what one of us took that as, <laughs> and we're going to get to that in a minute. So, uh, not like any other week, um... We'll go in order. Uh, Steve, take the helm. I don't even remember where we started. We started with you, right? Yeah, Steve. we started. Yeah, we started with me. Um, uh, my first song was Razor Hypertension. There's really, uh, it's it's not like an inspirational song. It hasn't gotten me through anything. It's just one of those songs that makes me want to run through a wall. Picks you up. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Um, what do you think of it? Me? All right. I kept my uh, notes short and sweet this time, yep. believe it or not. And I put a uh, great thrash, especially uh, at ten thirty in the morning. Uh, <laughs> I really liked it. I get where you see. Inspiring could be anything that you want it to be. It could be a song about wanting to rip somebody's head off, or it could be something about a personal um, incident that you might have also gone through, or something. Yeah. Something like that. I see why that would be inspirational to you because sometimes you just need a fucking charge in the morning. You don't need a reason why. You just need it. Hundred percent. I liked the song a lot. There wasn't a lot of meat there because it's a straight up thrash song, and I liked it a lot. Uh, Gary, what do you think of that one? Uh, I just wrote down it had an '80s feel. I can't tell. Uh, it was the '80s. It was the '80s. Yeah. It was definitely like 
crashed. Yeah. yeah. I couldn't pinpoint who I thought it was. For some reason, I kept saying Judas Priest, but I don't think that's correct. But no. It just definitely reminded me like... More 80s. like uh, ex- Exodus or Testament or Slayer or... I didn't really like the vocals. Not, I mean, granted, they were a lot better than some of the fucking songs that, were, that we listen to today, but like, I felt the vocals were kind of too low and I couldn't really... Uh, See, I liked that. I thought it was a nice raw... Yeah, I, the, the vocals are probably my favorite part of it. Yeah, I like them a lot too. Violent Restitution is the name of the album, by the way. Probably my favorite thrash album of all time. What year? Any idea? It's 80s though, right? 80s? Yeah, probably mid to late 80s. I was say production-wise, it had to have been yeah. like 88, 87. Yeah. yeah, I was thinking like 88. Right, with, I'm, I'm sure I put it had a very 80s sound as well I put the vocals kind of reminded me of like early Pantera or Venom kind of a cross between that um, didn't really have much to say about the song other than it was you know catchy and it was a good fast paced song That's really what I got alright next I had uh, Midnight Rip This Hell from Satanic Royalty another one of my favorite albums of all time man it's a, that's a recent one that's uh, 20 12, I want to say. I guess 2012, yeah. yeah. Uh, we, in the, in the pre-pre-pre-show uh, era of this, um, whatever the fuck it is, we did a couple vinyl nights, and Steve brought this over, and we put it on uh, Uncle Dobby's turntable here, and it, it fucking blew me away. I thought this was something that came from, like, the early 90s. The sound quality is so fucking cool. I've fallen in love with this album. Uh, I've listened to it a bunch on my own since you showed it to me on vinyl. I fucking love this band. I love this fucking album. I knew this song really well. Um, I've listened to it at the gym. <laughs> it's got me like I get the, I this to me like that's perfect fucking inspiring. Like, like I uh, I said I think I said it last week. Uh, if you do like them, I think I played Venom recently. Yeah, that's that, it, just like that. they sound like Venom. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, it definitely really into Venom. Yep. Yeah. When he's done drinking with his water. a gallon of water. I really like the song, but when I heard it. I kept hearing uh, Molly Hatchet. Molly Hatchet. Like, uh, flirting with disaster. Like, yeah. the the guitar riff. Yeah. If you, now that you, I say that, that's all you're going to be able to hear. I'm telling you. I'll have to go back and listen to that. That's, for some reason, like, why the fuck is he putting Molly Hatchet on? <laughs> but I really like the song. I mean, obviously, I like it. Uh, the next song was my favorite out of the three. But what, um, you're, you're a vocal guy. What do you think of the vocals on that? I didn't mind them, honestly. Like, I wouldn't say that I would ever download it, but, They're pretty like, understandable, though. If you yeah. were driving in your car and this was on, I wouldn't... Yeah. I wouldn't mind. Right. Compared to some of the shit you listen to. I got it. It's like a good old black and roll type of sound. Can't go wrong with it. Short and sweet, all in all. I like the guitar work on it as well. And, like I said, it does have almost like that 70s kind of proto-metal style to it, but... It's newer. You know, yeah, they so. kind of sound like Motorhead too. Yeah, right? Motorhead and Venom. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot myself. All right, and uh, my last song is "War Is My Destiny" by Ill Bill, featuring Immortal Technique and Max Cavalera from Sepultura, Soulfly, etc., etc. I'll throw the very first note on this one. This is the first hip hop song we've brought yes. to the show because this isn't just metal. This is all forms of music, um, <laughs> but we've. We primarily stick with heavy metal and heavy rock. Uh, honestly, this song fucking knocked my fucking socks off. Uh, song starts out awesome. Love the beat. Reminds me of uh, driving around uh, on high rides with Ray and his Jetta. <laughs> anytime, anytime Max Cavalera is involved in anything I'm in, I'm a fucking sucker for Max. I have a Soulfly tattoo in the back of my calf. Um, 
I and this pushed every right button in my fucking in my body. And Ray, a long time ago, the human jukebox that he was, had an old jet. What was that? A 94 fucking 4 or something? Oh, that was like an 86. Yeah, it was an old. It was like his dad's car. You had some yeah. bullshit subs in it. And he used to drive around getting stoned to the fucking gills while I would get drunk. Not me. Seat. No, not you. <laughs> uh, and he would show me Ill Bill and fucking... Uh, Jedi mind Jedi tricks. mind tricks and fucking you name it like everything uh, 7 and, and yeah, Saturday, Saturday, yeah. all that stuff so like all, all that fucking old the, the hip hop so I, this is the kind of hip hop I like so yeah I can rave about this song anymore than what I did go ahead Gary uh, I love Ill Bill I think he's very underrated as a rapper uh, me and Steve had the chance to see non-fiction concert a couple years ago it was probably my top five concerts me too it was one of the roughest concerts I've ever been into. Rougher than any metal concert I've ever. It been was to. it was crazy. Like I was probably. Well, Vinny Paz is known for that too, right? Like, like yeah, mosh pits and shit. I was like the second person on like fr- like the, the barricade. One person, one person, and the whole night, I was literally keeping everybody behind me, like from bum rushing us. It was yeah. like me and this other guy, like most violent. One of the most violent. Jamie Johnson talks about that all the time because he's big into hip hop. He used to produce Three Six Mafia and like all this other shit, and he'll talk about that like how a lot of people don't realize that a lot of underground hip-hop is, like, just fucking hard. A lot of white underground hip-hop. Yeah. Probably, there's, there's, like, a metal crossover with nonfiction. Yeah. They don't do metal, no, but the, a lot it. of the crowd, they grew up with you metal. You see it, yeah. Actually, um, Bill and Necro used to have a metal band. Necro was 13. Bill was 17. They uh, opened up Sepultura back in the day. Um, there's actually a documentary about the band Death. Everybody knows Death. Um, they were driving around in like their tour van or something. They had a, a sticker of their band, which is called Injustice. And I don't think they knew when I told Bill about that. He was he was blown away because they were basically only a demo band, and um, Death was driving around with one of their stickers on, on their van. That's fucking awesome, right? That's fucking incredible. Yeah, it's interesting. That's a fucking that. cool story, dude. Yeah. yeah, I'll have to play that uh, one of the, one of the times we we do songs next time. Yeah, yeah, but that yeah, fucking show was awesome, and. Uh, yeah, speaking of, before you get into that, um, he was keeping people behind him. I had an ex-girlfriend come out of nowhere, and we were down on the floor, and I had to basically protect her the whole time from the pit. And weird thing is, when we started the show, we were, like, off to the side, like, sitting down, and we're like, oh, we'll just make our way to the floor. We made our way to the floor, and fucking as soon as they came on, it was just, it was, it was fucking, it was pandemonium. It was yeah, nuts. Cool. It was crazy. It was fun. And I, then, I haven't seen a lot of hip-hop live. So a most of it isn't worth it. It's, most of yeah, we. I've been uh, disappointed a lot of times. That's why I don't go yeah. much. I've only been to a, a few. I mean, I mean, if you count ICP and Twisted as as rap, but like, I've heard those are. You know, as much as I can't stand the juggle thing and all that stuff, like I've heard a lot of people say those concerts are fucking fun as shit. Yeah, to they are. Like no matter well, what they used to be. If you if yeah. if you can let yourself go, and get down in the pit, and fucking get doused with fucking soda. I, I'm a and huge jumper, fan. That shit doesn't bother it's, me. It's, it's fun. My problem with going to, like, I always said if I was going to see ICP Live, I would have gone if they did the Great Malenko tour and they did it and I didn't go. It was good. Surely because um, I liken going to an ICP concert like if I was to ever let myself go and move to, oh, Woonsocket. I just don't want to do that because I was brought up hearing that you were a <laughs> Sorry, Woonsocket. I'm kidding, guys. It could be West Warwick. It could be anywhere else. No, dude. Like... Or Fall River, you. I'm taking jabs. I'm, sh- I'm sh- taking shots at all you motherfuckers. That's all there's. You're not wrong. No, no, I mean, back in the day, to be an ICP fan, it was like 
you wore it as a badge of honor, kind of. No, and it was a lot like, of people still do. But no, but now it's it's. I know it's not the same. It's 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 shitty. Although Twisted is on um, uh, Warp Tour, and all the fucking podcasts that I keep hearing about, everybody says that they they have the biggest line for the signings. Oh, they have sure. the biggest Twisted, crowd. Dude, fucking twi- if Twisted. I don't know. Uh, twi- if you put it on right now, secondhand smoke. Like, if Twisted came around here today and I was off, I would totally go. If you like next Friday, they're going they're going to be Warp Tour. I work. If you like all those um, hip hop groups we were just talking about, you would like Twisted. Okay, Twisted's not that bad. And fucking, I don't know. I don't know anything new. Yeah. I don't know anything, I don't know anything from like anything the last decade. Shit, but like old old shit. After Green Book, I was like, I I'll have to check it yeah, out. I stopped that. So. Well, yeah, fucking, we had. Well, we, we saw Necro at the. The, the old, Necro I've never been able to get into because I don't like his. He's got like a list or yeah, something, definitely. and I don't. I just don't. Well, it's funny because it was weird. It was like um, it was like a Rhode Island hip hop, like award show, and Necro was the headliner. And it was weird because. Fucking, uh, there was a bunch of local guys, like 7L, 7L was there. Sage Francis. Sage Francis was there. He got up and he tried freestyling. He was the fucking worst. He sucked. He got booed off the stage. Then there was that kid that was in that Sprite commercial. Yeah, the one, uh, Mem lost to in a, in the rap battle. And sitting at the merchandise t- uh, table selling Necro shit was Ill Bill. And I had like a 25 minute conversation with Ill Bill about Necro shit. And he convinced me to buy, uh... A Necro's I Need Drug shirt. Hmm. Which nice. he later wore. Which I wore all the time, and I almost got arrested wearing it. And you almost wore a man cow. Yeah, and you wore it for that, the story you told earlier, the whole uh, yep. shooting up steroids. So, Ray, I'm assuming that you obviously know the song and like the song. Yeah, it's a good song. Uh, I'm pretty much consistent with what uh, Gary was saying, and I think, you know, Ill Bill is actually really intelligent. And uh, he really brings a lot of political shit to the table. Most true hip hop yeah. artists are not this mumble rap nonsense. Oh, exactly. Whatever yeah. six nine. They kind of keep you current with what's really yeah. going on. Do yourself yeah. a favor, and I'm sure it's on Spotify. Nonfiction's the future is now. Listen to that. Oh, that's a great no, I've, album. I've heard. Well, I like. I'm huge into. Uh, I like Deltron Thirty Thirty. That's one of my favorite mm-hmm. albums ever. It's fucking incredible. If you like, just the beats alone on that album are second to none let alone the story that he tells the whole thing and Deltron's voice and it's I so I know a lot of that stuff and I, I know more of it in the back of my head from him than I realize but I just never I just never sunk my teeth into a lot of that stuff so. it's like anything else there's hip hop that I like that I know I like uh, you know like uh, Snow Goons I use them as a fucking the Heat the Heated or whatever the Andred I can't I can't I get into this I like all shit. certain hip hop I can't get into but La Coca Nostra I like La Coca Nostra a lot some of it some of it's not as good but yeah Depends on who it is, I think, in the group when they're doing it. They had that one good song with uh, Everlast or whatever. Uh, they had one album, I think, he was on the like, Yeah, the, on first, the first album with Everlast is the best album. Yeah, I like that one a lot, yeah. Um, all right, so um, we're also going to add something this week that we I think we've been talking about that we haven't done yet is um, out of everybody's picks, we're going to pick which one we like the best. And that song was my favorite out of the three that you actually brought to the table because it opened my eyes the most, I guess. Yeah. So it was the freshest thing for me to hear, so I nominate your third song Ill Bill's uh, song as your best of the week I don't know about you guys no, I, I picked Ill Bill Good. yeah I'll probably say the same as well cool right. so uh, your your pick of the week was Ill Bill's cool <coughs> um Gary do you want to introduce your own or do you want me to introduce these here for you that's I'll uh I'll do mine alright my first one is uh hate breed destroy everything see when I uh, read what these uh, songs were supposed to be about. I thought it was songs that you would listen to at the gym that 
you can get an ex- a third of my yeah. text. I just I got bored and I just I saw what I like I said like I saw what I saw and then I just made my own conclusion. Well, now it makes more sense because we know that you can't see, so it's okay. Well, yeah, there you go. Well, there you okay. go. I'm sorry. <laughs> Why don't you say the N word again? <laughs> I've never once said it. Actually, this is the best part. The F word I've said a couple times. You know, fruitcake. Anyway, so my concept was songs that I could get the most out of the gym and motivation and this song is fucking about to me it's very simple it's you're gonna destroy everything you're basically I wrote basically destroy it makes you weak and destroy the fucking world it's like put that song on and there's no way that you are not gonna wanna run through a fucking wall and think you're invincible plus to see this song live (laughs) it's incredible he's fucking he's, he's amazing Ray, you start off because. Uh, All right, I'm basically it. just gonna say this is one of those songs that makes you want to punch you in the face, like you said initially when it first came on. Um, besides that, uh, what do I got? There's not much I can really say besides it's very upbeat and uh, this seems like something to get Roy into at the gym. As everybody looks at me, good. <laughs> Thanks. Literally, all fucking six eyes just popped up and looked right at me. Hey, right. I've heard some things. I can't wait till we take fucking group group pictures. I'm gonna have to shrink like six inches and sit next to you assholes. Stay golden, kid. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Basically. Hey, this you don't even know what the fucking gym songs are. What are you picking all gym songs? How is that what you gravitated to? I used to go to the dude. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm kidding. I'm fucking. You do the king of taking shots. Steve, go ahead. Um, I wrote that had a great opening groove and riff. Um, they had this alternating gang vocal. It was like a specific word and then regular vocals and then another yeah. specific word that I really liked how they did that. Um, they had a cool bass breakdown and I can see why this is very motivating at the gym. I, uh, I, real simple on this, I'm a huge Hate Breed fan. You have to look at the guy that goes to the gym all the time. I get it. Meathead, typical douchebag. I, at one point in my life, uh, hid the fact that I liked Hate Breed as much as I did because it almost wasn't cool in the scene to like him for a little while. Uh, <laughs> what an asshole. He just offered me a beer when I asked for a water. Uh, so, um, uh, I, I literally only put on this one, love this exclamation point. I'm a huge Hate Breed fan. I love everything Jamie Jossa touches. He's a super motivational guy. He's very inspirational. Um, all of his lyrics are motivating. Uh, yeah, the band's name is Hate Breed. It has nothing to do with hate. It's actually all very positive stuff and very... Uh, you know why they call Hate Breed, right? Yeah, because of uh, Misfits Hate Breed. Come on, man. I ain't no rookie. Huh. I had a conversation with Frank about that. I didn't right? know that. Yeah, yeah. About, that's from the song Hate Breed, uh, which is a Danzig song for a long time. It was not like the first album that they put together, wasn't it? It's a, well, it's a missile song. Also, fucking, um, I'm pretty sure they actually covered it. Um, uh, they did the cover CD. They they did for the Lions, which is a cover yeah. album. But I don't, I can't remember if they did it or not. Because I'm, I'm not almost, real big in a cover album, so I don't. Almost positive they did it. I love a good cover, but I don't like entire albums dedicated to them. Sometimes so I'm, I'm weird about that. I, I sometimes I I dig the covers. Like I I I, I love, love covers when it's not known. Like we've talked about this. We, beat this one to the death like last time because we talked about Marilyn Manson covered fucking uh, Cry Little Sister but dude I listened to like a minute and a half and I couldn't get through it alright so I'm, I'm not the only one because a lot of people are fucking I don't want to sound how Benny said he loved it I just said they must do it you sh- we should we, after when we're done we should play the video and watch I haven't watched the video yet so as a whole maybe we'll look at it different because I've heard visually it changes the song a little bit but 
Anyway, so uh, obviously I love the song. I think everybody should go out and listen to Hate Breed, especially if you're going to the gym, because it will make you fucking add weight to your fucking bitch. Hands down. Uh, Gary, go on to your second pick. Second song, Kiss Crazy Crazy Nights. Now, I picked this song because it's like top five Kiss songs. Oh, you gave me one. And I like to relate to like lyrics. And there's a lot. There's a line that he says that he says if life's like a radio, turn it up to ten. And it's like to me, it's a positive message because if you listen to the whole song, it's basically about them being like, oh, you know, you guys suck because you know you're Kiss, and it's like. Why? Why do they suck? Like, you know what I mean? Like, why does somebody... Like, why did, why did Kiss get, sh- like, shit? And I, I've never really understood it. Like, oh, you know, they're a gimmick band. But if, if it wasn't for Kiss, you wouldn't have... Fuck, oh, they're the inspiration you know, for a lot of You know things. what I mean? That fucking, Which is actually ties into what we're talking about. Because you can take inspirational as anything you want it to be. And they inspired countless fucking bands. Mm-hmm. That have, like, I tried Googling it, and it's like, all these bands shut up. It's like, oh... Pantera. I mean, yeah, I was going to say, all you could need to say to us is Pantera. Pantera, yeah. fucking... We, we wave that flag every And episode. I fucking hate Kiss. <laughs> so, yeah, so... There you go. Yeah. Which, Ray, what'd you think of this song? I want to go right All right. Way. I'm kind of like, you know, this is a two-way road for me, because, like, I like some Kiss, some of it I don't really care about. I put, uh, I never heard this one before. Uh, you know, the song doesn't really hit me with, like, the feels at first. <laughs> Until the little solo happens, that little solo. And then it hit me a little bit. started getting a little bit more interesting towards the end. Overall, it doesn't really hold up to other Kiss songs that I'm familiar with. But it wasn't a bad song. But like I said, towards the beginning, I couldn't really get into it. And it kind of grew on me as it went. That's what I have to say. I wrote, this ain't no God of Thunder. God, this is horrible. Why doesn't Paul Stanley have throat cancer yet? This sounds like a throwaway soundtrack t- song to a shitty 80s teen comedy. It seemed like an 80s movie type of thing. It was definitely, it was from like 85, 86 yeah. that was made. And I wanted to say, what about this makes you motivated at the gym other than that one line? Are you doing aerobics? <laughs> it's a song about like them being like shit on. And aerobics it's like, with those fucking little feety things from the, the 80s waves. with the ankle things on them. <laughs> They're called leg warmers. Le- leotards, yeah, leg warmers. Leotards, ponytails. <laughs> it, put it like, uh, I'm, <laughs> I, can, I have a million lines, but I'm not going to make fun of it because I actually like Kiss. So. I'm going to steal the floor, I guess, on this one and go. Uh, the, only put I, the only thing I put was, I've only heard this song once or twice before. Super 80s. Definitely a Gary pick. Um, I'm really neither here nor there because this is in the era of Kiss that I like. I like the old uh, Destroyer Days Love Gun. I like all that shit. Um, I think that's the stuff that most people like the Detroit Rock City days you know like I, I don't know I, lo- I love that shit I actually even like uh, your, uh, I was made for loving you like I don't mind disco era stuff but some the, some of the stuff in the 80s just didn't translate as well to me because I felt like they were grasping at something that just wasn't really there anymore but whatever you have to change with the times and some bands did it really well and some bands didn't Judas Priest I thought did the 80s really well a lot of people hate Turbo I fucking love that album you know like so everybody's got their opinion on it um, I didn't Again, I didn't hate it or love it. I thought it was good. It's a classic rock song. Um, Lyric-wise, I get why Gary would like it because I was pulling that out a lot of it. But outside of that, it was just one of those things where it's kind of... It's it's a cool moment in time. I would have picked other Kiss songs uh, myself for a motivational song if there was going to be one. But Like what? Uh, like fucking Detroit Rock City, man. What is... 
So that's it, just the opening riff. So I get shit for liking one quote, but you, the opening riff to Detroit Rock City is, is good enough. Am I wrong though? That like, opening riff is a thousand times better than that one. That's kind of what I'm getting at. Sometimes it's the whole overall song. And again, I'm not shitting on the song. Fuck you, that's you brought thing. a fucking stupid song that sounded like flirting with disaster. <laughs> I'm, fucking I'm not hear shitting it. on the song. Molly Hatchet. I just think that in my in my opinion, that's the whole best. What's interesting about this is no, I shit on the song. What's interesting yeah. about this is everybody does have their different takes. This is the I think yeah. this one was probably. Uh, I know not everybody's even gonna though we like haven't me. I specifically picked the Melvins to kind of throw a curveball. Well, we, I was just gonna say know. we haven't gotten into the rest of our picks yeah. yet, but I feel like immediately as soon as I heard Gary put on a kiss on that nobody really knows because it's definitely a B side or a deep cut um, that this was probably gonna be the most controversial knowing. I'm already catching on how Steve feels about something, so I'm kind of, I was really anticipating his opinion on it, but anyways, go I on. I have to have one snarky line Which in is okay. show. I appreciate it. That's why I like you, dude. <laughs> My third pick is Offspring, The Kids Aren't Alright. Now, this fucking song is is awesome. Like, the musically, like, this song is awesome to run to. Like, I used to go to the track with an ex, and when this song, like, we would do, um, obviously, they always say, you know, you go around the track four times, it's a mile. So we would always do walk one, run the second, walk the third, run the fourth. Like, when this song ever came on, no matter what, like, lap I was in, like, I would always just run. Because, that, like, musically, like, I know I know you like the song. Oh, yeah. We've actually bonded over this song once before. Yeah. I don't know, I, I think it's good. I mean, I, I... You don't have to defend this one, I don't think. I know, but, like, I'm just saying, like... Offspring sometimes gets a bad rap. Like they just well, because they've tried things, and a lot of people don't like when you try things. You know, like yeah. a lot of people realize a lot of old Offspring's phenomenal. If you well, speaking of that, like Ignite, you just said, so I put basically like I've known the Offspring forever. You two are the basically twins from the ground up. Jesus Christ. Anyway, um, so me, I'm more of a fan of their earlier stuff, but their newer stuff is still good and relevant. Oh yeah. Um, well, this except really for, except this for this like cover that I just else. heard the other day, where they're covering "Down" by Three Eleven, yeah. and I'm like, "Why the fuck are you covering?" Because they toured together last year, so they covered Three Eleven anyway. Three who? Three Eleven and Offspring toured last summer, so this year they put out a cover of each other. No, they, they just came out. They're touring again. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah they're actually like. I want to. I've seen Offspring once. It was I can one get of the free tickets right now to go see them in Hartford if I want, and I'm contemplating because I don't like Three Eleven at all. I can't get. And like, I would. Drive all the way to Hartford just to see Offspring. They're worth it. They're one hundred percent worth it. Uh, so do you like the song? Like I said, it's a good song. I've got nothing bad to say about that song. I mean, I can't really shit on Offspring. I uh, I wasn't sure I knew the song until I heard it. I just didn't know the name of the song. Uh, it's very catchy, like most Offspring stuff. I wrote just like you said. Offspring gets a lot of shit. I'm only familiar with the radio stuff, but I always enjoyed them. The song's no different. I like the song. Uh, I, I'm a huge fan of the song. Not ashamed to say that I like a lot of Offspring. I like a lot of their old stuff. Smash to me is almost a flawless album. Um, there's like one or two little hiccups on the album. I think almost cover to cover though, it's fucking incredible. Ixtayani Ambri I think is almost as good, if not better. Self-titled and an Ignition. Ignition's my two fucking favorite. so good, man. Ignition's. You gotta listen to Jennifer Lost the War, Black Ball. Yeah, know, all that. All, stuff, all that shit's really stuff. good. Um, LAPD, you yeah, know, yeah. It's a fucking great song. Um. Was that song Black Magic or something? Dirty Magic. Dirty Magic. Raw. God. Kick him when he's down. Yeah. That's all, a, all, all that stuff's really songs. good. Yeah. Um, 
The Kids on Alright uh, is a song. I grew up actually one of the first tapes I ever got. <clears throat> it was Smash when it first came out. So I have a really big love affair with them. I kind of fell off in them when I found metal. Once I got into like Marilyn Manson and fucking um, Pantera and heavy, heavy music, um, I fell off the map with them. This song came out and totally righted the ship, in my opinion. And I, I still think it's one of the best. And it's a one off song. It wasn't on an album. I think they wrote it for a movie or something. So. It's just a fucking phenomenal song, and for me, that was that was my favorite pick out of the three. Even though I'm a huge Hatebreed fan, this song to me, I look at yeah, I love inspiration like Hatebreed to smash weights at the gym. But to me, um, which is, is going to go along with the picks that I made today, I think uh, an inspiring song, an inspiring emotional song, is more important to me all day long. Something that gives you a certain um, mindset, and you can kind of put on any time, whether it's you're down or whether you're up or it just puts you in a good place and I think for me personally this song really does that to me so this was my favorite song that Gary picked Steve what do you think um, three. my favorite songs would be both Hatebreed and Offspring but to go to the subject matter I find the Hatebreed song a little bit more inspirational or whatever it yeah. may be so I'll have to go with Hatebreed it's an easy one A would be on that yeah. one yeah just the, it depends on how you're taking it that day. yeah I'm gonna go with Hatebreed on this one too yeah yeah I'm actually surprised by that. Yeah, yeah. I figured I figured you would have been Hatebreed, but I figured you would have been if Offspring. The Offspring not. was earlier. If it was a different song. If yeah. it was a different song, See, I'd probably go with Offspring. That's me with Hatebreed. There are certain Hatebreed songs that I just, if you, Perseverance, if you put that on, I don't think there's a song that, that's just one of those songs for me. Give Wings, uh, Give Wings to My Triumph. Yeah, Give Wings to My Triumph is another one I really like, but anyways, uh, so, uh, I picked uh, Offspring. Everybody picked the pick. Kiss song, right? Yeah, yeah. So I thought about it. Ma- majority rules on this one. I, I don't know if we're doing that kind of thing or not. We haven't figured that out yet. But two of us uh, like Hatebreed. Uh, one of us like the Offspring song. So, technically, Hatebreed uh, wins your pick. Do you have a beer candle in your bathroom? I do. Yeah, we got it for him. Of course, of course you do. <laughs> he also has a, a hemp uh, pot leaf uh, soap on a rope that we also got him for Christmas. Which I'll never use. No, you don't need to. It's, yeah. just, it's awesome. My picks are, <laughs> uh, I went with, I'm somebody that's long-winded, we already know that, I, I, when you say motivational picks to me, my brain goes all over the place. I have 750 some odd songs on one playlist that I use at the gym, literally titled Motivation, and it's got a picture of the Ultimate Warrior press slamming somebody as the title picture. So, for me to fucking pick three songs that motivate me is really tough. For me, because Gary was going to be the guest today... Two of the songs are emotionally driven, inspiring songs that anytime I'm down, these two songs have literally saved my life. Anytime I thought I was going to maybe do something not so great, they pick me up in a way that um, really, I'm, I'm, when I mean save my life, I mean literally and figuratively save my life. Like these, The first two songs that I picked are so emotionally driving forces, uh, such emotionally driving forces that I, I, I don't know what I'd be without them. Um, and then the third song, I actually switched because I just wanted to get a good reaction out of Gary, and that song is my the epitome to me of smash more weights, walk through a fucking wall, but we're going to get into that once I announce them. So my first pick um, was a song by a band called Close Your Eyes, who is actually a Christian band, and I saw them live once and thought they were awful, and then I got a, you know, when you go to certain shows and they give you like the, the mix, almost like you get in a magazine, yeah, sample yeah. CD, and this song was on it, and fucking floored me and I went on a crazy path this whole album to me is an inspiring album it's lyrically some of the best songs you'll ever fucking read um, but Gary what do you think of Close Your Eyes Valleys 
this is, I mean, spoiler, but this is my favorite song out of the three that you picked. Awesome. Uh, it reminded me, I mean, if I was at the Warp Tour, I picture them playing. Yep. If I was turning the dial on my radio and I stopped at BRU, they'd be playing. There was a quote that hit home, and it, it's, uh, it said, uh, no matter what I do, it always stays the same. And that, that like, struck me. If there was ever a song to hit today's motivation or moral, that would I thought that would have been it. But yeah, I mean, I really, I really liked it. Good. There's actually a funny quick I'll, I'll give you because you're such a wrestling dude. Uh, TNA made a music video to this with Jeff Hardy at one point. So it's so if you look up the song on YouTube, there's a video with Jeff Hardy. <laughs> it's not that good, <laughs> but so don't come about it. But the rest of the song looks fucking dope. Ray, go ahead. I put overall good production, catchy, uh, new to me, almost if Dallas Green had a heavier project. Structurally, I thought it was good, not too overpowering, but strong. Good. I'm actually impressed with that, because I figured that was a curveball. I wasn't sure what you were going to figure that out. Who's, uh, who's Dallas Green? He's from City and Color, and he's also from a, a heavy band called Alexis on Fire. Uh, we'll City and Color the, being more on the acoustic side of the music. Didn't Alexis on Fire do a song about uh, called Henry Rollins? Or am I thinking of somebody else? You're thinking of somebody else. Alexis on Fire is one of my favorite bands, though, and I'll get into that. I can go on for hours about them and Dallas Green, but that's a uh, that's a city and color tattoo. Yeah. Sometimes I wish this whole thing. It's a back of an album cover. Like but, I said, the vocals were kind of there for me, but then it also had like a little tone heavier. Well, I know you don't like lighter vocals a lot of the yeah. time, but if they're done right, I know you like them. Yeah. So I figured that would have been, if the, if there was a style of light vocals that you'd like, I figured that would have been it. But good to know that you liked it, at least. Yeah. Or appreciated it. Surprised because I thought you would have hated it. But then again, you like that fucking kiss song I put so <laughs> threw me far before a loop. Steve, would you? I wrote that it's got a, a catchy, poppy vibe, and I'm um, I'm normally not a fan of the vocal tone, but I was enjoying it musically. There's um, nothing stand out about it, but and there's no reason for me to logically like this song, but there's something about it that I like. I like I like the whole thing. I like I like it a lot, but I can't really put my finger on why. There's a real specific part in the song, too, that, I mean, if you listen to it, you hear it, you'll know what I'm talking about, that in that middle part where it breaks and, he, and it's just, uh, I'm still standing, I'm still screaming, it gives me fucking goosebumps and makes my hair raise off the top of my head and my arms every single time I hear that, so anytime I've ever been really down, if I listen to that song, it just, it snaps me right out of it, so that's my pick on that. I'm actually impressed that you like that, too, I'm not gonna lie, I really like I thought I was throwing you guys a fucking curveball. Yeah. And I also picked that because I was like, when the fuck am I ever going to have a chance to talk about a band like this yeah. on here? And this is when. Um, my second pick was a band that another one is super near and dear to my heart. Uh, a band called Boyce That's Fire. Some of the best music ever. They have, I don't know, they're kind of at one point really politically driven. So some of their songs I don't really take too much to heart to. But then there's some songs that just fucking knock your socks off. Rookie being one of them and most people that know them this is their number one song if you look them up on Spotify it has like 3 million hits by far their number one song I saw them live at, uh, in Asbury Park in New Jersey one time at Asbury Lanes which is a bowling alley that they have shows at punk rock shows and they play on the platform where the bowling alley starts and like this that's the stage so the backdrop behind the band is an old bowling alley and then you're on the floor in front of that and there's a part where that where the middle part kicks in um, there's a picture of me snapped by a professional photographer there of me 
on literally laying on top of a crowd and the bass player is grabbing my shirt and screaming in my face that that fucking part and it, I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it. <laughs> so this song means a lot to me too. Gary, what do you think of this one? Kind of like sentiment what Steve put like on the last song that like, I like it but I don't know why. Like I don't know. Like this one didn't really hit me like the first one did or <laughs> the third one. But uh, yeah, I liked it. I mean, I don't know if I'd ever listen to it again, but the first one I probably would listen to again, but no, I don't know about this one, but I didn't hate it. If it helps, I believe the backstory is it's uh, something to do with addiction. He's talking about, if you actually read the lyrics, he's talking about somebody that he knew that uh, had a pill addiction or something, and uh, the lyrics kind of go in depth with that. So if you read the lyrics, I think you actually might, the more you listen to that song, the more it hits you, but that's just me. Go ahead. Good. I got, uh, I believe you've shown this to me before. Oh, yeah. Because I recognize it. It's a pretty catchy song. I don't know the band too well, but it has kind of like an offspring vibe to it. Towards, you know, the song, you can yeah. kind of feel it. Overall, not a bad pick. That's what I put. I kind of felt the same as Gary. I, I felt it was similar to that first song. Uh, <laughs> it had the same kind of vocal tone. Uh, again, there was nothing that jumped out musically. But it didn't have that um, that it factor that the other one did that made made me actually like it. I didn't hate it or anything, but it didn't have that same factor of the close your eyes song that made me actually like it. It was just it was there. It was just existed, yeah. So what's funny to me is this song hits me harder. Yeah, believe it or not, uh, this song without this song, I never in my life would have liked that first song because this song came out way. That song came out in like '97 or '98, something like that. Close Your Eyes came out in like 2011 so without one like that's the trajectory and they are very similar they're very even the albums they sound a lot of like Nathan Gray the singer of Voices Fire sounds a lot like I can't remember the dude's name from uh, Close Your Eyes and after that Close Your Eyes album they they lost the lead singer Shane I think is the first name is and they they just are not anywhere near as good that one album is really good and the album before that not as good so yeah. they, they put out this one spectacular album where the whole thing is like that like yeah. super uplifting and then whatever so hey man everybody's got a diamond right um so glad at least everybody didn't mind it uh good to know that uh, I didn't pick total shit bombs now my fucking curveball that I've been dying to have Gary talk about is a band that again super near and dear to my heart but the opposite spectrum the Acacia Strain is one of my favorite bands ever this is my favorite Acacia Strain album this year is the 10th year anniversary of Continent I just ordered the vinyl uh, re-release that won't be out until October. It was that fucking pushed ahead of time. And they're touring, doing the whole album in its entirety. And if there's ever a song that makes me want to fucking blow through a wall like the Juggernaut, this song fucking does it. It's called JFC, stands for Jesus fucking Christ. They've, I've heard the song live, I don't know how many times. I've punched more people in the fucking face this song than I can count uh, or even remember. Gary, what are your thoughts on JFC? Garbage. It's pure Garbage. <laughs> Like, Garble lyrics is the worst. This might even be worse than anything that Ray fucking played for us today. That's how bad it was. It was terrible. Uh, that's awesome. Fuck this band. Like, I saw them, they played, uh, they played, War I didn't see them perform, but they played Walk Club. Aren't they touring sure. with ICP? No. No, no. A very similar band. Attila. Attila. Way different. Attila's way, 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 yeah, way different even. Attila's, like, super controversial, like, raps. They're more like wow. a mirror, like, but Franz, the lead singer, is like a controversial dude because he's got like a clothing brand and shit and he's making all kinds of money and like the music isn't that good. Like they're a metal version of like ICP and Twisted. So like the fans are the same, like the same, like 
the same fans like Monster Energy Drink and listen to Five Figure Death Punch. Mm-hmm. Like, it's that kind of shit. You know what I mean? Like, this yeah. is... If you listen to Acacia Strain, it's like nothing like that at all. They started out as like a hardcore band, actually, and then turned into this. I'd rather see Nickelback than the Acacia Strain. See, you said it, but I think I could find something you like. That's the funny part. This stuff know. is just... This one song is just really listen, intense. Can they hit the melodies like fucking Chad Kroger can on Photograph? You have a good point there. <laughs> you do have a good point. But I will give them props. They do make good shirts. They make awesome shirts. Their parody shirts are funny. Yeah, they're fucking incredible. Vincent's but I wouldn't ever want to wear one because I would get some probably some fucking meathead coming up to me. Yo, man, what's up, JFC? Let's fuck up. Actually, like, you know, he's straight edge, right? He's actually uh, We don't fucking all fucking no, swim in the same lake, <laughs> no, you know? No, he, he owns a company called Diamond Cut. And I actually, uh, I don't think they're putting shirts out anymore. For a while, though, they were putting... I actually own one to give it to my buddy uh, Tough that he's straight edge. But, uh... So, anyways, yeah, he's super straight edge. Punk kid, metal dude, uh, Vincent. I traded. I got into one of their shows two summers ago. Uh, I he he does. Uh, he swaps um, Nintendo cartridges, old Nintendo, Super Nintendo games for tickets. So I had a couple lying around. I gave him a couple fucking Nintendo cartridges for a free ticket in to go see him. So I love that band. But that's you me. got ripped off. I got uh, JFC should stand for just fucking cut it out. Overall, wow. I can see how this can pump you up at the gym, Ed, but it bores the shit out of me. The slow chug stuff, I can't really dig it. I can't I fucking, this is uh, coming yeah. from the fucking guy who gave us the Melvins. <laughs> Which all we're going to talk about. Uh, hey, I, I know that it's not always race cup of tea. Ray smokes a lot of weed. Coming, uh, I I, can't, I wouldn't picture you to like a straight edge singer's music because you don't get it. Too, your mind's too slow to understand it. Um, I think that's, that's okay. different, but but that's okay. Uh, Steve, go ahead. Hate the vocals. Hate the guitar. Wow. Sounds like every deathcore riff I've ever heard, except for it had no interesting breakdowns. If if I had to put well, no interesting breakdown. That's got the most well known. Breakdown of all times. It's the I am the end of the world part. It's like generic deathcore breakdown. Yeah, that was before all that stuff. Now that's it's why. generic. It well, might not have been at the time, right. and but this, it is now. But that's that's the issue. So now they're more like atmospheric. So I think yeah. if you listen to them now, I think you'd actually like a lot of it. This is right when they were like figuring out who they were. So the album before this was like more hardcore, and it had like uh, two step beats and breakdowns and mm-hmm. shit. They put up this album, which was kind of a concept album. Then after this, it goes. More, he just kept on going more and more atmosphere. Like now, they use like seven and eight string guitars. Yeah. They do a lot of crazy shit in the background. And now, I think actually even Gary might like some of it. Some of it's real fucking. I doubt it. I, I'd be, you'd be surprised if I had to put money on it. I would have said that Steve. Because <laughs> not all. Well, no, no. The funny part is, is not. This is the. No, it's even funnier. You say gargle vocals. You can understand every word he says in that song. Every single word if you actually listen to it. Not even like that whole album too. That's the. That's the album. He's well-known because you can understand him so well. He's one of the best, like, at pronouncing... The farthest I want to go in the deep end is is Josta. Josta was on one of their songs. I actually almost picked that beast that's on the the next album after that one called Wormwood. Josta was on one of those songs. And I think you'd like that song. Josta's part, and it's, again, super well-known. Josta, yeah, but, like, that's as deep as I want to go with, like, the garble fucking lyrics. See, and again, I think if you heard later stuff where he's not as screechy... Because he, he's it's more he's more pronounced later on. Like he rhymes a little bit more in Wormwood. It's a little more easy to understand what he says. It's uh, this album was a little more like raw, and that's why I like it so much. And the rest of the album that was the most simple song in that album. There's, there's songs in that album that are fucking like I know for a fact. I think if I showed you guys, you would like them. I knew that that one would be like a, a little bit of a concert. So is it just the gargle vocals that bothers you? Because the midnight ones you kind of liked, but 
he's screaming that too, but he's not. Or he's doing it in like a higher pitched voice. Is it just the the deep part of it that bothers you? It's the deepness of like if I like the midnight one, I could I could make out. Yeah. Like you know what I mean? Like as much as you say, I could make it out. Like, like I gave it. Like I was like, oh, because honestly, like I never. The first lines. When the time is right, you will know my fucking name. Like I've never. To be honest, this is the first time I just that feel I've like heard every song like that sounds the same. Well, because like they, but chug, they, you gotta understand, this was written in like, yeah, yeah. two thousand and seven. It was put out in two thousand eight. So this was before the the boom of the death metal. Now the problem is, like, I when you guys that, have never heard this I song before, mirror, and you hear everything else, I hear a mirror, it sounds like everything else. I but you gotta understand, when this now. came out, groundbreaking. Like yeah. nobody sounded like this. And if you hear that album before this, it was just straight up hardcore. Like a lot of two step, a lot of fucking hardcore breakup. Like it was a lot different than this album. This album was the one that transcended them and. Then they went on to do other shit. Well, if it was 2007, 2008, that style was already around, wasn't it? It was around, but it wasn't really big yet. I they were because like, Austral Parish was already doing that that shit. Yeah, they were uh, a couple bands where they yeah. were doing it a little more different because it's East Coast hardcore versus like what was going on. Like what Austral Parish is a little more metal. This is a little more hardcore. Like, well, that that also, I, the song I showed you is, but before that, it was pretty strict. I think we're also going off of one really simple song. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. That's. Yeah. That song is simple. And, and I, 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 don't, know. I, I don't care how cool their shirts are, it'll never be as cool as fucking Macho Man Died for Us and All Shot Pair shirt. I don't know, man. They got a couple good ones, dude. There, there's nothing as cool as Macho Man on the I have box. I have at my house, they did a, a, a Christmas show last year, or two years ago, a food drive, or toy drive for little kids at the Palladium, and they made a one-run shirt of, uh, it's Kevin McAllister, and on the back it says, uh, I don't want any family, family suck. And this is the Acacia Strain, one of my favorite shirts ever. It's a picture from Home Alone. Who ended up with that show, your brother? I have it. Oh, you have it? Yeah, it's just, it don't fit me, obviously, because... Yeah, it didn't fit me at the time. I rock a fucking medium, though, and that's an extra large. That's okay. I can fucking slither into a medium, dude. Like You should take medium. a picture of that so we can put it on our Instagram. What, we have a shirt? Yeah. Yeah. But we're getting it. But anyways, I'm glad that it, I'm glad it just stirred up some shit, because again, like, I... Well, we cool, all... Man. This yeah. is even better. What What? A, it's cool, you picked a shitty song, it's cool. It's cool. <laughs> Wait, whoa, whoa, we haven't gotten into the race picks yet. Hey, you can dog me all I want, but there's people out there who do enjoy this music. People so. love this, so exactly. you can dog yourself. You're, you're exactly. preaching to your own choir, brother. That's all, I just think it's funny. I what's, What is funny to me is, the two songs that I thought you two would be the most like wishy-washy on, you actually ended up liking, and then the one song I figured Ray and Steve might be like, oh yeah, good breakdown in the middle, I am the end of the world, I get the build up, I get the guitar work, you guys are both like, nah, I hate it. I totally blew my fucking mind. So I'm glad that I picked that song now, because yeah. it was something to talk about. Because yeah. I was going to pick a fucking a Killswitch song, which I love, but we all like Killswitch to an extent, so that wouldn't have, it would have just been three vanilla picks. Yeah, if you had three picks, I'd pick the first. Me too. Yeah. Cool. Hey, yeah. I think we all, all did. So, uh... For me, it was uh, Close Your Eyes, Valleys. Yep. All right. Uh, what one for me? Yours was, uh, for me, it was Offspring, but they picked Hatebreed, so Hatebreed won that. So I picked, I, yeah, I picked uh, like a 1A, 1B, but I felt Hatebreed went uh, more inspirational to me than Offspring song did, so I went with Hatebreed. All right. Gotcha. Uh, I'm getting back to my notes. All right, so now we're on Ray's picks. Ray, go ahead and announce your first one. Alright, Flight of Slepner is the name of the band, and uh, The End Has Begun, I believe is the song. Um, they are an American band, if I'm correct? I think so. Yeah. And I believe it's a two-man project, and uh, I've been listening to them for a while, and on the inspirational aspect, 
I basically just picked them because they are a good, strong band to kind of drive you into different genres of music. And I'm just going to let you guys rip. Uh, Gary? Flayed uh, of Um <laughs> I put the beginning guitar solo part reminding me of Tenacious D. And that's the nicest thing I'll be able to say about it because once the lyrics came in, it was fucking pure garbage. <laughs> So you got another one. That's huh? that's all I got. Oh, I'm, sa- I'm saving it for the uh, for the other ones. Go ahead, Steve. <laughs> um, I enjoyed the acoustic uh, atmospheric guitar intro. Um, I didn't I didn't dislike the vocals at all. I actually liked them. Um, I like they were pretty traditional atmospheric black metal kind of vocals, and they were mm-hmm. kind of set in the back, which you would want because this is really. This is kind of mood music. This is something I throw on during a walk in the fall or something. When I didn't hate the lyrics. Like, I just felt that, like, it was two different songs. Like, it should have been either an instrumental or you should have fucking started more in the song with the lyrics. I felt like it was, like, a long-ass intro and then we got, like, a second song of, like... I think the point of the song, though, is to mishmash it, though. Well, that's kind of the band. They're, like, a, they're very atmospheric. It's yeah. not just... It's, it's it's mood music. That was kind of one of their shorter songs. They do have songs that yeah, are most like of the songs are really so long, twelve minute range. So the flight of slug nugs. Sleepner. What is it? Sleepner. Yeah. If you pronounce it, we'll probably all pronounce yeah, it. Yeah, we're all probably pronouncing it wrong. And they're an American band. I believe so. And what the hell is that right now? What is it? We're an American band. That's what I was thinking of. What does the flight of slug nugs mean? <laughs> Let's Google it. Okay, yeah, before we get it. into the Google aspect of it, here's my notes on it. Uh, folky rock, way different than anything we've heard today. What a ride already, 42 minutes in and no vocals. <laughs> <laughs> and when they kick in, not what I expected. I, I'm i open-minded to do a lot of this stuff, and I'm actually totally on the, on the side of Gary in this one. It was two different songs. It shouldn't have been one song. That's I why actually, when, when it happened, I, was, I asked you, I go, I would have liked this song way better if it was just an in Colorado. If this was strictly the, the beginning part of it, and even with when it kicks in a little bit before the vocals, I liked that. Up until the vocals, it just, it didn't fit the song to me. It just it felt like two entirely different songs that they, somebody just went. We're not sure what to do with them. Well, because we looked song. at each other, and then I think we go, "Is this the same song?" Yeah, yeah it blew, it blew my mind. And and, I, and I'm somebody that again I like atmosphere. I mean, in my opinion, uh, interpretation of atmosphere is a little bit different. Just like Ray's inspiration is a little bit different because there is nothing inspirational about this song. Not the way I take it, anyways. Maybe. I'm not knocking it. I thought the musicianship was phenomenal. I thought the fucking guitar work was great. The acoustic part was really well done. Classical guitar sound. I felt the lyrics did not match. The, the vocals did not match the fucking Yeah, that's what I meant. Like yeah, the that's vocals. kind of what atmospheric black metal is. It's kind of folky. It's kind oh, of... Oh, right, which I, I know some of that stuff, and yeah. I like a lot of that stuff. This song, to me, just felt like... Like, it, it literally felt like a fucking musical outro or intro. Yeah. And then the song should have cut and then turned into another song. It just... It didn't fit to me in the same song. That was just... Yeah. It was like Jethro Tull and Death Metal. <laughs> which is actually a lot of folk metal. Um, which is... I, I like a lot of that stuff, you know. But I think, like, that's the side of the, the black metal that I have a hard time with. Only because it just... It's not that I... Again, I like the music a lot. It's just... I, I just didn't think the song made sense. But... Ray, what was your second pick? Uh, my second pick was the Melvins. I'm going to let Gary go in on that. Uh, honestly, it's the first time I've ever heard a Melvin song. Interesting. Uh, I only know the Melvins because of Buzz, the the singer. Yeah. Because he was like, uh, 
I think he was in a, uh, a Kurt Cobain documentary. He was, I guess because yeah. <laughs> they toured with each other. Yeah, he was and, really good He's also well known in the Kiss world because he loves. I don't know if he loves Kiss, but like a lot of his like album covers, like he kind of like spoofs Kiss, and he actually um, called out Peter, Chris, and Ace Frehley, called them alcoholic junkies. Yeah. So all the Kiss army fucking went after him, and he's all fucking pissed well, off. Kurt now. Cobain's actually credit and credited on uh, Houdini for percussion and drums uh, and guitar. So. I don't know what that means. Is that that means, a Melvin's album? That's a Melvin's album. Oh. Yeah. But I mean, honestly, like, out of the... <clears throat> out of the fucking shit in the litter box that you gave us, this is the best song that you gave me, so... <laughs> Steve, what did you think of that? Um, I'm not real familiar with the Melvins. I know they're a real influential band, especially with, like, New Orleans stuff, like Down yeah. and CLC and all that shit. Um, I really like the groove and the music. I didn't like the vocals as much. Um, Def had a, a, a southern bluesy groove like we just talked about with New Orleans. Um, Melvins, from what I know of them, and you can see in this song, they're, they're kind of weird and all over the place. They're almost like a jammy kind of band. Um, but I enjoyed it. It wasn't bad. Uh, me and Ray saw the Melvins open for Down once. I don't know if you remember that at the House of Blues. It was the time it was me, you, Magno, and that girl I was dating. And, uh, Vaguely. Maybe. Nolan was there and he was all fucked up looking. Remember that? Yeah. Well, that was that was open up that show. Anyways, um, I'm not the biggest Melvins fan. I know that they were. I'm a huge Nirvana fan. I know that they had a lot to do with that, which blows my mind because they don't sound anything like what came up in the early '90s, like grunge era. So I don't understand. I mean, I don't know enough of the Melvins to understand. Well, I think their from, catalog is fucking huge. Well, I think they're from so, Washington, so okay. was, so I think they were just together so yeah. I think they yeah, there's a lot of weird shit that comes out of there cause one of uh, another guy Dylan Carlson which was also uh, Kirk Cobain's friend and I think he was friends with Courtney too and uh, he might have been the guy that had something to do with oh, all that yeah, stuff that he has a band uh, called Earth which is basically just like ambient drone stuff and it sounds like nothing like yeah. Nirvana or anything like that yeah it's a, it's a you Not can't remember if you saw Pantera, but you can fucking drop fucking Kurt Cobain, <laughs> Cobain's best friend. Uh, I know him because of that Bleach uh, documentary. I, uh, didn't, I didn't know it was so the same Oh, uh, Which one was he? So the, was he the one that was... I don't was... know if he was on it. I don't remember if he was actually in it. I just remember his name being brought up. And All I three of those documentaries are actually pretty good. All Kurt? Way different evenings, though, too. Because, like... I don't know. I, that's a, that we all, we'll be here for another four hours if we talk yeah. about that. Um, she had him killed. That's, so, I yes. agree. Um, we all agree on that, I think. So, uh, here's what I put. Starts off solid. Uh, I don't know much Melvin's. King Buzzer was a dick. Uh, Song <laughs> changes pace. Still very solid. I thought the music was okay. It changed, again, a little too many times for yeah. me. I like a little more structure in the song. I don't mind if a song changes if it's done right. I just thought it was too many changes in this song. It impressed me uh, musically wise it was great I'm, I've never one of my biggest flaws with the Melvins I don't like King Buzz I think he's an asshole I don't I've never heard is, an interview where I thought he sounded like is that what they call him? huh? his name is King Buzz I yeah. thought it was Buzz Osborne I, everybody I've always heard him as King Buzz Oh, it is Buzz Osborne, but I, that's. Yeah. But the, oh, that, we're talking about the asshole with the long. Yeah, way same guy. Yeah, okay. uh, he was also on Joss's podcast and was a fucking asshole to Joss the whole time. Yeah. I think it, it was, was one of the most awkward fucking. It's one of the earlier ones, right? Yeah, yeah. it was so awkward because he would. Joss was just trying to talk to him. I guess they didn't know each other that well. Yeah, and he's just trying to ask basic interview questions, and he the whole time was just giving him like shitty attitude, and like there'd be like long uh, pauses in between because you could tell Joss was like. 
okay. Um, and he was just, and a lot of it was because, and I, I, the one thing I'll give Buzz was he was burned out because when it was, those two documentaries came out, he every fucking interview we did, because he was so close to this situation with Kurt, Kurt Yeah, Kurt, it was like, oh, what's, what's not, That's all he's at. He's been asked that since the day Kurt Cobain died, this guy's been getting drilled with questions. But yeah. I would imagine so is Dave Grohl, so is fucking Chris yeah. Selleck, so is a lot of guys. So I don't know why this guy feels so entitled to be such an asshole. I don't, I, I don't know if he'll ever hear this. I'm sure he won't. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of people that we know that like the Melvins will hate me for saying that. I just, everything I've ever seen. No, guy, I've always heard like the Melvins to be like a hard band to even go see live. You know what I mean? All yeah, I saw them live. They're all right. They, like, played, yeah. they played fat within the last like two years. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people love them. A lot of people, if you like bass, like if you're a bass guitar freak, like typically it's like them and um, Les Claypool, anything Les Claypool does that people love. Like whatever this guy does on bass, supposedly everybody fucking loves. And Which I don't, I don't get the, I don't get Primus. I don't get, I'm not a big Primus yeah. guy myself, but. Always been a big fan, but. I mean, that, that, that doesn't surprise me at all. Nope. It shouldn't. Weed, man, you gotta love it. <laughs> he also doesn't like good uh, down-tune um, hardcore songs. Okay. Anyways. I'm just kidding. Uh, no, but again, I'm not knocking the song. I just know I don't like that guy. That shouldn't base my opinion anyway. I think the music is good. It's really all I have on that one. On the third one, this is a pagan black metal band called Fakkenbach from Iceland. It's a one-man project. Garrett, give me what your uh, take on it is. Uh, my exact quote was, no, just no. <laughs> if this song was a movie, it would be called Glass. <laughs> oh, man. So in layman terms, it's some of the worst shit that I've ever heard. So you're saying my song was better. Which one? Like JFC. Uh, yeah, probably. At least it was B. So, if you had to choose between JFC and Falkenbach, would you rather go blind? <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm, I'm halfway there, so. Oh, no. This, listen, if I had to listen to this song on a daily basis, I might just actually go home and just kill myself. <laughs> All right, well, Steve, go for it. All right, I didn't like this either. Um, I, I liked it when it slowed down, but when yeah. it was going 100 miles an hour, it was just... It was too much. Everything everything was compressed to hell. Uh, the vocals didn't stick out. The music didn't stick out. Uh, I didn't like it at all. Alright. Uh, I have fucking backs off Force. I don't know how to... I don't know the fucking name of this band. Um, of Force Unknown is the name of the song? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, ready for this one? Cool old black metal is what I put. I like the guitar tone a lot. I actually really... There was a part where I really liked the riff. And the, something about the guitar tone really hit me. Where like last week we were listening to something was it Venom? No, not Venom. Celtic Frost. The last song you played, I didn't, I liked the song, but I didn't like the guitar tone. Yeah. I really like this guitar tone. And that's the only reason. I think that's what saved. You talking it. about the lead guitar? Yeah, that song a lot. I really kind of fucking like, liked yeah. it a lot. Um, I actually, uh, I like the music. I thought the music was great. I actually liked this song the best out of all three, hands down. Like I actually would listen to this again, and it, it impressed the shit out of me. So here's your. Here's, here's why we're doing this. My so pick far. was The Flight of Slepner as the best of your picks. Interesting. I picked The Melvins by default. So you guys all have a... Uh, so this leads... Long. What was your favorite out of the three, and that's what wins? Uh, out of my three, I'd probably... I'm probably going to end up going with Fockenbach as well. All right, cool. Uh, hey. So out of all... Out of everybody's songs, what was your favorite song? Ed? Out, out of everybody's? Out of everybody's. Oh, shit. Uh, Throwing a curveball. The kids are all right. Offspring. All right. Um, right. If I if I'm not picking one of my own yeah. overall, yeah, that's yeah. the one that makes the most sense. Yeah, you can't pick your own. Yeah. Out of everyone's, I'm gonna go with Ill Bill. Gary. Close your eyes. Me too. Close your eyes. Close your eyes wins this week. 
So um, maybe that's what the opening song will be. Yeah, we'll do that. Because Anna has a good open with the, the little sweep in the beginning. That's cool. I'm actually impressed with the fact that you guys, I thought for sure it would have been the polar opposite. I thought, I knew he wasn't going to like the Acacia Strain song. And that probably wouldn't I figured have, you were going to hate fucking Buck. <laughs> so I, that's, I thought obviously that was the, that's I the curveball for me. down. Yeah. I thought that was the best song you yeah. I thought that was the best song you've shown in a while, period. Yeah. It, I, which and that was mind. short and sweet. I think that's maybe why short. you like that. Yeah, too. No, I, that one yeah. had a good structure to it. Yeah. And to me, even when it was fast, it still made sense. The whole thing made sense. It yeah. sounded like a black metal song. It sounded like an old black metal song. Yeah. Whether it was old or not, it didn't matter. Yeah, it's probably from like 94. For me, that was the easiest one for me to listen to. That reminded me of like the nature spiritual invasion kind of shit. You know, like. Yeah. Well, like Emperor, like good old Emperor. But that was me. Yeah. Um. That was the music still saying, man. Close your eyes as the winner this week. Uh, we have a, we are three deep. hours and forty two minutes into, but it doesn't fucking feel like it at no. all. I actually thought this one, even the last one went long. I felt like at three hours, uh, the last half hour for whatever reason disappeared, and it felt like it just went nowhere. Yeah, it didn't feel like four hours. Either, it either one of them didn't. It didn't. This one definitely doesn't either. I, uh, I I don't know. I didn't have a lot more to go over. I did have one thing I wanted to bring up. Uh, two things I had written down to bring up where normally it's you throwing stuff at us and I'm, one of them is just a quick uh, topic point it's more of a shout out um, and then the other one's a topic that maybe I'll, I'll place and then maybe we can bring it up and do something with it um, later on which are here are my two things so first off uh, last week we talked about the thing with Maynard and we talked about Hulk Hogan's controversy and a lot of the controversies and uh, without talking to my daughter about her opinions on our podcast I actually think wrote these notes before that so that has nothing to do with it I feel like we should give some light because uh, I know that because we're three dudes or four dudes sometimes and we do have an overly masculine opinion about a lot of takes I think we should shed some open light onto other subjects there was an incident that happened in Florida this week with uh, a, a camera at a restaurant catching a dude walking by a waitress yeah, she had yeah. short shorts on he grabs her ass she grabbed him by the back of the fucking throat or back of the neck rather slammed him down I don't think she's in trouble I think he got in trouble for doing it Good. Um, I'm giving her a fucking shout out and a round of applause because that's fucking awesome in my opinion was that a customer or somebody that was worked just there? a random customer. customer just a random customer walking by she's a pretty girl she had short shorts on he thought he could just go ahead and do whatever the fuck he wanted to whether he was drunk or not doesn't fucking matter dude if that was my daughter or my wife motherfucker <laughs> I would have fucking wanted that to happen too so I want people to understand that like we're gonna have strong opinions about you on, on a lot of things everybody's going to like a lot of her opinions but on certain things I want I also want to bring out some good light on some things too Yeah. and I thought she 100% handled it the right way and I'm going to fuck what anybody else says dude you go ahead and you put your fucking hands on somebody that you don't deserve to put your fucking hands on I'm I'm kind of sad that you didn't see four dudes jump on top of her like a like on top of him like at a hardcore show and stomp the fuck out like mm-hmm. that's what you deserve and if if you if you went to jail and got the shit kicked out of you bro you deserve that too you don't fucking do that shit never is that okay um, and that's my opinion. Yeah, I completely agree, and I just want to make it clear that when we were talking about that stuff last week, we, we tried to make it clear as possible that we're not saying that women are all lying about no, all this no, stuff, because right. it definitely happens, and it happens a lot. Yeah. But they're, they're, it shouldn't just be out there, and everybody just automatically believes it. But in a case like that, where it's on camera, and she reacts, she did the right thing, I wouldn't have sat there and 
called the cops and not done it. And then she grabbed that dude and then basically a fucking headlock and threw him down. <laughs> she and fucking slammed him. Yeah, she beat that. It was, it was great. So oh, she got more. Yeah, honestly. Guys that do that deserve that. Now, on the flip side of that, uh, speaking of Maynard, have you ever seen the footage where the, the fan jumped on stage and tried fucking grabbing him? And he fucking yoked the guy in a uh, jiu-jitsu hold and fucking, like, laid on top of him and sang? No, but I have no problem with that either because... Yeah. If I'm on stage and someone's coming up to me, I don't know if they're coming up to me to shake my hand or like stab me in the gut. You know, uh, exactly. Kirk Weinstead kick somebody in the face because they're well, a lot of people didn't like uh, every time I much. every time I die has multiple videos yeah. where uh, one dude jumps on stage to take a fucking selfie with the singer and the guitarist Jordan Buckley is br- their brothers, the singer and the the guitarist, and Jordan runs over and kicks the fucking phone out of the dude's hand. That was awesome. Um, Corey Taylor slapped the phone out of somebody's hand one time. I think shit like that's. I've seen Ill Bill four or five times, and every single time he's beat a fan's ass. I right, probably Sean Price. <laughs> <laughs> so the other thing I wanted to uh, just to talk about, um, in, because we're running long, maybe we won't talk about it this time. I wanted to bring up uh, guilty pleasures, and what I mean by that is like, do you have guilty pleasures? Um, whether it's a song, whether it's a TV show, whether it's a fucking you. Sitting in your car at night eating a fucking uh, uh, McDon- McDonald's triple cheeseburger. Uh, do you have three? All three. All three. All three. Uh, you- <laughs> I ate them in my house. And I do that. I'm not gonna lie. So I'm, it's okay. Yeah. But guilty pleasure. Now the other the reason why I brought that up was I've also heard a lot of people make good points where uh, um, the lead singer Bleeding Through says is that he doesn't have he doesn't believe in guilty pleasures. If he likes something, he likes it. If he likes a Lincoln Park song, he likes it. He shouldn't feel bad about it. And I agree, I agree with that. Now, which side of that? Should you take which side of that? You know, do you believe in guilty pleasures? Like I know I have songs that I think would surprise everybody in this room that I listen to. I'm sure Gary could probably do the same. But so I think everybody Gary. does. Yeah, you know. But should you be more open with it and wave that flag proudly? You know, and yeah. not have it. There should be a guilty. Pleasure. Yeah. Some well, some people want to fit in a scene, and in order to fit in a scene, sometimes you can't listen to certain music. Right. So that's why people keep that shit under wraps. But who cares if it, music is music? Everybody. Even the most hardcore fucking underground metal dudes started somewhere, and they didn't start with fucking raw black metal. I'm not trying to personally be part of any one scene anyway, you know? So here, here's where I'll lead, uh, we have a couple ideas already uh, on the table. I think we should throw this in the mix too and do an episode, uh, maybe not a full three song pick, but I think maybe next time we should do, because we want to do the supergroup talk. We should do a super group song, and I think we should do a guilty pleasure song. Something that's something a random. Yeah, just for a random. Yeah, and then a newer song, something that you you, you think is coming out. So yeah, the next we'll episode, try to remember that. Um, anybody else have anything else? I know you have a couple things. Um, well, I think we're going kind of long, so I'll skip those couple couple things that are not really uh that are really we're, topical. We're gonna beat the Benny episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got uh, twelve minutes to do that. So. But um, I do want to say that uh, we opened up some social media pages now that we're gonna start actually releasing these. Is it? Um, how, how do you do it? Whoop whoop. Yeah, that's it. Right, Gary. Yeah, that's it. a sound of the whoop place. whoop. Oh, different, way different evenings, guys. There you go. But yeah, we have uh, right now. We have an Instagram and a Twitter. We we somehow managed to snag the same name for both, which is just at three DCB podcast. So if you want to get a hold of us on Twitter, it's at three DCB podcast, and Instagram is also at three DCB podcast. Eventually, um, we're gonna get a YouTube. We're gonna open up a Facebook. We also have a uh, email account, three dudes and cold brews at gmail dot com. So if you uh, if you want to complain about us being assholes, you can email us. If you want to suggest some songs, you can email us. If you got your uh, a band and you want us to review a song that we may like, you can go ahead and send us an email. Actually, I really like that. I think 
once this starts getting out there, hopefully it does, hopefully it spreads, I would really welcome and encourage a lot of local artists or, you know, lesser-known bands and artists out there. Fuck, man, if you're a comedian trying to get your shit out there, send us a fucking 10-minute clip of your shit. We'll listen to it. We'll, we'll review it. If you're a wrestler trying to get your name out there and you want to fucking, you know, we want to interview some people, too. This went really well, I thought, with Gary. Yeah. This was more of an interview than it was anything else. Um, and I would really like to go down that avenue a little bit too. And I think on our when we start the YouTube thing, we're going to start doing a little bit more content in general, right? Maybe mm-hmm. some like some videos, some videos, some music reviews, music video re- reviews. Things Maybe like we'll that. go live for certain segments of the podcast, something yeah. like that. Twitch is a big thing now too. We should look into getting a Twitch account because mm-hmm. uh, people can follow along. And I think once the music aspect of it kicks in. Like, I know some people, like, shout out to God Hates Joe Walsh. He fucking eats that shit up every time we talk about the music, so. Um, he's going to be up here. Actually, he's up here right now. I think he's going to be up here next weekend, so maybe we can fit him in. I know we'd really like to be in, but yep. anything else? No, that's it. I just wanted to get that out there. So, yeah, yeah don't don't be afraid to uh, hit us up. We encourage it. I'm good. I got nothing. Oh, you, no, you got you got to end your, your you got your ending ray line you got to get, right? Well, um, before that, on Gary, you have anything else that you want to plug? You want to, you have social media handles? Uh, I just want to say uh, that the moral of today with me opening up is take care of yourself. Don't ever put anything on the back burner. It could be the smallest thing. You could stub your toe and you think your toe's broken, but... You're too much of a man to want to go fucking get your toe fucking checked out. Like, you neglect that, that shit could turn into something bigger. Just, just deal with it. Don't think that you're invincible because honestly, we're human. had a toe problem. What? (laughs) He had a toe problem. Who did? He never got his toe checked out. Yeah, I did it for a long time. Actually, I had a real... Real bad infection for a long time. And because you didn't get it checked out? Yeah. I don't know what the fuck, man. I, have, I, I still don't yeah. have medical. I'm fucking, I'm 30. Don't be a stubborn old. asshole, America. That's oh, yeah. truly, like, yeah. just, you know, take care of yourself and, you know what, live your life and just be happy. Hopefully like, this helped. I think it's going to help a lot of people. And I, stay, I think, kid, uh, stay in school, kids. Don't do drugs. Yeah. Well, we're just, all, just, we, are we all hypocrites? Second down. Is that just fucking what's going on? <laughs> stay Holy in acid, school. Acid. Once more, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, oh, real quick plug. Today we didn't drink any beers like we normally do, so the, the cold brew uh, it is, uh, aspect of it. 10 a.m. Yeah, it was 10 a.m. when we started this. The flip side of cold brew was I had a nitro cold brew from Four Corners uh, Donuts right up the road from us, Warwick, Rhode Island, uh, Airport Road. <laughs> Go try them out. It was 12 bucks for a coffee and a sandwich. Holy shit. <laughs> I had a really good, the coffee, nitro brew anywhere you go is really good. Listen, support your fucking local businesses because they'll support you. Yeah, even um, if they charge you $70 for a donut. Listen, man, whatever. I had to sit through 42 minutes of fucking acoustic guitar for a race song to kick in. That's true. You know? I thought Jethro Toe's going to come in with his flute. Yeah, we do this for we do this for each other, you know? I had to listen to people who didn't know how to play a guitar, so. Who was that? Yeah. Acacia String. Oh, oh, shit. Wow, oh, that oh, was good. Oh, I thought it was going to go like Kiss. Waka, waka, waka. He liked the Kiss song better than the Acacia Strain. Yeah, the Kiss one okay. got catchy towards the end. So he also it. smokes a lot of pot. And there's nothing wrong with that. Maybe it opens up his mind. Maybe it does. So you're going to smoke pot to listen to Kiss? No, it's it's not what I'm about. <laughs> I'm about that juggalo life. Yo, whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. The Dark Lotus and that. No, no, didn't you, uh, you denounced your Dark Lotus-ism, right? Because you... Covered up the tattoo. I never had a Dark Lotus tattoo. What you talking it's about? Still there, motherfucker. <laughs> I can see through that shit. You better shut your mouth. <laughs> what is it? What's the, uh, the everybody out there? Just want to say, uh, please vote Democrat in your next election. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, that'd be Gary DeAngelis at uh, what, what do you have any uh, social media handles you're on Twitter and stuff right and uh, everybody should really think about becoming a vegetarian because those cows out there they don't deserve to die just so because you can have a steak I can't. as soon as I get out of here I'm gonna go get the biggest fucking steak I can find now and send you a picture the of way it. I look at it why rip that vegetable out of the ground yeah they gotta yeah, live too bro too. <laughs> they they do. Hell, communicate man. Yeah, man. That thing was a living Without, without the fucking trees, bro, we don't breathe. What the fuck am I going to eat now? You guys are fucking making me feel guilty now. See? Yeah, Live on, uh, yeah, insects. There you go. They don't have souls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ray, hit, it, hit us with the clothing. Uh, Uncle Dobby over and out. Peace.